Hello, beautiful people. It is Winter Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. A nice sports show that's incredibly dumb starts right now. Football is certainly brewing. Football is never going to stop having things to talk about, and there is a lot to dive into, including the fact that Baker Mayfield is now a Los Angeles Ram. I believe he's wearing number 17. If Dirty's IG story is ringing anywhere near true, he will now potentially be playing for the Rams immediately at the quarterback position. That is what was being said. Who knows how quick he will be to take that L.A. Ram offense and be able to apply it on the field, but... But McVeigh now, with the loss of Matthew Stafford, who has a spinal contusion, I believe, after a couple concussions, and everybody seemingly assuming that his season is over. Does that mean his career is over? Hmm. His season is over. I hope not. Matthew Stafford, hell of a run if it is. Congratulations on a hell of a run, Matthew Stafford. Great run. Cemented a Hall of Fame legacy with a Super Bowl win there at the end. Everybody say, couldn't win when it mattered, couldn't win when it mattered. Uh, Detroit couldn't win when it mattered. Turned into be the conversation. But maybe now with the brand new life. There's a chance that'll happen. But nonetheless, Baker Mayfield now potentially Sean McVay's new quarterback after Wolford and Perkins. and They have kind of had a carousel of quarterbacks whenever Matthew Stafford hasn't played. Now, maybe Baker will start for them uh, going forward. Congrats to Baker Mayfield. What a come up here. Yeah, yeah. we go, Baker. So he goes from Cleveland, obviously, taking a lot less money to go over to Carolina to prove himself. Uh, then... That didn't work out for one reason or another. Who knows? He was headbutting people with his hat on while they were wearing helmets, trying to show that he was still into the game, even though he wasn't playing. Wanted to let the world know, I've become a better teammate, even though people think, I don't think I was a bad teammate to begin with, but would like people to know that I've conscientiously thought about becoming a better teammate, maturing, handling the situation that it was in Carolina, where he was a backup and he wasn't playing and he was doing his thing. So publicly trying to tell people, like, I've evolved, I've Grown. Now, he asked for his release from the Carolina Panthers. They say, sure. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to the Niners. He's going to the Niners. Kyle Shanahan said, I think we're actually pretty good. We got a yeah, guy. Uh, well, anything, we'll look into anything, though. And then whenever Rappaport came on, he started dropping some names of some teams. Maybe the Texans. Maybe the Colts. Maybe the Rams, he said. Also, with the Rams being in the same division or whatever, and obviously being rivals, not a bad play so that a Baker Mayfield, formerly number one overall pick or whatever, can become a Ram as opposed to become a Niner, who you know would be a thorn in the side of the Niners if they weren't able to get Baker Mayfield, which is why I believe Shanahan said, I don't think... I don't think that's going to happen at all. Nonetheless, Niners-Rams, incredible rivalry. Rams get Baker Mayfield. Does this change anything this year? We don't know. A lot of people say, is that going to help? And we shall see. And that's where Baker Mayfield's career has come to. That's not how we feel. That's an actual feeling from people. Good luck to Baker as a Los Angeles. Good luck, Good luck Baker. Go get him. There's a lot of other shit to bullshit about, and I can't wait to do it all day today with the talks table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys turn digs. The show's going great over there. Yeah, there you go, Tony. New studio. You're doing a fantastic job. The hat looks great. And joining us like he has all season, every single Wednesday and Thursday, hosted a Man to Man podcast with Antoine Bethay, who is find out today is a finalist for the black college football hall of fame Uh, i think he finds out today whether or not he gets in there hosts alongside him for the man to man podcast host of everything db which we'll watch here today and nfl matchup show darius butler good luck to uh, antoine bethay yeah a lot of people who know him call him a b but there's another a b running around on the internet right now yeah that's right in the world that is not the a b we're talking about so 
That's Antonio Brown. Antoine Bethay uh, went to Howard. I believe he's up for the Black College Football Hall of Fame. You'll find out yep. today. Good luck, dude. Yeah, good, good, luck. good luck. That'd Should be, be a shoe in, man. Should be a shoe in. I think so. With everything he's accomplished. I don't know what the accolades are to go in there. Mm-hmm. And I do believe I'm ruled out from that particular Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I think he is the right guy that you would want Absolutely. to have represent your everything. And congrats, Antoine, on that. Let's talk about you, though, pal. Let's chit-chat about a couple of the things. You know, former teammate of ours, Andrew Luck, had his first talk with the media, and it was a man by the name of Seth Wickersham. Mm. The A is on a soft A. It's a hard A yeah, okay. in the second. Wicker. Sham. Who you hear New England folks give a little bit more energy to because of things that Seth Wicker has said about the entire Patriot situation is obviously one that has turned off some of the mass holes and such. But Mm -hmm. this is really my first baptism into who Seth Wicker Sham is. I. I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying. I, I read a couple of the quotes uh, that were pictured and put alongside the tweets. And it, was a- it was Andrew Luck, so I was, like, pumped to, like, yeah. learn about it because, obviously, I think he was an incredible football player. Loved watching him play. And I got to experience, you know, the whole ride of Andrew a little bit, I, I think, from the inside and from the outside at the same damn time, which is cool. So I was excited to hear him speak. was surprised he picked Seth Wicker Sham. <laughs> to be the person who we talked to. Honestly, that was very surprising yeah. to me. I think him and Matt Hasselbeck, like very, very, mm-hmm. very tight. Uh, I think. I'm not 100% Matt sure. Matt and Seth? Um, no, not Wicker. Sham. No, Matt and Luck. Yep. Very tight because he was the backup. So I always just assumed that it would come through a, a Matt Hasselbeck conversation or some oh, other yeah. relationship that he had that we would learn and hear about the Andrew Luck story. Instead, it came through Seth Wicker. Sham. And uh, I wasn't able to read it because I read one portion of it live on the show yesterday and everybody saw it. On t- I didn't understand what the fuck he was saying. The, the, the word... The way he was writing, mm-hmm. I was just, I felt like he was trying to make sure I did not read what he was <laughs> mm-hmm. writing, but I heard and listened to everybody's. What was your take on the story? Did you read it? It was like a 45 minute read or something At like least. that. A lot of words, a lot of. You got to copy and paste and look up what words mean. I mean, there's a lot of gymnastics yeah. that you had to do. Super smart people talking to each other, both Seth Wicker Jam. and uh, Andrew Luck, very smart people. What are your <laughs> thoughts on it, what you've heard about it at least, and did you read that thing? Uh, I did not read it. Wow. I did read oh, it. Bad journalism. I haven't read it yet, so I, haven't, I, I can't give a full you know, feedback on it. But obviously, you know, Seth, uh, not Seth, Andrew, complicated uh, individual, different individual, great teammate. Uh, you know, obviously I obviously so love playing with him. Have talked to him a few times. You know, since retiring, uh, every time I spoke with him, he just speaks so glowingly about you know being a father, being at home, obviously being a husband. So as long as Drew is happy, man, that, that's all that really matters in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, the way he retired, uh, we talked about Vontae uh, last week when I was here. <laughs> obviously, he had a surprising retirement. Andrew obviously did as well. But if I had to choose two teammates who would retire in different fashions it would be those two individuals for two very different reasons so um but i'm just i'm just hopefully he's happy he's fulfilled uh, that's really uh you know all that matters at this point. it sounds like being the father and being the husband was a big part of it mm-hmm. i too did not read it mm-hmm. i will not <laughs> that, like i'm just I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot okay and i will be very thankful when you do that and i'll be excited to pick your brain yep. on what you took in because for me for 
took Ty 35. That guy got into Harvard. Yeah. Took him 35 minutes to read it, okay? And then when I asked Ty, why was, is that what it's all like? And he started using, it's all convoluted, and this is his writing style. And then Brucey Brown, who's our suit, our yup, who grew up, like, I think, reading newspapers potentially. Mm-hmm. And, like, what, times, the, yeah. what they, they used to do. He goes, his writing style is, he, Bruce did a full breakdown of Seth Wicker Sham. writing style <laughs> and how he does like fragmented sentences and then he'll take you on a ride a little bit and then he'll drop in some fucking high intellect stuff and then there's no real payoff at the end you're just kind of jumping back into the story it's just like kind of keeping you guessing I'm not a good enough reader I don't think I'm a good enough reader for the guy and that's what I read yesterday but I do I am happy I have smart people that are going to do it Darius can't wait to hear what you have to say do you have any different take now after hearing like other people's reaction to the article you know because when something's that long Different people are going to take different things from it. Like, that's why, let's say the NFL changes a rule. Let alone in the, the actual real world, the politics world that makes laws and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But let's just do it for our world. The NFL makes a rule. Somebody reads through the rule changes, and then that person decides what everybody needs to hear about, right? Like, hey, this is what you need to know about. This is what you need to know about. So naturally, if you're not reading an entire thing or watching an entire thing and you're just taking somebody else's opinion on something, they're already picking and choosing what to tell you about. Have you heard anybody else's take on this article? And what have you kind of, uh, now that you kind of slept on it for another day, your thoughts on the Andrew Luck saga, which seemingly, if I got this right from yesterday, he... He was, he was kind of put in a predicament with his wife, like an mm-hmm. ultimatum, like, hey, you're either going to do this or we're going to do this. And then he, something happens where he, the injury takes place, where his life was going to become what it was like the, when it was at its worst, I guess, between him and his wife. He was given an ultimatum, either retire or get a divorce, basically, is what he was saying. Is that still how we feel about it? And has other people said that? And is that what everybody else kind of took from it as well? Yeah, kind of. And I think a lot of people, the, the big takeaway was like what Debut said, like, he seems like he's happy and that he's not like struggling with the choice all these only years thing after. that matters yeah. at the end yeah. of the day exactly and i don't know if it was i can't remember if it was in the article or if it was like a follow-up to it but he did mention that with his retirement the one thing that he kind of like regrets was the timing of it yeah. like how it was so quick right before the season started and but also like the injury came at that point mm-hmm. He was just realizing he was potentially going to have to go through what he was going to have to go through, what he had gone through before. So him and his wife are having open conversations, mm-hmm. I assume, like, oh, this is what life's going to become. Is why, yeah. Now that you got an injury and this is also happening middle of the season, this is now what life is going to become for me, she might have said to him or whatever. And that's why he decided he had to do it. It's just it was, a rough, it was a rough patch, you yeah. know, for, for, for 12. Because obviously, you know, I was a teammate for five, uh, five or six years. And um, – you know, he, he was it was time where he was away from the facility, you know, going to Europe, trying to get treatment, coming back and, um, you know, not really knowing the real timeline. But I remember vividly, like just sitting down at like the breakfast table one day, just talking to him. You could just you could just see it over. him. But then when I saw him come back and have that great season, fresh revamp offensive line. I'm like, OK, OK, I think he's back. You know, kind of Andrew Luck 2.0. And then to see him retire like that um, was obviously tough. But him getting booed. When he retired, obviously I understand the fans. You know the fans that did boom how they felt. It's fourth quarter preseason game too. We gotta of, remember that. I'm kind of feeling we might, 
It might be, it might be cursed since that. Oh, know, it's been really, really shitty. Like that angle. That is interesting, since we isn't gave it? Gave twelve that uh, that exit. So maybe everybody needs to write a handwritten apology to twelve and turn some things around. Or know. we need to do whatever Peyton did uh, with Jeff Daniels in uh, in the Detroit yeah. Lions yeah, right. yeah. Ford yeah. Field or whatever because they've become that. I understand what you're saying about the cursing. Uh, of the team, and it might be. People have tweeted me that before. Whenever I've talked about the Calvin Johnson curse in Detroit, I've yeah. had some Detroit fuck t- uh, tweet me and be like, have you guys won since you guys booed Andrew Luck out of the building? I'm like, so, <laughs> like so yes. <laughs> Interesting, actually. Hey, that's a great question. But that even, is a great question. Even so, like ESPN on Instagram, you know, put like a uh, like a little, you know, slide through of the story and a lot of comments in there from Colts fans. Like they haven't forgiven him, you nope. know, like and I don't I know whether they. they read the story or not, but like he, that was kind of the hey, they're lucky. It was he's lucky. And once again, yeah. Reality, okay, mm-hmm. where we live, yep, right here. Sure. Most, most of us. You're right. There's different ways to, I guess, travel to different dimensions mm-hmm. and stuff. But that's their reality. We're, we're just talking about our reality yeah, here. Right, on Earth. Okay, we have, this, <laughs> we have this fairy tale land, though, that we all are striving for and wish for us to be able to live long enough to see where everybody has right intentions, proper judgment, and have perspective of being able to zoom out from the moment and see what's really happening. We all hope that'll happen someday. There's a lot of other things in that fairy tale land, too. No judgment and opportunity mm-hmm. and everything like that for everybody. And We're hoping for that. We all are. But we got to talk about reality. If this was Pittsburgh or, um, or let's just say uh, New England yeah. or uh, Philly, Philadelphia. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Or where else could we go? I Dallas, guess like Raiders. Dallas, Dallas, yeah. Raiders, yeah, Dallas. Raiders, a lot of places. Nine days before you're the <laughs> the guy, <laughs> oh, premier guy, highest paid quarterback in the league, Jets the guy. Or Giants, and it's going. It goes through the stadium via a tweet from Adam Schefter. Wow, that was wild. That you are yeah. retired. I mean, that would. I think Indianapolis booed him. And obviously, if that's why we're cursed football gods, please hear me out. <laughs> uh-huh. Please hear me out. Because those people that are at a game, preseason, fourth one, fourth quarter, okay, that game means less than nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, people can get hurt, so I guess that would mean something. But the game itself, fourth quarter, fourth preseason game, at that moment, the people that are on that field, good luck wherever you're working next yep. or wherever you play next. Probably not going to be for the team that you're at. So those people probably pretty intoxicated still in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Let's assume diehards of the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like the diest yeah, of diehards yeah. who are still right, there. A lot of, lot of season, Love season ticket holders, yeah. Probably kids, too. Probably it was kids. pretty packed. I was there that night. Yeah, pretty, yeah, you were there. I mean, bear down. Bear, there, yeah, we, we just bear. saw the photos of uh, in the background. It, was, it wasn't, let's not say full, but there was people there. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. More than probably most stadiums at that particular situation of what it is. So whenever I think group think starts happening, you know, and they're like, <laughs> you see what? Like, whoa, whoa. No and that, their immediate reaction is, fuck this guy, yeah. I, I think. <laughs> so they boo him. Can't do it. Can't have it. Would wish that those people would say, oh, man, Andrews must be in a bad spot. He's retiring nine days before a goddamn game, and he's gotten his dick kicked in here as our quarterback, and he's given us a lot of good times in the post Peyton Manning era. So I understood why people booed, just because if you think about the humans that are going to be there at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I think it could have been much worse elsewhere, football gods. So yeah. huh, why don't we think about that situation maybe start cursing some other people? Like 
The New England Patriots. No, I wouldn't yeah. make yes. any sense. Yeah, yeah, like the New England no. Patriots. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Think, hey, football guts, think about what they would have done. Hey, oh, think about no what way, they would have done mm-hmm. if no, no. nine days before the season started, Tom Brady just signed a deal to be the – yeah, there it is. 9.28 p.m. Jeez. Andrew Luck has informed the Colts he is retiring from the NFL per source. There will be a press conference Sunday to make it official, but Luck is mentally worn down and now checking out. That last sentence now there. checking out. That last <clears throat> sec- sentence. Yeah, exactly. That last sentence there was not read by the people in the no. state. Uh-oh. No, no, no. no. Uh, Luck is mentally worn down and now checking out. They didn't get to that. All they saw was Andrew Luck has informed the Colts he is retiring from there. There will be a press conference Sunday to make it official. <laughs> they didn't what? even see. No, no. They didn't even see like the last sentence. Maybe. That's what we can think about. But football gods. Think about what the Patriots fans would have done if that would have happened. Oh, no. my Fucking God. curse them. Okay? No. And I don't know what you're talking about. Pack- Packers fans are already saying, get that hippie the fuck out of town. Not the football gods, think about what they would have done in Green Bay Lambeau. Oh. I've been there for a preseason year. That place is actually filled mm-hmm. to the gills in the preseason over there. Think about mm-hmm. what they would have done. And then let's not even start to talk about this fucking and guy. He would have deserved every single thing that would have happened to <laughs> him. Football gods, you hear that? So, D-Bud, do you think that's enough to the football gods? We just stated our case enough that if this was to happen elsewhere, it would have been so much worse and they deserve to be cursing on us? Do you, do you think that is, that is being listened to or no? Did you watch our last game? Bro, so bad. I was electric. I don't think they're listening. 33 to zip. We got six, what, six more games to watch? Primetime game, another Monday Night Football. (laughs) We got another Monday Night Football game. I think that might be part of the curse, too. We got all these primetime games. Beep, beep, beep. The curse is like, here's your punishment. (laughs) Uh Okay, here's your punishment. And also... Whole world's gonna. Suck. Oh yeah, whole world's gonna have so, to. So hey, be. maybe this is the end of it. Maybe this is you know we get our pro- we get our last prime time and then we surprise. He's not in the Ring of Honor to be honest. Yeah. Who's that, Andrew? I mean, he did yeah. take him to an AFC Championship game. Hey, yeah, he hung a banner. He in that put stadium. a banner up there. Damn right. They need to take that down. Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> yeah. that's we a massive to, part. We need to take that down. That would help with the curse. And if we're talking Andrew Luck, maybe read. You know, 10 books or something. And then I think the one that would really reverse the curse is give all the taxpayers their money back because they paid for something. <laughs> no, that's, that's every used. city. Please. Well, not all Please. of them. Please. A lot Bob of them. Craft. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Owner of the Patriots. And this is why they don't get cursed by the football gods. How do you get one, his money? Uh, he started his own company and then bought his wife's father's company. So he big dogged his, you know, father. <laughs> I mean, who can hate that? That's unbelievable. Oh, and not to mention, the head coach of the team has dedicated his entire being to football. Football gods aren't cursing anybody like that. And when Steve Belichick's up next, guess what they're going to do? Football gods are going to oh, reward so this, him. This is like a Boom. Simba situation. Yeah, Prince who was promised. I mean, that's what it is, and that's who Steve Belichick is. But yeah, the Colts, they will never win anything significant ever again unless... They do those things and tank for Arch Manning and Marvin Harrison Jr. Did Bob Kraft pay for the Gillette Stadium in 1999? Wow. The team officially announced that it would remain in Foxborough, which led to Gillette Stadium's construction. After the Hartford proposal fell through, Robert Kraft said, fuck it. I'll pay 100% of the construction costs. <laughs> oh! oh! Instance wow. of an NFL. Hey, that's, oh! that's big dog. Hey, that's, ring. that's big dog and awesome and also football guts. Look at that. 1999, what happened shortly thereafter? Oh, exactly. What a nice little run. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Isn't huh? it crazy? Just, just from, do, you do the right thing. Yeah, pay for your own stadium. Oh, that's, I mean, but that. let's think about it. I mean, what happened after yeah, they started winning, but when you pay for your own stadium, you can also put a weather machine in there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, sorry. Hey, everyone should do it then. Wait, right. did Mr. Ursay take Andrew Luck's money? No, he paid him. Yeah. So that's yeah. good vibes. Yeah, well, that money that's is from the business. people, though, Foxy. You got to remember <laughs> that was kept in his pocket 
because he took it from the people who live in the city. <laughs> All right, let's pivot away from this. That is awesome from Kraft. Yeah. I did not know is. that. That's a big dick move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's all wow. true, too. He started no. that company. Tepper said, ah, I'm not doing any more, and I'm filing bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck your city. Kraft's like, oh, you guys aren't paying for any of it? I don't care. Whatever. I'll fucking just do it. bought my father-in-law's company. <laughs> Bang. Built it. Yeah, yeah a Patriot co- place on there, too. Yeah, oh, I yeah. want a plaza over here with stores. I mean, uh, fuck, if I got to do this, I would like a casino and mm-hmm. a hotel connected mm-hmm. to it. So everybody that comes here is giving money to who? Me. I'll pay for it. Yeah. You're well, you could have been a part of this city. Yeah. Okay, you could have been getting a piece of this. You decided not to. Don't worry. About, don't wait. Don't worry. Hey, worry about I got it. it. Don't right. even worry about it. I got it. it. And then we're going to rattle off the best two decades in the history of the fucking NFL. Wow. What a run for Bob Kraft. Yeah, he's an absolute dog. And it'll be in the Kraft family for the next 200 years. Okay, let's move away from uh, football. Sure. And let's move into football. That's oh, right. Ah. Now, I know it's called soccer to anybody that has a brain, but I guess it originated as the sport of football. Although the word soccer was created in England, they certainly get pissed off whenever we say, we're going to win the soccer Lombardi. Sorry about it. Mm-hmm. So whenever we were watching the soccer Lombardi, we got a chance to see the U.S. men's national team make it out of pool play, make it into the round of 16, ultimately get eliminated, but the boys showed promise going into next World Cup, which is back on our home ground. Yeah, right. right. Joining us right now is a man who was on that team, a man who has won two CONCACAF Gold Cups, current MLS Cup champion. Ladies and gentlemen, I think 53 caps for the U.S. men's national team, Kellen Acosta. Yay! Yay! What's up, man? What's going on? Hey, thank you for joining us, dude. Obviously, I followed you on the internet. Excited to have you on the show. Thank you for taking time out of your life to talk to us. Yeah, of course, of course. Are you back? What is it? So was the time zone change uh, different? How, how much different was the transition coming back home? And are you home right now? I'm not home yet. Um, I'm in New York, but uh, it, it was crazy. I mean, it's 11 hour time different from L.A. Um, and eight hours from here. It was just, it's been a crazy last few days. Um, running on no sleep right now, so all good. <laughs> all good. You're delusional, so we'll be able to get some good shit out <laughs> oh, of you yeah. right now, a little yeah. slap happy. Um, <laughs> when you go over to, obviously, the last World Cup, you would have been a part of the pro or the team, didn't qualify for the World Cup. This World Cup, your first World Cup, it's in Qatar, it's in Qatar. What were you expecting traveling there whenever it comes to, like, amenities and staying and life outside of the game and practice fields and everything? And what was it like over there? How was the host's country of Qatar because obviously all we hear outside is about the bad shit was it bad was it different than anything or did you guys not care at all it's the World Cup no I mean part of it is like it's a childhood dream to be in a World Cup so I was like (laughs) I don't really care but at the same time Qatar is a beautiful country we had everything set up for us the amenities were top-notch everyone's super accommodating I mean it was I mean it was beautiful I mean we had our players lounge Carby Lab with all our equipment, the facilities were were top. So I mean, from top to bottom, it was just a it was a great experience all around. So now everybody's going to say that you're forced to say that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just the natural that's just a natural follow up. But you're saying it was very it was a it was a great experience whenever it comes to tournaments and traveling for the national team because you guys have to go to some places that aren't necessarily set up to perfection, right? Whenever you're playing against some teams, or am I wrong in thinking that? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could say that. I mean, comparative to to the U.S. for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, we stay in you know nice hotels and we have pretty good setup where we're at. 
and where you deserve it. Hey, let's talk about the team. Let's talk about the team. Let's talk about the games. Okay, because us untrained eyes watching soccer for the first time in four years, a lot of people, and like getting invested in it, it seemed like we couldn't score goals. Is that the big problem? And how do we fix that going into the next World Cup so we fucking win this thing, Kellen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, scoring goals, I mean, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I guess it's just a credit to, to the opposing teams. That kind of just held us um, scoreless in, in some games, but um, but overall, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're we're looking to score some more goals come twenty six, and uh, I know it should be a, a tournament uh, that everyone should be excited for. Was that England game one of those games where you guys felt like you belonged, or did you go in thinking that you belonged? No, we went into the game confidently, and uh, and I think we just proved ourselves on the field. I think uh, we surprised a lot of people, but I think. It shouldn't have been a surprise to, to everyone. I think we have so much quality and depth on our roster that um, I'm just glad that we were able to just showcase that, um, you know, on the world stage. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> we were getting mocked for celebrating a draw, but boy, the things that those English fans were saying about America yeah. going into that game. Disgusting. Disgusting. Oh Some God. of the memes on the internet, I don't know if you guys saw it. Were you keeping up with the internet while you guys were over there or were you kind of locked in? No, I was locked in, dialed in. That's smart. That was a good idea. Um, no phones. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Let's <laughs> okay. we'll try to stay away from it. It's all good. All good. Remember, a lot of emotions are representing the country. Uh, you playing against England, doing well. This team being as deep as you're talking about, do you think that's because there's a transition happening here in America? For instance, you, I believe, you committed to Maryland. I don't know if you ever went there. You ended up being in, like, Dallas's uh, organization, and you get pulled up. And then you talk about Pulisic, who's been over in Germany, I think, or Italy, and now he's in England. And you talk about Reyna, who's been over there in academy throughout his teenage years. And also, uh, I think, Aronson's uh, over there mm -hmm. for Leeds, and there's we got a lot of American guys that are kind of coming up through academies now, both stateside with the MLS and in Europe. Do you think that is why we are getting much better at soccer, and are we better than we've ever been and only getting better right now? Yeah, a combination of all that. I think a lot of credit goes to, to the academy systems. I think it's definitely been growing. Um, you know, British has really been investing in that, So, and then guys – are really taking advantage of th their opportunities. <clears throat> and I think just as a, a talent level, I think we got guys that are hungry, guys that are really proving themselves going over to Europe and performing at a really high level and being key contributors to, to their respective clubs. But uh, I think it just starts from the youth and just the players coming in. I mean, we have, you know, a lot of uh, high-quality players. Hell yeah, we're winning soccer Lombardi. Let's right. go. Yeah, right, right here. Let's yeah. go, oh, boys. Right, baby. Ty has a question for you, Kellen. Go ahead. Yeah, Kellen, it seems like for whatever reason at this World Cup, a lot of like the traditional powers either didn't make it to the knockout stages or there have been like a lot more upsets than in years past. Why do you think that is? And I know you guys didn't uh, play them, but did you get a chance to maybe like see Messi and say like, hey, when you get to the MLS next year, like I'm coming for that ass, pal, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get a chance to see him, but um, but that's just the, the beautiful game. I think upsets are a part of it, and it just shows that, I mean, every country's getting stronger and that there aren't any clear favorites anymore. It's kind of anyone's game, and, and I think it's just great to see. I think this World Cup has been super exciting, and um, we, all, we all appreciate a, a good upset. You've been a pro, I think, for nine years now. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Nine, nine ten years, something like that. Wow. <laughs> appreciate it. For the first um, large portion, I guess, of your career, did Sepp Blatter ever just go into your bank account and take money out of there? Or? 
Was that something? That I mean, I, I, you said take money or give me money? No, take, take. Definitely take. I don't no, know if I, Unfortunately, no, he didn't. He didn't. I, I check it thoroughly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see anything missing. I'll tell you that. Did you see that documentary on Netflix about the whole thing? It's it's an interesting. Uh, I watched a little bit of it. We were we were watching it as a team, actually, in Qatar, surprisingly. <laughs> we watched it, but it was, uh, it was a little bit uh, boring. It was kind of slow at the start, so <laughs> I didn't really uh, finish it. You guys <laughs> got to call. You guys got to call. Well... It's all bad. You didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think you missed anything. It gets worse, I guess. Uh, the theft and uh, and that you can't deal with that. You can't worry about that because it's literally a planet problem with how many people are in FIFA. It's an interesting, interesting power position that oh, yeah. the time. FIFA president ends up in, and yeah. why these World Cups are so important. Which is why when Qatar happens, everybody's up in arms. Everything bad comes out, and then Kellen Acosta comes in and says. Hey, actually, pretty nice little amenity. Place took care of us. That's yeah. good news for FIFA, I think, as a whole, because of what potentially was going to happen going forward. Uh, when you hear about Messi coming to the MLS, and you hear about, you know, Gareth Bale came over, and then uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic mm-hmm. comes over, what do you think the future of the MLS looks like? What do you think? It, what do you think it looks like going forward? Do you think it becomes I a powerhouse? Think, I, think it looks, I think it looks promising. Um, obviously we're, we're going through that stereotype of, you know, guys are coming in, they're later into their careers, but I think the guys that are coming in, they've been really surprised at the level of the league and the league has definitely been growing. And, um, the league is, is, I think, you know, hopefully, um, will be a top league in the future, but there's still some ways that we can progress, but, um, it's definitely trending positively. Hell yeah. And you're the champ. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Go ahead, Connor, your question? Yeah, Kellen, they uh, showed a bunch of stadiums before the World Cup started with how there was air conditioning on the field, and one of them was made out of uh, shipping containers, I believe. What was that like, and did the AC help, and was it that hot out where you needed to have that or else you wouldn't have been able to play? No, the stadiums were wild, honestly. They they did a great job. Uh, we we didn't get to play in all of them. But um, but I mean, they, like for the shipping container, there's like a tent one. Um, there's one that was like kind of like looking like a hat. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. they like the, the architects went crazy on them. And then as far as like the AC went, it almost was like it was too cold in the stadium. It was weird. We're not used to playing like in an air conditioned stadium. So it was like one of those things where I'm like, God, do I need a long sleeve? It was a little chilly. But I mean, overall, the weather there was actually really nice. Um, it wasn't really even too hot or anything like that. So. Um, the AC wasn't even really needed. Look at these stadiums. Damn. Oh, wow. These are all built, obviously, <laughs> after the announcement of wow. the World Cup is going of there. Of course. There's the shipping containers there up yeah. on top right, D, but I don't know mm-hmm. if you can see that. That one, lower left one looks incredible. Yeah, yeah. that the one they're breaking. Yeah, that one's break cool. up. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Which one did you play? Did you play in all these, or did you guys play in one place? No, I only played the, the, the top left and the bottom right, I believe. I think there's only two from there. There, I think they built. There's eight stadiums, I think. Um, oh shit! And so we played in two others as well. How do? How far are you guys from the pool stadium? I assume it's just your group in that stadium. Is that how that goes, or no? No, we we all play at different stadiums. So like that's what make Qatar super unique and um, really cool. Because as like as a fan perspective, you can literally go to every stadium. They're all within 45 minutes. Oh, and so <laughs> literally. Cool go to multiple games in a day so it's like actually like a really cool experience for 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 the for the fans uh to to watch games well do you feel like there was a good uh usa contingency there crowd there was there was i mean i was i was uh, pleasantly surprised um 
because I know that the cost of going to Qatar was 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 pretty expensive. But uh, wow. we actually had a, a great turnout for all our games, and I mean credit to to the traveling fans because we we really felt them. I, I believe, I believe that, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Yeah, but not with the energy. Huh? You gotta like jump up and down. What? Yeah, but I just took an eleven-hour flight to fucking Qatar. Yeah. Get off yeah. my ass! Jeez, Louise. Darius, your question. Hey, I got two questions, and they have absolutely nothing to do with each other. But the first one: growing up in Texas, uh, was there any chance of you playing American football? And if so, which position? And then secondly, I hear you big in the fashion, especially shoes. I need your top three kicks right now. In your collection. Oh. Better not yeah. rhyme with uh, Yeah, I, pl- I play football. I was, I was a teacher like my boy Pat. Okay. And I was, a, I was a slot receiver and I was a cornerback. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, athlete. Athlete. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I, and I played basketball as well and I ran track. So I played a few sports growing up. So do you get incredibly offended whenever people say, if our athletes played soccer, we would win. This guy's like, I played fucking every sport. What do, <laughs> Come on. What do we want out of me? I'm a Texas kid that does all that. You're a big fashion guy, though. I didn't know that, D-Bud. Did a little research on D-Bud, big fashion guy, right? Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Loves not, not as big as him, man. But, no, hey, hey. What? No, no, you no, said that no, before. No, no, no Balenciaga in my collection. <laughs> what about you, Keller? What's yeah. the top three kicks, but I need to know. Top three kicks that I own or I just like in That general? you own. Um, Shoot. Let me think. Um, so many. Yeah, yeah, I, have, I, have, yeah I have a Skechers few. or... <laughs> Some shape-ups. Shape-ups yeah. aren't bad. Yeah. 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 Some Crocs. Yeah. No, nah, no. I mean, I'm a Nike athlete, so I'm talking about. I mean, I have like my favorite. I have a pair of Red Octobers. I've been sitting on ice. Okay, I haven't worn them yet. Holy shit! Um, Jeez. Yeah, see that? See? Yeah. I guess I got some Unions. You um, guess you got yeah, Dunks, yeah, don't you? You wear any of those, Pat? Yeah, I think I <laughs> got. That's a whole pair. That was like when I was like. 19. <laughs> you still got all these? Do you keep them all or do you do you trade and sell them or you keep everything? I think a lot of those I gave them away. Oh, good guy. Yeah. What a hero this yeah. guy. Yeah, there were some of my friends. Yeah, like a lot of those, yeah, in that picture, I don't think I have any of those anymore. Oh, wow. Must be nice. Jeez, yeah, yeah, good. living good. You deserve it. You yeah. deserve yeah. it. Uh huh. Hey, uh, keep crushing it, man. We appreciate the hell out of you going over there doing your thing. Congrats on all the success. Hey, how come – and you, you probably know the right people to pitch this idea to. You know how they have the Europes where they all compete against each other? And mm-hmm. uh, who won it this last time? Italy maybe? No, Italy no, lost to England. No, it was Portugal. England versus uh, – England lost. Oh, no, Italy won, yeah. Yeah, Italy England won. lost to Italy. Italy won. Yeah. Italy won the Europes. And then you guys play in the Concafa. Why don't you tell them, like, put the pink slips up? Like, let's go Concafa champ. Versus the Europe's champ mm-hmm. yeah. for both trophies. Yes. Both trophies. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I, I, I think that would be cool. Think about but what about, what about like South America and the other regions? They're not good enough yet. Well, <laughs> sounds like they have a chance it's at the World Cup. Technically, it's like considered the World Cup in a way. Yeah. The best teams <laughs> playing against each other That's for one trophy. I'm thinking like Ohio State, Michigan is the Europe's yeah. in Concafa. Right. Like World War II like, before it goes like, to the Like, hey, every time, mm-hmm. we're, every time there's a Europe's in a Concafa, we're we're playing for both trophies. Yes. That's right. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's a one trophy. Nah, I mean, honestly, you're onto something. I'm 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 with that. 
Here we go. I cannot wait to embarrass the Europe's. Bring your best. Okay. Concafa (laughs) runs through this soil, and we're taking your trophy as well. Can't thank you enough for joining us. Good luck with everything. Welcome back to America, bub. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Kellen Costa. Yeah, Kellen! Play soccer for the uh, LAFC team. Should have done a better introduction of the guy. Seems like it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah, yeah. Everybody on the stage, though, as soon as he started saying everything was top of the line, top of the line, we're like, well, this guy. He's still well, the, and his life threatened. Yeah, players, they, yeah. I didn't know they brought Qatar representatives with the teams to point guns at them while they did their interview. Look, I do like <laughs> I don't think that happened. Crazy. Dude perfect fucking traveled with them. Oh. Yeah, I do like the fact, though, that the players, so they built all these stadiums. They probably just put all the fucking hotels right in the middle. It's just yeah. like one little yeah. spite. It's a brilliant concept. We'll just build a country almost yeah. for the World Cup, and then we'll hopefully do well with it. That's why when everybody was talking so about it. they played it all – all those different stadiums? Yeah, there's eight of them, he said. Yeah. Eight of them all within 45 minutes of each other. So that's just like parking lot. That's crazy. And probably like an extended parking lot and then yep. like another stadium and then like a parking lot. Because the stadium. country's what? What did they say? The size of Delaware? Rhode Island? One of those fucking yeah. things? Something like well, that. we also heard he went to Southern New Hampshire University. Yeah. Well, he yeah. did yeah. get his degree there. He's a smart man. He was a smart man. That's an internet university. Yeah. He didn't do that because he was focusing on soccer. That's which right. Which is why I think we have a chance going forward. More kids are doing this. This is good news for the United States whenever it comes to soccer against the globe. Also makes sense if they had to build eight stadiums, or I don't know how many they had to build, but if they had to build eight, it would make sense why like 100,000 migrant workers died because yeah. that's a lot of man hours, you know, to had to build a whole new country. Yeah, basically had to build an entire city, yeah. you know. A couple of them. Yeah, yeah. A of them. Great selling point, too. Like, hey, you can go to every game, but, boy, if you get pulled over for speeding, you're not leaving. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I don't know if they're driving. Oh, yeah, I assume not cars, it's a lot of flying, hopefully it's flying mobiles. Is there over there? Seems I like there's so. very advanced stuff in some portions mm-hmm. of the Middle East. Yeah. I don't know where at how many places, but it does feel like some places have the most state of the art stuff, mm-hmm. and then there's obviously others that don't. We have breaking news out oh. of the National Football League. Ooh. Von Miller out for the rest of the year. Oh, oh damn! Oh man. Ian Rappaport, a major change for the Bills. Coach Sean McDermott announces that Von, uh, Von Miller did have exploratory surgery yesterday, and they ended up repairing his ACL. He's out for damn. the season. Jesus sucks. Fuck. Hell of a run as a bill, Vaughn. He'll be back next year. I believe he signed a three-year contract with them this past offseason, so obviously he'll be back. But that was somebody that we felt optimistic about literally as of yesterday, like Ian's tweet kind of uh, alluded to there, where he'd be able to come back at the end of the season whenever they're on a run, exactly what he was brought in for to close games, major games, important games out for him. He had been doing that all season. It was some of the best Von Miller that we had seen. Mm -hmm. Ian Rappaport adds a little bit more context to the story in a tweet here. Von Miller also tore the ACL in the same knee in 2013. Had the repositioning of the lateral meniscus been all that was needed. Von Miller had a chance to return late in the regular season. When they went in, they found significant enough ACL damage to repair. Did not know it was full tear. They probably thought it was just a sprain, a partial tear. Go in there and they go, ooh, that's a lot. One more thing, probably going to tear it completely. I'm not a doctor. I assume that's what took place. A fucking bummer for the Bills. And we got Jordan Poyer joining us in about an hour and 35 minutes or so right here on this particular program. Can't wait to talk to him about all things he has going on, how good the Bills run has been, and also what it was like to have Von Miller as a teammate for the first part of the season here because he'll be out. That is a damn shame. We had Von Miller on the show every single week somehow out of nowhere we fell into a fucking hall of famer joining us every single week for great conversations love him as a person 
Love him as Buffalo Bill. Fucking bummed about this, Darius Butler. Yeah, man, this is obviously a huge hit to that team uh, on the field. But not only on the field, what he does, but you know, hopefully he stays around. You know, in the locker room and sidelines and shit like that. But this, they brought him in to close, you know, close out the season and get over that hump. You know, the Chiefs beating the Chiefs, getting to a championship game. He went to the Rams, made those plays late. Obviously, you know, got another Lombardi. So this is obviously a huge blow. Um, to this team, unfortunate man. He can still win three Super Bowls of three different organizations. He would still technically be a winner of a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. even though he would not be in the game if the Buffalo Bills were to go on and win there. Mm-hmm. The, the AFC East has got to be thankful for this towards oh, yeah. the end of the season here, going on a run, especially the Dolphins because the Dolphins are missing their left tackle, and yeah. you know Von Miller. That's a direct correlation to how he affects the game. And then you look at the you know Vikings and Chiefs game. Chiefs game, he gets that sack. Bills end up getting the ball back and scoring completely you know change that game for them and then if justin jefferson doesn't make that incredible incredible catch on fourth and 18 third down play von miller beats his man gets a sack and sets up that you know fourth down so he really was their premier closer mm-hmm. and i feel like this is a massive loss if not probably the biggest loss for you know, any the, team the top contending yeah. team yeah, this, this, this year, year. Yeah, yeah i think so i think this is the first big big one going into week 14 damn Holy hey shit Let's remember to enjoy these. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. We're coming on a time where all we're going to have to talk about is actual bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not good. So let's enjoy this. Yes. That's right. Going to enjoy less with fucking Vaughn Miller not on the field, though. I'm going to be honest yeah. about that, Ty. There's no way that they can replace his production either, right? I mean, just got to hope that the guys that they have have kind of, I mean, like he's he's put enough into that room and everything that someone or a couple guys will step up. But like, hopefully, it's kind of the same thing. Like when TJ Watt goes down, like you, yeah. you just can't replace yeah. you, that guy. You cannot or, replace TJ Watt or, or Vaughn Miller as a player or a person. You guys tried over there in I mean, Pittsburgh. We're forced to almost try and have to. And it was the record for Pittsburgh when TJ's on and when TJ's off. Vastly different, just because at that particular position, with the way this particular style of football is being played, Mm -hmm. you can fucking wreck games, change games, win games, end games, which is what Vaughn Miller was doing. This is he he got paid a hundred and some million dollars or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everybody's like, these guys washed. Why would they fucking pay him a hundred million dollars? Then he stepped in and has like one of his best years of all time. The guy was going to potentially be up for defensive player of the fucking year. Now he's out with an ACL tear and a meniscus tear. That's a fucking bummer. Now we got a long rehab coming here for Vaughn. Yeah. Long rehab coming for Vaughn. I mean, I guess it's better in the grand scheme of things that they went in there and it sounds like did a scope and found this out and instead of him coming back in a few weeks and him really Fully you know, tearing it and then been out. So hopefully he comes back and have another uh, great season next year. But, yeah, pass rushers. Obviously, wide receivers, but these guys like change your math. When Chuck gets up here, like he'll be the first guy. Hey, this don't let this guy wreck this game. Nick Bosa last week mm-hmm. against the Dolphins wrecked the game. Three sacks, strip strip sack at that. So, um, having losing that pass rush, man, especially with the style of defense that Buffalo plays. You know, a lot of two high safeties don't blitz a ton. Um, it's tough, man. Hey, everybody get pressure just from the front four. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Let's see if Leslie Frazier can, uh, you know, figure it out who's in there. Great defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not saying they're not. Great this player. move was made strictly to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They had a great defense last year. No Pro Bowlers, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple All Pros and number one defense in the league. <laughs> yep. No Pro Bowlers for whatever reason. Bring in Von Miller because we think this is the only missing part. Is if we're able to get pressure with just our front four, if we're able to end games without having to bring out full on blitz or pressure without potentially losing something in the back end when Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and something like that we have to win against. This is a fuck. I'm like, 
I'm actually bummed yeah. about this. <laughs> and we were just talking about you know teams being cursed. I'm not saying that has anything to do with this. No, whoa, 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 whoa. But like you go back to last year, 13 seconds, obviously with the Chiefs, and now this year, it, you know Vaughn now, but even Micah Hyde before the season yeah, started. Like awesome. they've lost two of their best defensive players, and you know Trey White just got back, so it's a huge addition. But like. Like Debo just said, like how the secondary works on a string with the uh, you know D line, like mm-hmm. th- that's going to affect how long they got to cover for Jordan Poyer's job. Probably gets harder. Like everyone is going to be hurt from this. Hey, hell, hell of a season, Vaughn. Get well Great soon, Vaughn. We appreciate you, Vaughn. Sorry about it. Now, in some news that goes the other direction. We thought this player was going to be out for the rest of the year with Liz Frank. Mm. Turns out Jimmy G could be back in seven to eight weeks. We're going into week 14 right now. Right. So that would be week 21, mm-hmm. which yeah. would be championship? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Championship weekend? It's five weeks yeah. to the last game. Five, okay. And then, yeah, yeah wild card divisional would be seven. Nice, yeah. So yeah. championship game? Or, yeah, at, or at divisional? The, yeah, at the earliest. I know. I feel like championship game or Super Bowl. That would be seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he could come back at seven to eight weeks, they're saying. Adam Schefter. <laughs> sources, doctors concluded today the 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo does not need foot surgery, which is good news. Happy to hear that. Yeah, there you go, Jimmy. It is not a Liz Frank injury. And if rehab goes smoothly, if rehab goes smoothly, he could have a chance to return in seven to eight weeks, making him a potential playoff contributor we're going into week 14 right now start doing the math we're running out of weeks go ahead Tony. yeah I count them either the divisional or conference championship round is seven to eight weeks okay so good luck out there so what good is luck, it broken, bro- broken foot i don't know no need for foot surgery is not liz frank liz frank is like the collection of bones right on the foot i think is that think the and yeah. i'm not sure i know a lot of people talk about liz frank like almost like an acl damn near in the foot because it's one of those things that Kind of don't go away, can bother you for a while. But um, if it's a broken bone, who knows? This can be one of those things where they say, hey, it's healing up faster than usual. Maybe you could be back in six weeks. But uh, seven, eight weeks, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to hear like, sound like a downer. But uh, What is a foot injury that could definitely Brock. have a, a, like a guaranteed prediction? Yeah. Ooh, right. Are there any? In my opinion, none. I feel like yeah, all a break, yeah. you don't know. A break, that's yeah. what he was kind of alluding to. Because yeah. a break, I guess, they're just hoping, right? Mm-hmm. And right. are they just hoping that it heals in time? And who knows? Maybe he's superhuman. Maybe he has Wolverine blood. <laughs> Is that what the well, smoothly? If rehab, How do you rehab a broken bone? I don't know how you do that. Don't fucking step on it. Yeah, you throw a boot on it, and then you're just icing it. And Rice. Rest. Or yep. Ice. 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 Pressure. Elevation. Elevation. You know, that's what you're doing. Hope, you know, he's got that. Doing that's that. Make, that, make, blood that, that makes room. bones. Yeah, maybe the Italian blood will it help. Does. Yeah, exactly. Because of that Italian blood, he's got that dog in him. So when the playoffs Hell start, yeah. he might just be like, hey, yeah, my foot kind of hurts. Shoot me up. I, I don't want to feel it for the You remember what Roethlisberger days. used to wear whenever he came on a field with his rolled ankle? Do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know how people run around with a peg on their hand mm-hmm. or whatever when they break their hand, big thing? Do it to my foot. You yeah. see how much I move? Put me in shotgun. <laughs> am I running around or am well, I throwing the ball? the same spat as Matt Ryan. He could probably play next week. Matt Ryan has ice skates on when he's playing. He does. And ankle weights, too. So the, some of the oh, best yeah. taping I've ever seen, some of the best spatting I've ever seen on Matt Ryan's ankles. We're talking that thick of tape on both sides of his feet. Madden spat. It's real. <laughs> it's like out of a movie, like what they're supposed to do. All right, tape this thing up. And they go, figure eight. Let me go around. And like it's, that's very rarely what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Like it is, It's normally like just too thick, but they have it perfectly or whatever. The, the thicker it gets almost, I feel like the worst tape job that they, has been done because they're trying to make up for it. But I think like Matt Ryan is like, 
Give me four spats on this thing. Give me four ankle yeah. tapes on top of each other, on top <laughs> of each other. His thing, he had two walking boots on when we saw him up close and personal right next to our suite. I was mind blown. And then he ran. Oh, Remember, yeah. he ran with those on. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I have no idea how he ran with that on. Do you think they need to like cut that off with like a chainsaw or the thing they take casts off like after games? Yeah. Like, How long do you think it takes to get that <laughs> the fucking tape not off getting there? Through. The shark is yeah, not getting through that. Yeah, yeah there it is. They have, the, they have the spat shark or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy watching yeah. guys do that. That's a miserable. Some guys are so tired. Those offensive linemen who have to fucking cut it off. I've seen like <laughs> so tired. Is that is that Matt Ryan's? Boom. Those things are not going to break though. No, no chance. No. Like they're trying to right there. Look at how fuck. Still at ninety. He's mm-hmm. he's in the middle of uh, <laughs> trying to make a cut and get tackled at the same time. Ankles at ninety. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good tape in. Uh, yeah. Kyle or Aaron, yeah, and, yeah. and you know there's tape on on ankle shoe on underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I got some mole skin on there too. Yep. But uh, Jimmy G, so if he's out <laughs> seven eight, if, so that would mean Brock Purdy took him to the conference championship. Yeah. It's not like they're gonna Bingo. put him in there to play in the Super Bowl or you know divisional. Like so, I think yeah, yeah. Without playing football, two the last seven eight weeks, just drop him in here. Yeah. Remember, that's what they said Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to make it all the way to the Super Bowl and then tell Jordan Love, "This is your <laughs> yeah. show now." I retire because they disrespected yeah. him. Mm-hmm. You remember that was said? Oh yeah, that I was remember, said with yeah. a straight face in one of these, yep. not the not our room, but one a microphone. Somebody said that straight face. Reliable reports. Report it. Aaron's planning on telling the Packers. If they make this Super Bowl just hours beforehand, he's ready to say, Jordan, you're playing, not me. They made this decision. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That'll show him. That'll show him. I mean, it's, it's Bledsoe Brady, really. And uh, granted, there's way more time for Brady to kind of prove himself through the year, but it was the same situation where they made it to the AFC Championship. Brady, oh, actually, yeah. Brady actually got hurt. Bledsoe oh, comes yeah. in, wins it. And then, you know, leading up to the Rams Super Bowl, the conversation was, Who are you going to play? Yeah, Bledsoe or Brady. And he went with Brady. He went with the younger guy. Could you imagine Jimmy G comes in if Purdy gets hurt in the divisional round or the AFC or the NFC championship game? Jimmy G comes in, wins the game. Yeah. And then for the Super Bowl, Purdy's back healthy. He got him all the way there. Jimmy just won you that game. Jimmy's got no deal going forward. None. Purdy's got a very cheap deal. Mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant for the next four years. What does Shanahan and Lynch do? But that would obviously be just like that one guy that said, What's going on over there? <laughs> he said he's hoping for that situation to take yeah. place. Yes, exactly. That is what the Niners faithful should be hoping for, that Brock Purdy comes in, and he is fucking so good, so good. Yeah. They go all the way to the NFC fucking championship game, and they're able to fucking just dominate. Now, I did read this uh, on the internet by a San Francisco 49er blogger, mm-hmm. okay? And this person was all in. It was a tweet that got retweeted somehow into my universe and into my timeline. Yep. And I enjoyed reading, but I learned something there. Brock Purdy had an offer to fucking Bama. He said, what? no, thank you. Alabama? Went to Iowa State. Started as a freshman yeah. all the way through four years. This guy's been built for the moment. He's beat Texas, and he's beat all these other schools. Mm-hmm. This guy was supposed to go to Bama, said no, took the experiences instead. Mm-hmm. Four straight years starting at Iowa State. Four straight years of great football. He's built for the moment, is what the Niner blogger said. And I said, fucking hey, 
consider me on the Purdy party, pal, yeah. because that is yeah. a piece of information that I love to hear. Maybe Purdy is a guy. Maybe Purdy is built for the moment, and everybody couldn't see it because he fell to Mr. Irrelevancy, and now he's getting an opportunity with a Ferrari to go on a run. Yeah, and I hope I hope he does well because, again, I, I do love seeing Iowa State guys perform well after they've left Iowa State and get into the league. We have to question his decision-making. You fucking have an offer to Alabama, you go to Iowa State, I would argue you're a little bit of a dipshit, but that's neither here nor there. Also, uh, Texas, when he was there, they were going like 4-8 and every year, so let's not act like Colt McCoy and Mac Brown were there. Okay, they fucking sucked. So let's pump the brakes on the, you know, I mean, Vince Young wasn't playing quarterback when Brock Purdy was at uh, A lot of people State. would say Harvard to Iowa, similar situation. Yeah, you turned down Harvard to go to Iowa, so. Yeah, I'm a state guy. <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> fucking Hawkeye. I bleed black and gold. You Come kidding on. me? How did Iowa State do against Iowa? While Brock Purdy was there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he never beat him. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, you tell me. That's really all that matters if you go to Iowa State. But, uh, but yeah, they beat Texas the year Texas went 4-8 and eight or whatever. So that's yeah. feather in the cap. Quarterback there, too. There's out there at Iowa State. NFL star. Yeah, nothing, nice, nice. nothing like playing at fucking Jack. Jack. <laughs> Campbell Field or whatever the fuck the name is. Can't think of what the name of the stadium is. Jack Trice. Jack Trice Stadium. There it is. Good stadium. That's Iowa State's? Yeah. They're nice to me. I got to kick at their facilities. They're very nice to me over there. Yeah. Cyclones. Yeah. The, the, I said um, on Monday about Brock Purdy being pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then I said he uh, seems to be smaller than other quarterbacks that are taller than him, I said. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Some Niner blogger ripped it, put it up on a tweet. And they said, like, uh, that I was very happy with what I saw or whatever from Brock Purdy. And I was like, what did I say? Oh, I wonder what they cut here. And I listened to it. And as soon as I heard me say he's shorter than other quarterbacks who were taller, I was like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then literally the f- first response was he's shorter than other quarterbacks that are taller than him. Yeah, no shit. It's like <laughs> you get what I was trying to say. Yes. He appears to be a little bit undersized. Does that matter, though, if he's fucking incredible at football? He played really well on Sunday. He, he did. did. He did. He, he got did. crushed. Mm-hmm. He, he, he made some plays. He made some reads, made throws. Um, obviously, it's tough, it's, it's tough to do that. You know, it's tough to follow that up in his league, but he definitely balled. He's in a great situation, great defense, great weapons around him. Already made history. You know, first mystery relevant to throw a touchdown. So could he go on a run? Who knows, you know? I, I mean, no. and, like, look who they played. Like, if you can kind of point back to last year and – Granted, it's two completely different situations. But last year, you know, Jimmy G gets hurt. Uh, Trey Lance comes in. They play the Cardinals. Cardinals kind of beat the hell out of them. And now this year, they're playing the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, and what happens with Trey Lance isn't even a – Exactly. Yeah. That's not even a convo. It's an afterthought. I, Niners people tell me that I attack Trey Lance. Do I ever – I don't think I attack Trey Lance. No, you just no. haven't crowned him before you play. Yeah, 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 I don't think we have any idea what You want to crown him. Only Lombo. Only Lombo. Attack him. Yeah, Lombo goes after him. Oh, yeah. Does he? Oh, yeah. Well, that's not me. Hey. No. Me and Lomba, two very different people. That's right. Mm-hmm. I just always go like, do Both we know Italian. Trey Lance is good? I don't. Do we know? And then I saw him play against Houston Texans or whatever. And oh, yeah. He did not have a good night. No. Nope. Like I said, didn't have a good night. But we don't know. Trey Lance, very young, could potentially go in there. And a lot of Niners fans say, I, I bury him. I don't remember. Maybe I did. I don't, I don't think so. Also, with Brock Purdy, like we've been talking about how like teams get a book on a guy. But and granted, Does like, that matter? Hell yeah. But Mike White, is he dead? No, he made he made shit. He threw for three sixty last. You know, I think um, you know a little bit behind him on that potential game winner. Yeah. And then um, Bynum made a great read, great interception late. But 
what is it, second start this year against uh, that Minnesota defense? I think he played all right. But, like, goals. Purdy, he'll, he'll have to make, like, a throw or two, obviously, when you absolutely need it. But, like, with their defense and McCaffrey and Debo and stuff, like, it's not like they're going to be asking him to throw it 25 times and, and win a game for him. I mean, it might come down to yeah. that. But, like, is it the same as, like, you know, a, a guy who they're going to – a team that's going to rely on a guy to, hey, you're going to have to throw it 35 times and you're going to have to beat somebody. Like, I don't I don't see that with the Niners. Well, and Shanahan's run game is, right. like, so sophisticated and exactly. everything great, like that. He's in a great – the best situation you could be in as a young quarterback, and everybody keeps saying that about this Shanahan offense, but more so those weapons. Like you said, it's, it's a lot of guys – Christian McCaffrey, just get him the ball four yards, let him do his thing, Debo, Kittle. So it's not like, to your point, a big downhill passing, uh, downfield passing attack that he has to um, go out there and manage. So they got he's, he's in the best situation, but as this season gets late, playoff time, uh, it, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be tough. Yeah, tough like look at the top teams that the Niners are going to have to play. Like Brock Purdy might be unbelievable, and he has the weapons around him and everything, and if they need to run the ball, they can. If they get down to the Vikings or Eagles or Cowboys, can you know Brock Purdy keep them in the game? And he definitely could. Like He might go and throw for 500 yards this week, but it, the top of the class is so good. But, I mean, all those names you mentioned, you know, Miami. Kirk Cousins – Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, they don't have much, you know, huge playoff success where yeah. you can say, oh, yeah, these guys, it's not like Brady or. Oh, that was a know. big question yesterday. Would you, do you trust Jalen or Dak more in the playoffs? Ooh. I would say Jalen. Based on oh, this year. See, you were going to say Dak, you were going to yeah. say Jalen. No. That's why yeah. every once in a while on these sports talk shows, they come up with a question that's a solid one. Yeah. That feels like a good one. Now, we're obviously going to pivot away from Purdy. Happy for Purdy. Yeah, way to go, go Purdy. When you talk about the NFC side, though, the Eagles are in command, and mm-hmm. then the Vikings obviously right there behind them after that Dallas Cowboys loss. Everybody just, I think, kind of wrote them off. They're back. They are still the Vikings, mm-hmm. brand-new Vikings almost. Yeah. And an NFC North that has a – Quite a shift in <laughs> narrative on who's who over there. Yeah. And obviously the Lions getting hot. They could sneak in. The Vikings, though, are the Vikings are the kings of the north right now. Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to take a little bit for people to catch on to this, and maybe it'll be a little bit too late because maybe they have an early exit from the playoffs or whatever because who knows what the Vikings are going to be, to your point about Kirk Cousins, whenever you're just getting in there. But the Eagles seemingly are the team – to beat in the NFL almost, not at this point. No, certainly in the NFC, but in the entire NFL. Do you trust Jalen to go and run? Because here's the conversation going into the season. If Jalen's good, they're going to be great. If Jalen mm-hmm. isn't good, they're not going to be good, and they're going to find another quarterback. He's already proved in the first 14 weeks in my eyes that he's a fucking guy, and I do trust him in any big game. I trust him in any moment yeah. because of how calm and cool and collected he is. You trust him or Dak more? Dak's been around longer, hasn't he? he Had has. bigger moments? Who do you trust more for a playoff victory whenever you got to have it? Give, give me Jalen Hurts right wow. now. He's, I mean, this year, like from start to finish, even last year, this this Philly team surprised everybody, even making that playoff. But they got ran out of town by the Bucks. But Jalen has grown uh, immensely. Now this year, we knew coming into the year, every week he could be the best runner on the field. We knew mm-hmm. that at any point. But he threw for three eighty last week against the Titans, mm-hmm. and the week like taking care of the ball, making reads. He'll be on uh, some of these everything DB plays later. But uh, yeah, give me give me Jalen Hurts with that roster over uh, Dak right now. You know sure. what I liked about Jalen the most this season? What's that? Everybody made a mockery out of it. You know when Blue, the Colts mascot, did the thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> Jalen just scored a massive, t- massive touchdown. Took that to win, game over. To win the game. Yeah. game to win the game. Yeah. He, he just scored a massive touchdown. Sees Blue doing that. Immediately just go calm, 
not like flustered at all, just immediately humps him back and then just walks away. Like that type of <laughs> co- composure, mm-hmm. I think after scoring the game winning touchdown, seeing the mascot do that instead of like just being in a zone, like spiking and going bananas, just completely fucking who cares? Just move along. Let me mock this mascot real yeah. quick and then just get out there. I think that is what I've seen from him like time and time again, where it's like mentally, I think he's ready for the fucking big stage. Oh, yeah. And I think like yeah, he was at, he played at Bama too. And obviously that's college, but he was on the big stage, got benched on the big stage, dealt with that, went to Oklahoma, did his thing. Um, we heard when Nick, uh, Coach Sirianni came on and kind of just talked about his composure, heard Lane Johnson speak highly of it. So just watch him. I know he's, what, second year full-time starter? Mm-hmm. But he looks like a 10-year vet out there. so And his fucking. <laughs> and having nice. that run game, man, especially when it's playoff time and you don't, you're not really thinking about you know, the longevity of your quarterback for the season. That, that's tough to defend, especially you get in that red area where it's like, all right, we got to – I have my past responsibilities, but number one can take off at any time. That, yeah. that's, that's, that's tough yeah. to do. Yeah, that is interesting, the mindset of like, hey, we might be off next week if we don't win this game mm-hmm. and what they'll be more likely to do with yeah. Jalen as mm-hmm. opposed to in a regular season when we're trying to get to those games that actually matter. I'm excited to see what Sirianni draws up. Yeah, and it's crazy too just because of how like even it feels like the Cowboys and the Eagles are. Like both have a really good defense, uh, you know, with Diggs and Parsons. Great and run then, game. Yeah, both yep. have unbelievable run games. One's just a little different than the other because Hertz versus in, in Sanders versus Pollard and Zeke, mm-hmm. and then both have unbelievable weapons, especially the Cowboys at Odell. Like that could be Eagles defense edge, though, right? Yeah. I think we all give to the Dallas offense. No, no to the Dallas defense. Oh. That's so tough. Nah, that is, it is tough. Think yes. about what the Eagles have done, please. Let's remember that. Yeah. Linval Joseph and Dominic and Sue. Yeah. Quinn's yeah. going to be back healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they probably well, be didn't back. Cowboys just lose one of their better defensive secondary players? Uh, yeah, is it Anthony Joseph? Hey, yeah. fucking yeah. Brown. Hey. Brown. Brown. Yeah. Hold on. I, it just hit me. Congrats to the NFC East. Look yeah. what we're doing yeah. right yeah. now. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, look at the other two teams. Still They're alive. Both in it. Yeah. Could both make uh, I guess they can. Heineken's in the playoff. He got some playoff experience. Yeah, yeah. Brady, yeah, Brady, yeah, Brady will run, run for his money. Yeah. But that was when the conversation was the loudest about the yeah. NFC East being so terrible yep. at football because they made it in with a losing record or whatever. Remember, the Seattle Seahawks did this and uh, uh, Marshawn Quake happened. Or yeah. they, they, that's it's what they same. were talking about way back in the day. Good for the NFL, too. Yeah, hell yeah, because the they're always on primetime. Mm-hmm. Always that's, on primetime. Most, yeah. I think. Probably the most valuable teams in the league right there. Do you most think valuable yeah. division? For, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Bagel, when it comes to, cities. like, the class of the NFC, do you guys think, because you've talked about the year you're on the Colts and how, like, you know, anything could you, – you could have ended up finishing uh, maybe – Two like, and 14. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you could have maybe went eight and eight. Like, it seems like the, the Vikings have – I think they're, what, like nine and oh this year in one-score games mm-hmm. or something like that. As opposed to, like, like, the Eagles, you know, we saw what they did to the Titans, like – when they go, they kind of beat the shit out of teams. Like, do you think that that's going to catch up to the Vikings in the playoffs yeah, potentially? That's a great question for you. Like, because for me, every game it's me versus the ball. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't give a fuck if we're favored, not favored, winning, losing. We could be down fifty. I'm in the fourth quarter. It's just me and the ball. Like yeah. it, that is the whole thing. Is there something too, like in those close games, why the Vikings are able to win? And if the Eagles don't have to have some dog fights, are we going to know ever until they get into it if they can handle it or not? Yeah, I feel like the Eagles. They definitely have some dog fights, even. Check the Colts game. Obviously, they lost to the Commanders. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, Packers um, game a little bit. Yeah, they had some some where, you know, Jalen just had to kind of Close. take over. But, um, Turn it on them. Yeah, as far as the Vikings, like, winning those one-score games, we, saw, we see with the Lions all the time. Like, it's a fine line, obviously, between winning and losing. 
Kevin O'Connor, I forgot who we had on. It may have been Pat P., one of the Vikings players, talking about, you know, Kevin O'Connor really focusing on those gotta-have-it plays. You know, talk, yeah, yeah. let's talk about the four or five plays that determine the game and make the difference. So that'll be huge. But they're finding ways to win the game. And it's a lot of, like, veterans on that team. Like, you know, Pat P., Harrison Smith, Sidarius, uh, Thielen. Uh, Jefferson's obviously young, but he plays like a 10-year hot. Like, it's Dalvin Cook. Like, they got a lot of vets on that team that kind of know how to win these ball games now. So I think it's, it's about winning and losing. I think they'll be all right, especially if they have home field, you know, up until, yeah. you know, it is nice. It is nice like to get those bounces, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, like, those, there's, like, been years where I've been on the team, lucky to be on a team, where we those games go our way. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, that year we were 2-14. and 14, not a one of them. Right. Not, not a one of them. One, every single game went the other way. Like, ball gets punched out and, like, stops on a dime and bounces backward into a guy's hands who's on the other team. He goes down game over. Yep. It's like. They're getting them this year for sure. They had Jets game. They yeah. had, it was like, ooh. That's what I'm saying. It is a much better life when those are going your way. <laughs> yeah. It is a much better life when it's going your way. Well, and you talk about it, though. Like, the teams that go are the teams that get those bounces, Somehow, whether it's yeah. luck or yeah. not. But, like, those are the ones that end up going all the way and win the Super That's like the team of destiny thing. Well, anybody ever talk about, like, the stats and analytics people will tell us about that? I don't know. Hey, I don't how come so. the ball that's oblong did a bounce that's never done before? And defied science to go into somebody's hand, so he scoop and score a touchdown oh. and beat that team, knock that team out. This team's going to. Is there a stat for that particular fumble and recovery, or can we not judge yeah. that? They always Stay use it as like a negative. Like no one will talk about it this year, but then next year, uh, before the season starts, like they'll be like, "Oh, the Vikings are going to regress to the mean this year because yeah. they won." You know, in one score games last year, they were eleven and zero. Like they're this year, they'll assume. probably go four and yeah. seven in those same games. Like so, it's never used in like a positive context. It's always in a negative context kind after of the fact. along that route, like the sports book right now, like the Vikings are going to Detroit and they're dogs. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that, Foxy? Uh, December, uh, dude. The sports books know. They always know. I mean, we're the hottest team in football. This is the brand new Lions, and that's what they see. I mean, it makes sense. Ford Field's going to be loud just like at Thanksgiving against the Bills. It was like the loudest, and I think it was the – It was like the loudest. Uh-huh. What, it just like <laughs> through the, the TV, it just yeah. sounded the, like the, the loudest. Volume, they actually you know. had the, you know, the odometer thing. Oh, the 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 what did it get up to? Yeah. What did it get up to? Lucas, the loudest. That's how loud it got. <laughs> wow. Lucas Oil was 107.8. Yeah, yeah. It was. I it think. was 107.8, and then it was 96, and then it was – and it said, get loud, and it went back up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seems like that's fake. No, yeah, it does. No, 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 no. What about the numbers, no, the attendance real. numbers? I saw Lucas Oil up there, like. 104%. Yeah. Yeah. That's never you're in there. You're in there, that. Is that real? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's yeah, filled up. Right. It feels like it's always filled up. It, with Plus, a lot of other fans. Steelers, Chiefs, and Eagles fans. Yeah. Yeah, the other teams like to make their – you know, easy, Indianapolis easy, yeah, easy pretty to, properly yeah. placed. Yeah, right? uh-huh, for yeah. all those places. Easy to travel to. It's called Circle City, you know. It's in – because basically – the highways and everything you set up like a circle and like you go this way it takes mm-hmm. you to columbus cincinnati you go this way you got chicago mm-hmm. you go this way you got louisville in the south basically yep. you go this way it's st louis and everything mm-hmm. else so there's a lot of like within two uh-huh. and a half three hours basically yeah. indianapolis is very easily to get to pittsburgh's only six kansas city's only five yeah, yeah. it's so crossroads teams a lot of other teams crossroads yeah. of america and uh to the spread on the lions vikings game when the Vikings were dogs at home against the Cowboys, we said, "What's going on?" Cowboys won forty to three, <laughs> and then uh, just something to remember too about stats, not knowing about the you know those bounces. That's all the football gods, baby. That's why we talk about the football yeah. gods because they don't get enough respect. One and two, when they don't get their respect, they make you pay for it. Mm. Rob Kraft, 
Mm-hmm. Builds a stadium out of his own pocket. Yeah. Boom. That's crazy. Builds a plaza alongside of it, a hotel, casino. Long-term, making more money than fucking everybody else in the NFL. At the time, they're all calling him stupid. You, you use public money, dude. Yeah. If they don't use it, go to Los Angeles. It'll be Not fine. Not going to be the L.A. Patriots, Robert Kraft said. No I'll fucking pay for it out of my own pocket. 1999. What do they do after that? Win, 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 win. Yeah, new, that's right. New England. Not leaving New England. It's the greatest place on earth. And, you know, you mentioned the casino and New the England's movie greatest theater. place on earth? Probably. I mean, a lot of people say that. All those things. There's one other thing that he put in there that everybody should consider. That's a fucking Toby Keith bar. And that's where everyone goes <laughs> oh, for the game. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. They got a Toby Keith new? bar. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody Genius goes one. before the game, and it is amazing. I love this, this bar. It's my kind of place. Butler is here and joining us live. From an attic in Ohio is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, and listen to this. What? An NBA pundit. Holy okay. shit. Video game shit stirrer. Uh-huh. Wow. COVID survivor. A couple times. Boom. Couple, a couple of times. Whoa. Yeah. Handful Four to five, times. maybe. Yeah. Holy shit. Fucking whack, 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 whack. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Hey. AJ, how about when COVID was just you know, fucking relentlessly attacking you like you were to those two men that were yeah, holding Didn't bags. slow me down, bud. You know that. Did not slow me down. Well, we we was, powered through. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Right. Yeah, you did. We appreciate that, AJ. Happy for you. Great to see you. Um, missed you in the first hour. We had a lot of conversations about the soccer. Did you watch that convo? Did you see us talk to Kellen Acosta about his World Cup experience at all? I saw, like, a few minutes of him talking about, like, the stadiums that he played in. Said it was really nice. Listen, we don't know yeah. if he was forced to say as such, if they told him you have to say as such, wow. or what took place. But he complimented Qatar as a World Cup host. And obviously, there's a lot of stories and skeletons, both physically and metaphorically, about the World Cup being there. But I'm happy he got back. And we're going to win the next one. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds right, like we're going right. to win the next one. Yeah. Let's talk about winning the next one. Uh, Baker Mayfield is now the quarterback for the Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. Baker Mayfield asked for his release from the Carolina Panthers because both sides were no longer needing each other at the moment. With quarterback position basically sealed up by other quarterbacks, which we could have never seen coming at the beginning of the season, even though we all kind of did, he has been released from the Carolina Panthers, picked up on waivers by the Los Angeles Rams, will allegedly be wearing the number 17 for the Rams. What do you think about this with Baker and McVay teaming up to save the Super Bowl champs' worst start in the history of Super Bowl champions, A.J. Hawk. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it, to bring uh, Baker in? Like, do we know? Is he going to start? Does he have a chance to start anytime soon? Like, what's the plan? Yes, he has a shot to play immediately, they said. I don't know how much uh, he knows of the offense, and maybe he's been a part of similar offenses in the past with Stefanski. Uh, I don't know. Has he? Stefanski was Minnesota... I don't think Stefanski's from the McVay tree. And then who was it? It was uh, who's the guy of the Carolina Panthers, the former coach of the Ben McAdoo. McAdoo, is he running the No. But is it? I think you gave it four syllables. I think it's only three. It's not McAdoo? Hugh Jackson? It's not Hugh Jackson. I don't know how Wolverine gets into this whole thing, but it's just McAdoo. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. I think Freddie Kitchens was a McVay disciple, if I remember correctly. (laughs) Oh, that's stone in the river. 
black guy with him, Stan Colden Baker. Oh, that was man. We're playing catch outside of the thing. The best. I really wondered if they were going to be able to win a Super Bowl or not yep. at that moment. Mm-hmm. Turns out other people did as well. Congrats to Freddie Kitchen, who can say he was an NFL head coach. He was. Yeah, he was. Go, Freddie. Baker should be able to learn any offense at this point. Been a lot of, yeah. a lot of different coordinators, you know, a lot of different terminology. How do you feel about it? You're a Baker supporter. I I'm was. not saying you said the Baker's like top five, but I for whatever loud. reason, it didn't work out in Cleveland, even though he won him a playoff game. He goes mm-hmm. down to Carolina. I don't know if anybody's going to work there. They already fired the <clears> coach. They trade their best player on offense. Who knows what really was an opportunity, what wasn't. Do you view this as a potential comeback party for Baker Mayfield, or do you think this is going to be shit? I mean, he's still young. He's former number one pick, uh, fresh start. But uh, it's not – I mean, Matt, Stafford didn't even look good in that offense this year. So, uh, obviously, you're missing Cooper Cup, so that yeah. doesn't help. Uh, I'm hoping for it, but do I see it? No. AJ, I, what are your I, thoughts I on that question? 20, but, well, nah. what's the best case scenario for Baker? He, he gets thrust into the lineup, and he plays very, very well for the rest of the season, and then what? Another like team signs. Revitalizing teams going to sign him as a starter. You think is that the plan? Probably. Well, it depends oh. on what happens with Matthew Stafford, right? It depends yeah. on yeah. what's going on with Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford because spinal contusion. He's out for the rest of the year. Couple concussions this season as well. Already has a Super Bowl and so much money. Tons. So much money. Old so, CBA. So much. So, so much money. Whew. That was back in the AJ Hawk CBA. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Number five, was taking a beating. Yeah, he was number one. Our draft. He just got paid this year. Nice. What what number did you go? You won uh, forty one. You were pick forty one. Yeah, that's pretty fucking Holy good. Holy fuck, uh-huh. Debo Belichick. Back to back picks. Belichick knew. Bill Belichick. Debo, were you John pumped Robinson with, uh, too? John Robinson was on that. Yeah, yeah. which John, I found out. Were you yesterday. pumped to go to the Patriots, Debo? Yeah, I was. I was. You know, going to Belichick, obviously I was close to where I played college ball at Connecticut. So, yeah, I was definitely pumped. After Nick Casario and Belichick ran my pro day, thought it would be a good shot I would end up there. But, yeah, I was definitely pumped to go there. Was that Did their you know, first uh, Senior Bowl no? Yep. You played at Senior Bowl for the mm-hmm. North? Yep. Sorry about it. Racist? Mark, oh. Mark Freeman. Are you on the show? I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm from the North. I'm undefeated in wars, but mm-hmm. undefeated in Senior Bowls too. I played for the South team. Mm-hmm. Did you kick off? Uh, no. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Western You kicked off the me then. Did the I? opening kickoff? I was, open, I was a kick returner too. How'd you do? Nice. All right. All right. <laughs> Touchdown. No, they no, gave me brand new balls in that thing. Oh, oh so that was fun. Deepa, was, I had no was Hernandez's brother on staff Deepa, at UConn? Who's that? Hernandez's brother. Was Hernandez's brother on staff at UConn when you were there? No, Hernandez's brother. We were actually uh, classmates. We came in the same uh, signing class. We both were legit coach. together. I yep. believe he was actually in Iowa. He was, yep, yeah. he was. He, the UM, oh. Iowa. Um, but, yeah, we were the same same, uh, same class, DJ. Boy, he goes by Jonathan now. But. DJ, player? He was a player, yeah. He was a great uh, three-sport athlete in Connecticut. He ended up being our quarterback. Then he moved to wide receiver. We had a Iowa State transfer, Tyler Renzer, come in and be oh, our quarterback. Renzer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, DJ was a Absolutely. Never gets DJ never gets talked about obviously because yeah. there's a much larger story that has happened in the family. Yeah. But DJ like great human, right? Like great, great human. Seems like uh, phenomenal human, yeah. but great. never gets talked yeah. about obviously. But I, I think like actually known by I've never met him. Just yeah. mutual you yeah. being one of them, but then others as well. I've heard great fucking human. Is that why you asked? Do you know him as well? Yeah, I, I remember seeing him in one of the documentaries, and then I've talked to people that have either worked with them or played with them or I come across them. They all had really good things to say about him. That's good yeah. to hear, right? Yeah, how great dude. And I, you know, I knew that family, uh, knew Chico from the time he was like, you know, 15 years old. He was coming up 
you know, seven on seven and shit during the summer. So obviously crazy, crazy situation. Uh, but yeah, DJ, great, great person, great human. Uh, I'm not, I don't think he's coaching anymore, but he wrote a book also about his brother. I think the truth about Aaron Hernandez or something like that. Uh, would you imagine yeah. how tough that would have to be? Yeah, your little brother. Awful. Like, be awful. Oh, come on, I mean. Oh, yeah. And then, like, for the rest of your life, anytime your name is said, yeah. that's all yep. anybody. Yep. You have to go in isolation almost. Yeah. Like, you, you're basically getting – because your, your public life would be something vastly different. And he obviously did – I mean, I assume he puts blame on himself for all those things. That's a whole other so, level yeah, of blame and guilt that probably happens there. But I've heard nothing but good things about him. And, of course – you know what? Actually, thank you for bringing him up, AJ. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, hey, love you, Jonathan. Reach out to my dog, man. Yeah, send him a text. Do you know Dennis Santucci? Tell him we said what's up, too. Santucci. No. Mr. Santucci. Santucci. He was with the family, too. You said you've been around. Yeah, he was around the family as well. That's the heavy set guy. Got a guy in your kitchen. In his underwear. Cooking bacon. Wasn't painting Bob Ross paintings. One of the greatest <laughs> in history. Yeah, yeah. ever. By far. <laughs> All right, let's move along. Uh, you probably know him, yeah. yeah. Send him a text. Tell him, yeah. tell him we think he's yeah. an incredible voice ever. Unbelievable. All right, let's talk about some other stuff with AJ Hawk here. <laughs> the Cowboys are worried that Odell Beckham Jr. isn't healthy enough to play football this season, I believe is how Jane Slater's tweet kind of rolled it out. Here's from Ari Mirov. Cowboys have concerns that Odell Beckham Jr.'s ACL has not progressed enough to ensure that he'll be able to play before mid-January per Ed Verder. Uh, OBJ took a physical with them on Monday. Jerry Jones had a change in tone this morning when talking about Odell on local radio, potentially with... Sean and RJ Choppy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we got that right. We heard them yesterday on 105.3 The Fan. They're doing their best down there, and we appreciate them. Thank you, boys. Down there in the Lone Star State. Number one in the uh, DFW That's pretty good. area. That's, right. That's a big area. That's three, three cities. Area. It's yeah. fucking three cities there. Uh, nonetheless, Jane Slater also had a tweet that basically said, without the ability of seeing him running routes and cut, they could only judge off of what their physical told them and what the scans told them. And if we do recall, Cowboy Hat Doctor down there at Dallas, yeah, yep. he was the one responsible for Dak's surgery, recovery. I think they take it very seriously in-house when it comes to the medical in Dallas. I think the medical guy, uh, the Cowboy Hat dude for the Dallas Cowboys, I think he has a lot of sway and how things go, who gets signed, what happens. I think he has like a real voice in the building and decision-making. I think he has Jerry Jones's ear. And uh, I would assume from the scans there had to be something. Odell saying that's nothing. They're saying, will you work out? Allegedly you worked out, but I guess he didn't oh, cut. Did work out? I don't know. There was like mixed reports on weird. the internet. It is, this has been a very uh, weird fucking yeah. situation. What do you take on this, AJ? What's your entire take on this whole thing? Well, I... I- it makes me think of, I saw, as Goomp likes to call him, Dr. Florio, right? He posted something saying Odell should be pissed because he had two other visits with no no like information leaked at all. But then he goes to Dallas, and then they leaked it. They think he might not be ready till like late January, so Odell should be pissed. Has he responded? What's that called? The uh, HIPAA? HIPAA. Here mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Why is his information getting I don't leaked? think HIPAA falls in that. Well, I guess, how, how is that? Like, if they went into super specifics, yes. would that... Like, what would be a violation? I don't know. That's interesting. Can you talk about scans not being good enough to sign somebody and then tell the world? It might be. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're trying to pressure him to go, like, put him through the workout that they want him to, to do. Because that would be doctor-patient there, right? Because yeah, yeah. it doesn't work yeah. for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Happened with Zeke, too. So, down in Dallas, it has happened before. 
Oh, yeah, Zeke after the whole thing. Uh-huh. Interesting. I wonder if Od- Odell tweeted a, uh, tweeted a, a chess piece. Whoa. Ooh. So Odell's got it all figured out. Yep. Yeah, I'm not knows. thinking Odell's worried, but he's back home in Arizona, I've been told, by multiple reports with his family trying to figure out what his next steps are. Did not expect to not have a deal done, though, they thought, by the end of this trip. I wonder what's going on. What do you think's going on? Maybe, maybe that was Odell saying Dallas trying to play chess, putting that shit out there. You know Dallas Ooh. got their – Puppet strings all over the media. World, what do you mean? So. What are you talking about? What are you saying? Well, just saying, you know. Why would they do that? You think they would want him cheaper? Trying to work an incentive, more yeah. of an incentive deal. You think he was yeah. in the training hey, room and Jerry came and was like, oh, what's going on over here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jerry was like 14 to 15 <laughs> feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the scans. <laughs> Look at the scans. <laughs> Come on down there. Huh? <laughs> That little scar I see. <laughs> Looks like it. Police info. <laughs> well, how come he hasn't addressed it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dak had to. Yep. Oh yeah. And Dak fucking absolutely fucking murdered it. Mm-hmm. Superstar. Master. He's a leading man. Yes, that's right. Is. Zach is a leading Facing man. The he is. Uh, he's incredible yeah. at what he does. Honestly, he. Why doesn't Jerry just address the? What are you guys doing? Yeah, there's no reason. Why hasn't he? Honestly, I don't understand. Does he think if he he ignores it, it'll go away? But it won't. Never. So, like, especially in the world that we're in right now, like, just, I guess it kind of has. I guess it's kind of subsided. Maybe that's why. What's that? LeBron's keeping it it alive. I think it'll it'll go away. I mean. (laughs) He could have been a great, that could have been a great, like, hey, this is where the world was. Through my lifetime, mm-hmm. look where we are now, hoping to where we're striving to get to. Like, it could have easily been a uh, – obviously, it's not Jerry Jones's fault that he was born – He probably doesn't want many follow-ups, though. You think he wants any follow-up questions? Is He's there any more it? photos that are going to come? Well, well, that's – Dan Snyder is pissed off right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot. <laughs> I mean, he'll probably follow up with, what, 2017 when all the players were kneeling and shit, and he came out and was like, hey, fuck your First Amendment. You kneel as a cowboy, your ass is out of here. Well, it's been, it's been, You're saying Jerry's going to get uh, the follow-up could be yeah. for that, and then there could be more, and he's just like hoping that it subsides. But he's like, fuck it, I'm just not, not going to address it. Uh, I'll it. go on with uh, Sean and RJ Chalpy. You tell them, though. <laughs> Remember, this can all, all right, there ain't one even thought. None of those. Unless it did, and we just haven't heard it. But if he would have, we would have heard no, it. No, yeah, yeah. Let's keep our ear to the yes. ground on that. Let's pivot away from the NFL and from that situation. And let's talk about a great situation, a big-time situation. Mm-hmm. A tall task was put right in front of the man that we're about to chat to and say, hey, why don't you acquire all of the baseball news that happens around the globe? Well, the last two days, this man has been on fire. You know why? Baseball players are signing mega deals to baseball teams. More specifically, what? Aaron Judge signs for three hundred and sixty million dollars to remain a New York Yankee over the yeah. next nine years. Joining us now is a man who has all of the information and deets behind the signing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hit the runway. Jet pass. Yeah! Woo! Great to see you, man. What's up, fellas? How are you? Fantastic. How are you? You've been a busy man. Baseball's doing stuff right now. Let's go, Jet. What's it been like? I feel like Gumpy's beard looks. Oh. I'm just tired. Oh, no. Can't even defend himself. His, his beard can't even defend himself. 
Oh, well, yeah, he'll be a fucking wake up, up, Paul. Slapping balls the other way in Canada. Jeez, <laughs> Paul. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, so how are you? It's been quite a run, and Gumpy, I sure, I'm sure we'll have some sort of <laughs> oh, yeah. rebuttal. Yeah, that is not going to go on. No. Unanswered. No, no, no. That's <laughs> not going to go on. <laughs> Excited to see what comes from our Canadian pal who is locked away He's in, arming a, missiles right in yeah. a cabin yeah. in Canada all by himself. <laughs> uh, it's been a wild couple days. Is this is this an is this normally when this happens? Did this get sprung upon you out of nowhere? Aaron Judge, is that why all this news is happening, or is there more people? Is your about yeah. work week over at this point? It, it, MLB free agency is a lot different than the NBA and then the NFL because those are cat sports, right? Um, you essentially know if you're an NFL player around how much you're going to get. You know if you're an NBA player what the max contract looks like. Um, if you're an MLB player, the market is about as free as it gets for any professional athlete. Love that. And the fact is... Aaron Judge had offers from the New York Yankees, the San Francisco Giants, and at the end, the San Diego Padres. And, uh, you know, he went to the Yankees and said, I want to be a New York Yankee, but I need this ninth year in the contract, and I need $360 million, and that's precisely what he got. And uh, I got a DM from Ty this morning. He was feeling <laughs> good. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. oh, what are you DMing Jet? What'd you say to Jet? Well, because Pictures. yesterday when the news broke that he was going to be a giant, I mean, they, that I, was arson, Judge. Yeah, real time. Yeah. Like, I almost had a heart attack. Was I, that you, I, Jet? I told Connor, I think two days ago, I said, if Aaron Judge doesn't hey, resign Connor, with the Yankees, I will kill my myself. Ass. <laughs> Why? Ooh, Whoa, I didn't say anything today, Jet. <laughs> What happened? Did you just say, was that you, Jet? No, that no, was no. AJ. You no, got a problem? That was me, Jet. Oh, 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 Hey, watch your pal. You're about to get that little hair that is beautiful on top of your head. Smack the fuck off. You know that. Honestly, like, I'm going to light you up, son. Get him. Not me, AJ. AJ. You're talking about AJ Hawk. You're talking about AJ. But Jet, that was me. I wanted you to clear it up, Jet. What happened with this whole arson judge situation? Uh, all right, I'm gonna take people behind the scenes here because the, yes. the biggest the biggest nightmare of any reporter is getting something big wrong. And you know what? I I feel bad for John Heyman. I feel bad for anyone well, who's in an area like that. You trust people that you talk to, and when they give you bad information. Uh, you get screwed by it, and it was an unfortunate thing, and uh, I felt bad for uh, Yankees fans at the time, but uh, they ultimately ended up on top, and Giants fans, they're going to be okay. Giants are going to be fine. They're going to sign a shortstop. They're going to sign pitchers. Like, they're going to be better. All, all will be well in the end, but, man, baseball Twitter, like, had a moment yesterday. Yeah, and it's you get something wrong back in the day, you know, only a couple people will find out about it, then you'll be able to correct it. Now, especially when it comes to something like Arson Judge, I mean, there's a chance that that's going to go. It had like 10,000 retweets in like four minutes, yeah. five minutes. Like, mm-hmm. hey, the deal has been made. That's a big deal. That's why you got to be on your shit these days. That's why I'm not. I'm happy I'm nowhere near an insider. I don't know how you do it every day, Jet. Yeah, uh, we appreciate it, though. We appreciate it. I loved your Thanks, modesty boys. in there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you get bad intel. I loved how you talked. You fucking crush it. We're happy. We're happy that wasn't you yesterday. Ty, your question for Jet. Yeah, Jet, do you think, I mean, I know Judge said that ultimately he wanted to be a Yankee, and it was kind of Hal who, you know, said that they, they came together and got that deal done. But I was thinking last night, was there any chance that 
because the Heyman thing came out? Like, was he maybe leaning towards going to San Francisco, and then that news came out, and you know, he was like, "All right, fuck this. I'm, I'm, I'm this isn't going to be how this is going to happen." So the the Yankees deal ended up getting done, and also, do you see the Yankees? That, this is one of the things I I DM'd you like. Are the Yankees about to spend five hundred million more dollars like they need to do, and uh, like are they going to be active now that they have Judge? First off, I need to apologize to Connor for the slander there. Connor, I'm sorry. Don't even Mullet worry about it. Looks great. Like, everything, everything is good right now. You too, uh, Jet. Ty, Water under bridge. The, exactly. The, the Yankees. Yeah, I still hate you, AJ. The Yankees need to Thank go you. out and add more. Um, they listen. They got swept. By the Houston Astros in the postseason. Their team looks an awful lot like the team that got swept by the Houston Astros. So <laughs> they need to go out and get Carlos Redon, uh, the best pitcher left on the market right now. They need to get Andrew Benintendi or uh, Masataki Yoshida from Boom. Japan, someone to play corner outfield spot. Like, there's a lot that the Yankees need to do in their payroll right now. With Judge making $40 million a year is $265 million. Now, they're not spending the most in New York. The uh, the New York Mets payroll right now is at $298 million. And that's before the luxury tax penalties that are going to be coming down. Every dollar that the Mets spend from this point forward is going to be taxed at 90%. Ah, Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so if the Mets, I, I did the calculation. Ah, if it. the Mets take their payroll from two ninety eight to say like three thirty, they're going to pay a sixty two million dollar tax on top of that three thirty that they have already. We're we're potentially looking at the first four hundred million dollar baseball team this year. Like a, anyone who says wow, that's awesome, baseball's dying. Look at the money. Like, uh, just follow the money. That's a great rule in life. Well, a and couple the money of people says that money. baseball yeah, is money. far from dying right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'll tell you, a $400 million team is awesome to watch. Uh, I mean, that is an incredible thing to do. I also love the fact that old Cohen Cuzzy just like, oh, the MLB has this fun little game where they charge, yeah, two bucks for every one buck, basically, mm-hmm. after a certain amount. Who cares? <laughs> We're getting two times the players, aren't we? Yes, we are. We'll do that whole thing. I mean, it, well, you know you know what, though? This is this is like an existential thing, and, and it goes back to – your fandom of the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates 28 million. $28 million yeah. is our fucking whole team. $400 million is what yeah. the Mets. Money what type of is. league is this? What type of league is this? We got no chance. And, and those those penalties are in place to ostensibly discourage teams from going and spending that much money. because and being competitive and wanting to win. Like, That's why they stick. When you're in a non-cap league, yeah, when you're in a non-cap league, it's frankly, it's difficult for those sure. smaller market teams to compete and yet pat there there are a few things here number one you see a team like the tampa bay rays or a team like the cleveland guardians that every year because they draft and develop well because they have good farm system uh they're able to compete despite having lower payrolls and then i, I let's talk about the san diego padres a little bit because the padres are a fascinating team san diego media market is the 27th ranked media market wow. in the united states that is legitimately a small market team, and yet over the past 48 hours, they have offered Trey Turner a $342 million contract without any deferred money, and they've offered Aaron Judge a bigger deal than what the New York Yankees did. If the San Diego Padres can do that, every team can do that. Because I was talking with some Padres people last night, and and the fact is, like, 
if you build it, they will come is a real thing. If you build a winning team, people will go to the ballpark Hell and yeah. watch it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Pirates will never do that, which is a shame. Um, it, <laughs> were you in a hotel covering this? Do you guys just say like, hey, we'll I'll meet at one area for when Aaron Judge signs? Was that in a hotel? Because there's a lot of photos of you doing your reporting, Jet. I don't know if you saw on the internet. Oh, are you gonna? Are you gonna? You gonna show it? I don't want to. Show the I don't want to. I don't want no, to. No, 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 Pat, Pat. I. Oh, oh, Zito! Come on, Foxy! Zito, Foxy! You know what? I'm five foot. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta own it. Good. I'm happy you and owned it. I, and you know good. what? I am five foot nine. Hell There's yeah. nothing I can do about that shit. Sorry. Oh, Genetics sucks sometimes. <laughs> they gave me this hair. They oh. gave me something else that's not on camera right now. Hi! That one's rude. That wow, Chris oh. Berman is eight eleven. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's tough Whoever for Kirchner. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's Kirchner. Oh my goodness! Laugh at Kirchner. Yeah, <laughs> Kirchner is a child in that. So what did he say? <laughs> you better watch your mouth, Jet. <laughs> better watch it. <laughs> All right. All right, good pop. Uh, may, may I just may I just say, oh, Tim Kirchin is the among the most yes. fantastic people on the like all, all best favorite. guy, yeah, the, the best. Honestly, he, he's uh, don't he's kiss my kid. ass now, <laughs> Jack. Yeah. Um, let's get back to this. So, is there more to sign? You're at a hotel. Is that what you're doing? And did you have a heads up that this was going to end up being done in this these this window or? Are you all meeting there? Is there baseball meetings happening are, right are, now? Yeah, winter me I thought you were talking. Did I know that a picture of me standing on a goddamn box was going to be put out there? No, I did not know yeah, that. But, obviously, uh, but yeah, obviously. No, this is the, the winter meetings every good. year. Kind of a cannon. Hey, your legs. Yeah. yeah. You look like you. Stout. Stout. Oh. A lot of squats. A lot of squats. Um, That's what I'm When you're carrying baseball on your back, mm-hmm. you got to fucking have good legs. Uh, I, the winter meetings every year, it, they were essentially created to have activity and buzz in baseball. And, and you know, baseball, like, it, it's called the Hot Stove League. Like, it used to, it didn't used to rule the sports calendar, but, you know, the world wasn't so dominated by the NFL once upon a time. And Major League Baseball's lost a lot of market share there. But I was hearing last week from executives and from agents, this is going to be a crazy winter meetings. And right on the eve of it, Jacob DeGrom signs for $185 million. Rangers. Uh, and, and now we've got contract after big contract. Judge going 360 to the Trey Turner going 300 to Philadelphia. Uh, and there's going to be a – Wilson Contreras just went for 88 to, to the Cardinals. Dang. And we still got Xander Bogarts, Carlos Rodon, Dansby Swanson, Brad Nimmo. Those are five guys who get $100 million-plus contracts. Uh, and that's going to so happen over the next couple of days, you think, or you don't know? I, I think some of the shortstops are probably going to go down. Uh, Nimmo may take a little bit. Uh, Don could. I mean, uh, listen, the, the beauty of this offseason so far, where there is going to be three plus, maybe on the verge of $4 billion in guaranteed contracts Damn, to Major League Baseball players, is, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, the, the beauty of it is that. Teams are actually competing now. Wow. They, like, the they want to go <laughs> and win a damn ring. 
they saw what the Philadelphia Phillies did, taking an 87-win team and going all the way to the World Series and being up 2-1 and looking like they were on the cusp of winning. I, I, I love the fact that there's competition in baseball right now and that teams like the Padres, teams like the Phillies, uh, you know, not your, your normal classic teams are going out there and saying we want a damn ring. Let's do that, Pittsburgh. Huh, yeah, Pirates? Go again, $28 million. You just listed off five people that there have bigger go. contracts than the entire t- Yeah, Exactly. Shout out to Cuzzy right there. Yep, Rocking a great shirt. Uh, Darius has a question for you, Jack. Go ahead, D-Butt. Yeah, Jay, you named all the big-name players. I'm a casual baseball fan. And uh, Shohei Otani, how long is he going to be trapped mm-hmm. out there in L.A.? And why do they stink having Otani, Trout? Like, what, what's up with them, and how long is he going to be trapped out there in L.A.? It's a great question. Uh, I'll I'll answer the latter first. They stink because you can have the two best players in baseball or two of the five best players in baseball, and if the 24 around them aren't good enough, you're never going to win. Like You just can't be carried by superstars. Superstars have to be a piece of the puzzle, and you need team around them. Um, You know, I look at team right now, guys, like the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're really not spending a whole lot this offseason. Why do you think that is? Because they want Shohei Otani to go up the five and play Dodger Stadium after after next season when he's going to reach free agency. And if we think nine What are they going to have him do? Both? Are they going to have him do both? Oh, absolutely. Okay, because I remember there was conversation about him inevitably becoming just a pitcher or something like that because of wanting to save his arm. That's no more. We're ready for this guy to do both forever. Listen, the guy is the unicorn of unicorns. I think he's the most impressive professional athlete in the world world right now. I'm talking every sport. Show me someone who can play on both sides of the ball at the level that he does. He, He essentially is playing two sports in one. It's not like in the NBA if you're a good offensive player and a good defensive player. He does something that guys do every five days, which is throw a baseball, and he does something that guys do every day, which is play a position. And uh, he does them both at the same time. It, it's an incredible thing. I, I think I made this comparison on your show before. It, it's like having an elite quarterback and uh, a great middle linebacker or a great <laughs> rush end. Like, crazy. you know, there, there are there are things that, that athletes that can do. Mm-hmm. Bingo. <laughs> so is he going to completely change the market money-wise? Yes, yes, he is. And he and Juan Soto are primed to become potentially the first $500 million athlete. Baseball, still happening. Still got it. So he's going to the Dodgers next year. That stinks for the Yankees. You <laughs> no, guys no, no, suck. No, 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 no. Hold on. I don't want to say he's going to the Dodgers next Thank year you. because every team – listen, the Yankees are going to be say. on him. Steve Cohen, the Mets owner, Pirates. the Mets are going to be in on him. Pirates. The Cubs are going to be in on Red him. Red Sox. Every oh, yeah. Pirates are not going to be Marlins. in on him. Marlins. Red Sox. Yeah, Red Sox will be on it. Shohei Otani does not want to go play in Pittsburgh. What are you talking but about? We okay. would give him the franchise. <laughs> well, I know. But at Jet, what Jet's failing to, to mention, and you can tell him, Jet, uh, <laughs> Masahiro Tanaka is going to move back to New York, and he's going to get this done for the Yankees. Shohei Otani will be a Yankee next year. Jet, how come you didn't say what he just said? Is that your – because what he said doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> Wrong. Oh. Wrong. Wrong. You know every Japanese baseball player bows at the feet of Tanaka. And, I mean, Tanaka taught Otani basically everything he knows. So it, oh, it's a done deal. If that isn't it's true, I feel like you're probably offending the shit out of him. Well, no, you're running him away from the Yankees. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Is yeah, that what he's doing right there? After the show today, go, go watch. Not a great time. Go watch Masahiro Tanaka. 
and watch him. <laughs> one of my favorite Yankees of all time. He's unbelievable. I assume him and Otani have a great relationship. Well, Hideki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Godzilla Matsui. Another guy. Yeah. Another Japanese guy who loved playing Hey, in New Japan, York. big time, bait, like, fucking good baseball. Country. Great baseball. Great ba- How yeah, come? Why do you baseball. think? Why do you think that is? Why do you think Japan is uh, such a big baseball country? Uh, the sport was taken to Japan uh, by foreigners and uh, essentially was adopted as like the national sport. Uh, baseball in Japan embodies all of the principles of the samurai. This is like I'm, I'm not exaggerating here, like discipline and practice mm. and patience. All the things that some people think make baseball too slow, uh, the Japanese absolutely love about it. And the crowds there are unlike, you know, the crowds in the United States, unfortunately for baseball, are the worst crowds yes. uh, in the world. In professional Dominican sports. Republic, like the World Baseball Classic is going to be happening this spring. It's going to be, you know, the first round is going to be in Japan and it's going to be in Miami and it's going to be in Phoenix. The final two rounds are going to be down in Miami. And Pat, let me tell you something. Yep. If you want to see what baseball at its best looks like, go down to Miami and watch a Dominican heavy crowd play a baseball. Watch a Dominican heavy crowd. Watch the team from the Dominican Republic, which is going to be the best all-star team you've ever seen. I mean, that. If it's them in the U.S. and Japan uh, and Venezuela or Puerto Rico or Cuba, whoever it is in those final four, it's going to be absolutely insane. And the atmosphere there is as close to a college football party atmosphere as you will see in any sport. It's 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 soccer. Like Dominican winter baseball is unbelievable. I didn't want Zito to get canceled there. Zito's right. parents are from yeah, Cuba. Cuba. Viva Cuba! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was not one of the white stooges up here doing that. No, no. no. Just so that we will, <laughs> we will certainly uh, make our way down there. That sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Is, that, is, uh, is Basil going down there? Too? Art, Art Basil? I just ended. Oh, that's Twins not year-round? No, this past week. Uh, okay. I think it's swimsuit week, though. What? What's that? Okay. Down in Miami. This week? No, no, no. That same time as the... World Baseball Classic. Sounds like you're just making things up. Nonetheless, sounds electrifying. Cannot wait to get down there. We can't thank you enough for joining us in your very busy winter meeting baseball classic days with your box. Yeah, you know what? I love box. See you, boys. We all. I didn't know he was carrying nukes on that fucking jet plane today. That's what he said. That's that's literally always. That's the type of plane he is. Got an arsenal. AJ, he kind of, do you think he backed down, or what, do you, what no. do you think? Like, you two run into each other, you go smack on the mouth, or what? Yeah. No, I'm all right with Jet. He can say whatever he wants to me. I, I, I respect Jet and what he does, and I, it's just a matter of time before he gets himself fired off at ESPN for coming <laughs> on the show and saying something. We know that. We do know that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We do know yeah. that. That might have been it, actually. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that walk-off is teetering the line. There. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he was talking about the box he was standing yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right? I thought you were talking about Absolutely. Matchbox yep. 20. Uh, Foxy and Zito pulling the Maybe trigger to show this is unbelievable, by the way. Mid-conversation with the guy, just have to put it up there. Came right at Gump, had to do it. Who took the picture? Who took it and posted of him standing on the box? Uh, a lot of people. There was, there was different angles. I, I mean, I, I've seen him... I've seen him standing on that box from this angle, from the front, and uh-huh. from the other side. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yep. They had they went in a high shot because, like, uh, he's five nine. He's fine. That's plenty. Yeah, that's, he's that's plenty. Like average, in right? case Judge walked by, they wanted American to be average. at his shoulders. Oh. 
That picture with Boomer is alarming. Well, Boomer, Boomer is, is a house, though. We he saw is. him at the Super I mean, Bowl one time, and I was... I almost had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> no joke, 6'8", 315. I'd never seen him in person before. I was like, Jesus Christ. I didn't know Boom was a Hall of Fame left tackle. Where'd he go? Harvard? Brown? Brown, Brown, I think, Brown yeah. University? I think mm-hmm. he played football there, right? Had to have. Yeah, must. <laughs> had to have. <laughs> Kirk Jin in this particular photo got yeah. Siciliano'd bad. Yeah, I mean, time. worse than possibly anything Siciliano's ever had. Cause and w- once again, these are not these guys' fault. No, no. no. We're just talking about the perception no. of the angles. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kirk Jin is legit 5'2", which doesn't, <laughs> bad. doesn't no help. But oh, it's yeah. like he can't. He, he, AJ, what what's so saying? funny? I, what, I, what's so I, funny, I AJ? Because Ty just so confidently says he's legit 5'2", which he I'm is. sure is false, but no, he's I just not. wonder what Kirchin's saying. I mean, the proof's in the pudding, AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Jets 5'9". Kirchin, uh, you know, he probably <laughs> has about seven inches on Kirchin. Look at the photo. Jets 5'9"? I was going to say, I was thinking Jets probably more like 5'7". Whoa, what are you judging this guy? I'm just, that's just guessing. But again, it's tough to tell because <laughs> Boomer is like 7'5". Coming I, from a guy who's 5'7", that looked like 5'7 to me. Dirty. Okay. Not hey, Dirty, you carry Not it well, five. Dirty. Okay. Appreciate it. Dirty does, I think, understand the um, height disadvantage comments, and he's owned them immediately upon arriving in our office. Mm-hmm. Dirty always talks about it. Dirty, I don't think you're alarmingly small at all. I don't think so. No. no. I think I'm just below average. No, I think you're good. I think I think the average is like probably five six. Like I, the actual like male average is probably like five I think six. About five nine. There's no yeah, that's way. What you said in you America. said average whenever he said five yeah. nine. You I think, think that's what it is? I'm in America, yeah. Or you yeah. think maybe you whatever Tom Cruise is is average. I think Tom's five eight. I think they made that the average Tom, for America. They I made love. that the average. That's how it works. Yeah. That's well, awesome. Yeah, that makes real. sense. So that the, the sense. world. Tom got him to change it. The world is five foot six. U.S. is five nine. Okay. Hey, T-Bot. Boom. Okay. So you're right. Five six is the world, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. Oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. well, 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 I've heard a lot of different stuff. Do my own damn research. The average age, I don't know how you're going to be able to figure this one out. The average age adjusted height for American men 20 yeah. years and older is uh, 69.1 inches. Oh! Or 5 foot 9. <laughs> and the average height of an American female over 20 years of age is 5 foot 3 and a half inches tall. Yeah, but like, does the CDC's daughter work for Twitter? And we got to fucking. <laughs> That's worry a about good that. point. That's it. I'd rather go find out on That's Twitter. That's a good point. <laughs> Five nine is awesome news, though. Everybody needs, okay, to just <laughs> peruse the Twitter mm. files. Uh huh. Okay, and I don't think this is like necessarily political party based. I assume both parties are going to end up having something. From Twitter, oh, HQ. it's all politically. It's all politically based. We know that. I haven't dove into it too much, but I know there's people on both sides. So. Yes, that's what I, I think. No matter your political affiliation, which is normally how people get offended and don't do something like those. I don't care about what those people say because those people are the worst people on earth. Both sides say that exact thing, and they mm-hmm. both believe it 100. Uh, oh, so, yeah. oh yeah. Okay, that's just how everybody feels. I think you would learn something from reading the Twitter files that I don't pay attention enough to the real world, I guess, remember? But big time blinders, Jean, yeah. mm-hmm. try to stay out of all that type of shit. Just stay my own lane here. And then at some point, I'll probably start to care enough about what the world is. I'll dive into it. And appearingly, I will become a much more miserable person every single day because that's what the people are that get into the politics and into the news and everything like that. I've tried to stay away from that as much as possible. I assume at some point I'll be able to do that. Reading through those things, I was alarmed. I, I was actually like, 
wait a minute, this oh, seems yeah. like a conflict of interest all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started thinking immediately, because this type of person I am, all these world and politic people view us sports people as mm-hmm. stooges. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh. They, view, they view us as idiots. The guy in the tank top who's not jocked. He's not jocked. He's <laughs> <laughs> a policy of why is he doing that? These people that are saying that. What's going on in your world over there? Clean up your fucking house, dude. Yeah. Like reading through those Twitter files, it's like, yo, this is disgusting. Oh, like, yeah. And this is like happening. And then I guess it's just people just act like it didn't happen. I don't understand how this isn't alarming to everybody in the world. That, is that ain't ever getting cleaned up. That's the dirtiest house there is in the dirtiest game. Well, we'll stop judging us then just because we're dumb. We're not dumb. We can yeah. come into your house and we'd be like, not doing that, not doing that, fuck that. You're out of town. Go ahead and run for that. See you later. That's Boom. what we would do if we had to do it. We have a little accountability over in our world. Not a lot. I mean, fuck. There's been a lot of things that have gone wrong for sure. But over there, there seems to be no accountability for nothing. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, exactly. You thought steroids and baseball is bad? Why don't you go, you know, search the Twitter files and then see what's bad in the Hell political yeah. world? That's what I did. It was, yeah. it was not fun. I was, like, reading it like, this has to be a movie. This has to be a movie. This is a plot to a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is real life. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, then, yeah. I, then I said, get me out of here. Yep. Get me out Gotta of here. Go. Gotta go. Get me out of here. Let me get back to the sports. I can't do that. But I'm sure... I think it's weird. It's just a very weird world right now. Happy to be living in it. Lucky to be doing what we're doing. Joining us now is the head coach of the 10-2 Minnesota Vikings. One game away from clinching the division. They could do it this weekend against the red-hot Detroit Lions. Rookie head coach, obviously a stallion. Former quarterback in the NFL. Formerly with the Los Angeles Rams. Ladies and gentlemen... Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Coach. What's going on, guys? It's just fucking easy to coach in the NFL, huh? Just easy? <laughs> That's the way this thing goes? That's a 10-2. and two. Obviously, your first year being a head coach. Come in. Kirk Cousins looks better than he's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson is obviously going to go on to break records. Dalvin Cook in the run game, crushing it. Adam Thielen's still there. The defense, Pat P, calling picks before games even end. Calling game. What? Is this just easy? KOC, <laughs> what, what's the deal? Why do you think this has happened so, so fast over there with the culture being set in that you're putting? Now, Pat, those reasons, and I heard you mention a lot of our great players. um, Those players are are really the reason behind, you know, what I feel like we've been able to be successful uh, doing this year is is just empowering those guys, uh, trying to have, you know, uh, trying to coach at a level that uh, our team's prepared to be at our best when it's required. And and, and along the way, uh, I think we've built something pretty special from a culture standpoint and these guys really being able to trust in the guy next to them. Uh, rely on what we built and uh, hopefully just continue to build on that it's hard to win in this league you you guys all know that uh, so every time you can go out there and have an opportunity to you know be giving out game balls after another win um, as a young head coach that's a big time positive coach what do you do like you talk about empowering the your team like there's there's plenty of talented teams out there that aren't 10 and 2 right now like yes what kind of like what kind of things did you implement to try to empower this and, and let the players kind of you know, take ownership of what's going on. Did you see him deflect any of that? Did you see that, AJ? As soon as we said, like, oh, okay, you're doing well. He's like, well, obviously it's this. What are you doing? What And what have you taken from being a player to coaching now, to to AJ's point? What have you done? Yeah, I think it's, it's a really good question, and I think it started a long time ago, AJ, um, from the first time I got a chance to stand in front of these guys, um, talking to them from a perspective of, uh, you know, being a former player, 
been coached in some places uh, that I felt like, you know, have, have led me to feeling strongly about what I believe is important in a team. And, and, and when you talk about player ownership, you got to have great leadership, AJ. You know that. Uh, some of the best teams you were probably on, um, you guys could all look to, you know, your fellow captains probably. Or like in our case, we had 22 players receive votes from their teammates to be a captain. So as a head coach, uh, how do you not empower those guys? How do you not talk to them week in and week out? There's very rare uh, moments in this during our season where uh, when I deliver messages to the team uh, in that group setting, I haven't already talked through it with our leadership, what's going to be important for the week, what I need out of them. And ultimately, it's about challenging these guys. It's about challenging them uh, for them to understand uh, you know, what it's going to take to win games in this league, what it's going to take week to week, and then ultimately how have we built it in a way where whether it's situational football, uh, whether it's our offense and defense and special teams philosophies, or sometimes, uh, AJ, as you know, it's, it's fundamentals and technique. It's doing things, the little things the right way uh, consistently that helps you win. Sometimes that can sound like coach speak, but when you got the right kind of guys, the right coaching staff, shoot, man, I'm just having a blast. It's It's been a whole heck of a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work now, and uh, I, I feel like those guys and those players will tell you the same thing. We feel like we've earned the right. Uh, to at least say, hey, we've won 10 football games in this league in a season, but there's a lot of ball left, and, and we've really earned nothing at this point. Hell yeah, Coach. Woo! Hey, listen, I know in the middle there, you said it sounds cliche or whatever. Cliches are a cliche for a reason because they're real. Getting everybody to buy in and believe and go in the same direction is what great coaches do. It, it appears... And we don't want to crown you yet because you haven't earned shit, right? <laughs> That's right. Haven't earned a damn thing. It appears as if you have all of those traits, Coach. So congratulations. Can't wait to see what you do for the rest of the ride here with the Minnesota Vikings. Darius has a question for you. Yes, sir. What's up, Coach? You uh, obviously played for – what's happening, man? Good to see you. Uh, you obviously played for uh, greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. And then you coach under another Super Bowl winning head coach, Rashawn McVay. Um, are there any similarities or are they just vastly different humans? And what have you taken from those uh, coaches to your own head coaching experience? That's a great question, man, because they're so different from a personality standpoint. Um, but leadership qualities are real and they come in a lot of different varieties, a lot of different styles, um, but both equally so effective, especially, as you know, uh, with Coach Belichick, just his ability uh, to teach us as a football team during the short time I was there, or even when you watch his teams, you coach against his teams, you know that they're educated on uh, playing really good football. But also, hey, here's what it's going to take to win this week. Here's how yep. our team needs to play. In some ways, shapes and forms, reinventing uh, you know themselves schematically to put their players in the best possible situations to have success. That always hit me, um, and, and I always think it led to you know the sustained success they've had there in Foxborough. Um, and then with Sean, um, you know, a lot of the same characteristics uh, as far as empowering players, educating players. I, you know, I, I learned this saying from him that you get what you emphasize with NFL football players. And I think that's a real thing. Um, mm. You know, I think these players and, and, and NFL players, they want to win so badly. Uh, they come from, uh, a lot of them come from really successful uh, college programs, high school programs. These guys have won everywhere they've ever been. Uh, so why would it be any different now, especially when they're just looking for direction, for guidance, for leadership, uh, and, and, and a lot of the principles at which I choose uh, to do that come from my not only my close working relationship with Sean McVay, 
but the things that I learned from him working side by side with him, nobody I respect more than those two coaches that you just mentioned. I think Sean McVay uh, really appreciates the hell out of you. And yeah. is mm-hmm. Currently missing you maybe a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Who yeah. knows? Connor, your question for Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Vikings. Yeah, Coach, you talked about scheme, and Pat actually might be able to use the technical terms better than me, but yesterday um, in the trenches with A.Q. Shipley showed us a draw to Dalvin Cook, and there was a tackle on the uh, D-line, and it seemed as though the center and guard have the option to go to the second level. Is that something you put a lot of trust in your players with? Yeah, is this a read here on where the middle linebackers lined up right here? Are you able to shift this? Are they able to change this to uh, the guard pulling as opposed to the guard or the center pulling as opposed to the guard pulling with where the linebackers lined up there? Yeah, you know, that's why we wanted to be kind of in a spread formation right there, just try to put as much width to the formation as we could. Um, And then ultimately the second part of that is being able to sell you know, on a known passing down, I think that was a second and ten. Yeah. Uh, you know, being able to sell drop back, back pass, the illusion of our drop back protection, and then ultimately, what's going to be the best angle of departure for the whoever is going to climb to the second level to try to block fifty-seven? Uh, because let's not forget who that down uh, that down player is. Uh, whether it's 95, 90, 98, they had unbelievable. The Jets have uh, just a fantastic front that, you know, the goal going into that game was to hopefully just not let them wreck the game. Um, and sometimes that, that uh, you know, it's easier said than done with those types of players. So, uh, But anytime you can get Dalvin Cook in space with the football in his hands, uh, whether it's second and 10, first and 10, really doesn't matter. It's something we're trying to always do, and, and i got to continue to find ways to do that. But also don't, don't want to miss an opportunity to credit our offensive staff and uh, some of the ideas that they come up with every week. It makes it fun, calm plays. That's seemingly unstoppable right there. Spread them out, so then you got Mosley kind of on an island right there. If he lines up head up, we'll have this guy pull, and if he lines up off center, we'll have the center pull in there. That's an option that they can put in there. This modern NFL with all these rules, you're obviously a massive part of it. We, sh- we need to start saying your name a lot more whenever we start talking about young offensive things. When At what time do you think the NFL in football and in general became like a part where you can just scheme unstoppable plays because it feels like there are now you guys have a lot of those it seems like mm-hmm. i mean justin jefferson had 180 yards in like the first half couple weeks, man. <laughs> i mean but when did it become like that was there something that people learned was it when the rules changed when did it really become these like incredible schemes that seemingly are unstoppable you know what i really don't know that but what i can say is i think that uh i think defenses have a lot, lot to do with that and i don't really mean schematically as much as i do um, just some of the absolute animals from a playmaking athleticism. I mean, you've got outside linebacker pass rushers that are are as athletic as anybody on the field. You've got three techniques and 330-pound nose guards that can run sideline to sideline as well as anybody. Uh, the dynamic nature of safeties at the second level and, and all the different things they can do. And then, oh, by the way, there's quite a few shutdown level corners in our league that can still just flat out uh, line up and try to take away, you know, the, the better receivers in this league. Uh, so when you say all that, I just think it's a constant evolution of trying to find advantages, leverages, techniques, uh, make people uncomfortable uh, doing their job on the other side so that your guys can be more comfortable uh, just executing and you, using their skill sets. Because uh, if you constantly uh, force your opponents to, you know, I use the saying, never fight a fair fight. And that's not to say you're trying to, you know, wheel and deal and smoke and mirror, but just 
just try to force people to have to think about multiple things, second guess uh, their ability to quick trigger and use that great athleticism, strength, power, uh, because uh, I'll tell you what, they're when I'm calling plays, Pat, there's never a time where I feel like something's unstoppable just because of the oh, sheer okay. play ability of the other side. And we've got to be really, really good, snap in and snap out. And quite honestly, that's something we're really looking forward to continue to build on. Shoot, we want to be more consistent offensively. Uh, there's sure there's sure a lot of things that I could do better for our group, and then hopefully our 11 guys out there all doing their jobs, and we'll be in good shape. All right, well, Coach, we know you got to get out of here. We can't thank you enough for spending some time with us. Good luck. Congrats on the success, and uh, yeah, maybe you'll figure out how to be a better coach sometime. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe you'll figure it out. I appreciate you guys always getting a chance to catch up whenever we can make it happen, man. Hell Big yeah. Fan. On a Wednesday, you coming in middle of your work day, we appreciate the hell out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Kevin O'Connell. Hey! hey Sorry, AJ. I, he, he had a, we were 12 seconds late there. Oh, I feel yeah, like, I hey, I feel like we properly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, that's how, good. We, that's how we earn the respect, I think, from places. Exactly. Started early, too. Yeah. I like that. Pro. Look at us. Because huh? normally I just get so lost in the combo, and I'm like, oh, it was, man. That was a great combo, too. Yeah. I feel like what hey, he's, he's talking awesome. about with leverages is uh, – all, all, all of it. Beginning and you can tell, obviously, he you know, was a player, and obviously he's been around some great coaches. Did you play with him? Play with him, yeah. We were teammates in New England. Yeah. Hey, he can run, man. He, yep. was a, he ran all over people at San Diego State. Yeah, athlete. Yeah. I enjoyed him breaking down that run play. Thank you for reminding us about the run play option right there because, obviously, whenever – you know, AQ said, ask about it. I was in my head, I immediately go like, oh, that can lead to an entire conversation about like these offenses now. Like, I don't want to say, and I'm keep going back to Aaron saying it, but it was something that Aaron said that I thought was a little bit interesting because he said like, didn't he say a monkey could play quarterback yeah, with, pretty much. with some of the plays? He said with, with the offense we're running right now, a monkey could do some of the things. Like, hey, you're looking here, then you're looking here, then you're throwing the ball there. Like, that's how the offenses are being schemed right now. Guys are being spread out, so people are put on island. So it's like, hey, if this guy goes this way, you're just going this way. Easy decision where in the past you had to figure out what's the coverage, what's the hole, where's the lane, what's that. Other, now it's like the modern offense is like, we're taking advantage of one motherfucking person. If this guy steps forward this way, we're throwing it over his head. If he goes backwards we're cutting underneath we're throwing it feels like offense has gotten simpler almost mm -hmm. for quarterbacks tom brady has alluded to that as well and yeah. what he has seen over the years Definitely. so i kind of wanted to get his take on it because he's an incredible offensive mind i could hear that from oh, listening yeah. to him but also they're they are an awesome awesome offense to watch kirk cousins is fucking dealing right yeah. now out there he's playing well some of the things that stuck out is uh that he said, you know, never fight a fair fight and that's basically just going to where the numbers you know tell you to go and i think a lot of a big part of the evolution, too, is um, a lot of young quarterbacks obviously playing early, so them bringing in more to college game uh, with the easier reads and stuff. But uh, it was a great, great, great combo. With what do you think about that, AJ? What do you just heard Kevin O'Connor? Did you know him personally before we talk, uh, talked to him on this show? I fucking love that guy. He swears, too. Which I did not know him. Need that. I actually played against him. When he was at San Diego State, maybe my sophomore year, we played against uh, O'Connor was the quarterback. But no, I don't, I don't know him personally, uh, but I mean – Super impressive, dude. I don't. I think like colleges when they they started running these spread like spread them out half field reads all that. It was obviously like it's hard to find quarterbacks. You know, it's really hard to find great quarterbacks to go through everything. But it's easier to find, I guess, sometimes athletes that you can craft into making them a decent quarterback. And I think that's carried over in the NFL game. We see guys that are supreme arm talent, and they also have crazy running ability too. And that's what we get now with these offenses. It's yeah, fun to watch. I think it's good for football ultimately, but listening to Aaron and I guess Kevin talk about it and all these high-end quarterbacks chat about it, it's like it's much more 
easy version of the game, but it's certainly a little bit more electrifying every single play, potentially. Hearing all that, and I'm not a huge anytime touchdown guy, but we saw a revenge game last week. There's a certain revenge game opportunity this week oh, with yeah. a certain tight end for the Minnesota Vikings to score against the Detroit Lions. Yes. This guy swears, former player, mm-hmm. seems to be a guy. Going to get a guy a touchdown against his former team. Guaranteed. No doubt about it. It's guaranteed. Hey, TJ Hawkinson also blocking well. You smoking over there? You smoking? Talking to me? Did he not read the Yeah, there's cigar smoke going on. He didn't read the Fuzzy Walls book? Hey, what's going on? The thing's been freezing a little bit today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Last couple days. And then Kevin O'Connell. FaceTime is messing people up, man. It's FaceTime. Really? Because yours has been freezing the last couple days, and then they both were freezing, and then we were live, so then that makes me think. They're throttling it. I'm telling you, they're throttling something. Who? Twitter? You know, they can throttle the internet speeds and stuff. Someone's throttling so throttling connections on here. Are yeah. you getting throttled, Donner? Wow. Throttling down? Wow, who's throttling you, bro? Throttle, throttle, throttle. Oh, my God, AJ Hawk's getting throttled. It's not what good. Did you, you do something thought. to Wexy, Uncle Wexy? Uncle Wexy's pissed? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't pay ties this month to no, Uncle Wexy? About? Every time. Every time. <laughs> but his was also slow over there in Minnesota. It might have been because it's zero degrees, but also, I don't I don't know. that That's... It's been something. Has, has I went to, hey, I went to the Cavs else. game last night. Those guys are good. They're good, the, good oh. basketball players. Hold on. Something happened at the Cavs game. Who played there? Oh, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis got sick. You yeah. went to the game? Right. How, how far is the drive to Cleveland from where you are, and what was the experience like? Uh, a little over two hours. We had, a, we had uh, my daughter's big basketball fan, so we wanted to take her to her first game, and I took her. We went with another guy and his daughter as well she plays with. And good daddy. It was sweet, man. Like Anytime you see NBA in person, it gives you a whole new respect for everyone and everything they do. And Donovan – Mitchell, you got to be kidding me! This dude, yeah. so he's built different too. Like that guy is awesome. Like he's so his so legs good. are big and strong. He's powerful. He can hang in the air for thirty hours. Like yeah. all those guys are such freaks. Yeah, great. He said Shohei Otani, greatest athlete of all time, or something like that, or greatest athlete on earth. I get it, but you got an NBA yeah. game. You got a six foot ten guy mm-hmm. sprinting, jumping, running, catching, well, shooting, that, throwing. That Otani shit though. What's that? That shit is. What Otani's he's doing? In the, he's, in the, he's definitely in the debate. You see him over run, run the base path and see him pitch like that's. Yeah, but we were just talking about one particular athlete before the show that doesn't get as much respect, and that'd be Wayne Gretzky. Because, man, <laughs> we did not know. Dude, I, need you, I need, oh, I need I to relax. What happened? On the track. I need to relax mm-hmm. with everything that I've said. <laughs> okay, I feel like I've let my fandom blinders kind of not let me really soak in some greatness. A stat that I had not known, so I was uninformed in this particular situation, has been presented to my life about Wayne fucking Gretzky. So he's the all-time leading scorer, points Getter, by like Albert. a million, right? By by way more than anyone else. Right? Yeah, yes, AJ. Thank you. Yes, that is right. It is by a lot. He's up there. And points are either assist or second assist counts as an assist in hockey. So the two passes beforehand, before and then the goal scorer gets a goal. That's obviously points. If you were to eliminate all of his goals scored, just assists and eight hundred ninety four, I believe goals. Goals. If you were to eliminate eight hundred ninety four points, okay. 
he would still lead what? with just his assist and second assist against everybody else that's ever played. Ever. It had goals, assist, and second assist. And How? I don't know. That, <laughs> yeah. that piece of a lot of points. Yeah. That piece of information Good. was presented to me right over wow. there, and uh, it's a whole new ball game. So now Wayne Gretzky's the best player on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Sidney Crosby's number two, <laughs> and then you got Mary Lemieux right there at yeah, number three. Stoner at four. Yeah. Now, I don't know if Stoner yeah. crossed the Mount Rushmore. But Stoner's in there. Yeah. Mary is still better. D-Butt also – just reminded me of something too. There's a race on a <laughs> yeah. track. I think it was like Pele, uh, Wayne Gretzky, oh, yeah. um, a couple, a couple like big time legends of their sports, and Wayne Gretzky beat the <laughs> fuck. Oh, Wayne smoked them. Really? Wayne yeah. was a dog. How much? How much <laughs> a dog. Oh, yeah. How much does like running speed translate to being on skates? Just quads, right? Uh, quads, zero. No, yeah. no, okay. It's all their bot their lower halves though are yeah. here it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's he oh, racing? Yeah. Bjorn Berg, Sugar Ray Sugar Leonard, Ray Pele. Get out of here. And he just, He's gonna get he off. Just, Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> See ya, Pele. Dude, he's pulling him. away. Yeah. It's crazy. That, that shocked me. God damn. Yeah. Wow. Gretzky, Bjorn. Pele. Pele's Bjorn very Ford. fast, right? He's got like six Wimbledon. Yeah, you would think Pele, Pele. got to get down. Is that him up top? Not in the. No, I should have in the middle, yeah. Oh, oh, was no, Pele was like 65 when he was running this? Or <laughs> yeah. what? How old is Wayne? Probably. How old yeah, is how Wayne? Old was, 1982. How old is Wayne? Oh, that was the prime of his career. Oh, yeah. Shit. I thought he was older. He looks old as shit. Good hair. Great flow, yeah. Pele oh, looks a little older. Pele's a little older. All right. So no, we got Wayne in his prime. We got 22-year-old Wayne taking on. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. Got it. How about Pele just saying, fuck it. Fuck it. They're going to disqualify me. I'm not just going to lose. They're going to DQ me. I'm, I want to beat him. I want to do his lane. DNF. You know, you see. You're talking about greatest oh. athletes. At, for a second there, I thought you were going to talk about Jim Cripps. Oh, yeah. Well, Professional yeah, bowler, bowler Jim Cripps. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. This got introduced into our group text earlier. I don't know if you saw this or not. Nick found this on the internet. It's a bowl of 300. Okay. You have to have strikes for all 10 frames yeah. and then also the two bonuses mm-hmm. that you have at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's 12 strikes that you have to hit consecutively. You get a turkey that's three in a row. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. Four in a row, five. You get eight in a row. Great fucking round. Not a 300. No. 300, I think, is very difficult. This fucking dude did one backwards. He did a he rolled a 300 backwards. This is 11th ball out of 12. Here's the 11th one. Dog, that's crazy. Boom. No big deal. And then if if we have the sound in the back, they start rooting on the ball here on the, here's the 12th one. Here's the last one. 4 300. Think about what's going through his head. He hangs on Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <yeah, dude. laughs> Pete Weber, eat your heart. Yeah. Jeez. You go bowl right now, and you get a 140, you'll be pumped. Yes. Okay? Yes. Professional yeah. bowlers, they get like 250, 260, obviously, every single time. Yeah. 280, whatever the case is. 300s don't happen, I think, just like all the time. This fucking guy does it backwards? Yeah. This guy may be the most talented individual on earth. And I would assume quarter mania. Jim Cripps probably had, what, 12 to 18 12-ounce Bud Lights? Yeah. Those, in his little tiny yeah, plastic yeah, cups. Exactly. What does he compete against others backwards the whole time? I would assume. I, he, I assume they don't let him that him forwards. Yeah. So there's the two-handed wonder from Don Under. Obviously, changed the game because mm-hmm. two-hand that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's the who the fuck you think you yeah, are? P. Weber. I am. I am. Yeah. And now there's the backwards three hundred guy who might be the greatest of them all. Yeah. Fucking a. Good for bowling, AJ. Yeah. Bowling's getting hot. I mean, getting is it possible up. he's trying to promote something? 
here? And I hope real? so. I hope he cashes awesome. in on this. Yeah, I hope PBA he tour, and he's coming. I, you know, it's hard for bowling to sell stuff because the whole risk yeah, thing. Yeah, risk, risk guards. Nobody's really going to buy it. No, no. He needs like a sweatband or something. He does. There it is. That has eyes right here. Oh, oh in the back. Boom. There it is. Oh, wow. the, no, the no fear yeah. eyes. Send that to you. Need to send that club to him, sir. Please make these so you can capitalize on this incredible feat that not a lot of people on earth can do or will ever be able to do again. The mental focus there, because if you just accidentally hang on just a little bit too long, little gutter nine or a gutter, yeah, one dangling. What if that last one? Oh, he sprints. Also, like the reverse flip, like his elbow is probably so fucked up from doing that. Sacrificing his body for the game. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Love you. <laughs> uh, we got Jordan Poyer joining us here in moments. Let's talk about some more stuff. Mike Vrabel has addressed the John Robinson uh, general manager firing out of nowhere. That happened yesterday. A lot of people wondered immediately if Vrabel is now going to be a general manager, a la what Bill Belichick has done in New England. Would Vrabel want to take on a whole other role? He has, not been, he has not been named interim general manager, but what does it mean going forward? There's reports that Vrabel would be open uh, to potentially taking on a little bit more of a role. Allegedly, these are all reports. And then Vrabel actually had a full press conference today where he talked about his personal relationship with John Robinson and how much he appreciated him and was grateful for him, how we're being judged every single day. It's a good reminder of that. And then he also said that he was informed of the decision of John Robinson being fired as opposed to him wanting to make the decision for him to be fired. I think that's a key piece of information there. So I guess this is Amy Adams' strunk move, wanting to become great. Something had happened. Maybe it was A.J. Brown dancing in their faces after John Robinson decided to trade him away on draft night and Vrabel was visibly upset about that particular decision. What's your take on this and what do you think happens with Vrabel, friend of yours, A.J. Hawk? I, mean, I think Vrabes will, will naturally have more and more say over the roster and what's going on, kind of like a quasi-GM. For the rest of this year, I don't know what they do in the offseason, if he wants to continue on that path or not. But it's, going back to what Tone said yesterday, does this mean it's possible that nothing really happened and they just truly didn't like the direction John Robinson had him going? That's very interesting if that's the case. Darius, I think this was unprecedented for a winning team, a team that was the number one seed in the AFC <clears> last <throat> year after using the most amount of players on a roster to make it into the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, Vrabel potentially becoming GM and the firing decision itself? Because we haven't heard that from you yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that's a tough a tough hat to wear. You know, not many coaches do it. Obviously, Bill Belichick's the most noted, and he obviously played for Belichick. Smart player, knows both sides of the ball. Um, but this this was shocking to, to fire him first week of December. Uh, if this is a move you make, typically it's made after the season, but I guess Amy had enough. She saw enough once uh, A.J. Brown Speaking came of that, jail. did you happen to see the video going around the Internet of the Eagles fans after A.J. Brown scored his second uh, touchdown yelling at the owner's box and they didn't look too pleased? We actually have that video, and this is Amy Adams' stank, stank, strunk's uh, box after A.J. Brown scores another touchdown. Here's Eagles fans. Fuck oh. you. Thank you. Oh, they're the best. Fuck yeah, you. So, so awesome. Thank you. Good for them. Uh, yeah, that's Philadelphia. You know those Johns <laughs> oh, are going to let it be yeah. known. I mean, there's fingernail Man. paint red yeah. on there, so you see it in the middle. Of, hey, how Who's you that doing? that guy? Oh, I thought I was a dude. That was... might be Amy. It might be. We don't know. Uh, no, Amy, uh, yeah, we don't. Michael Adams drunk. Yeah, not positive. Yeah, it's family though, allegedly of ownership or whatever. So Man, they had hilarious. to experience that in Philadelphia. And Amy and the family on the flight back to Nashville. 
We ain't doing that ever again, are we? <laughs> I just saw the Vrabel draft day video too the other day. Yeah. I, mean, I had never seen that. So, dude, his him walking back with. Him. <laughs> Yep, and then sitting back down, right. he's like, like hey, this motherfucker. <laughs> like him actually asking the question though, why are we trading him to? Why do you think the Eagles want him? Yeah, and them saying, well, the Eagles are going on a run, and Vrabel being like, weren't we the number one seed last year? Home field advantage. Are we going on a run? What are we? Aren't we going on a run? What are we even trying to do? And then AJ Brown Jeez. has it circled on the calendar. Uh-huh. This one he's wide open because the DB so unathletic fell all over his fucking. No, no, he didn't fall. He got ran slap over. He got in the okay, way. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, ran over and then he he caught a touchdown on a shoulder pad. I mean, AJ Brown had quite oh. a Sunday, and then he took the towel out and he spanked the uh, <laughs> the baby, the, the baby, mm-hmm. whooped the baby. Didn't know you love him. And then gave him a hug. Yeah, because yeah. I love you. Didn't want to have to do this, but. Because I love Tough it. love. And then the Perfect. ownership was just like, we're never doing this again. <laughs> Who traded AJ? What, Vrabes, was that, remind us, Vrabes. Was yeah. that you <laughs> or was that John Robinson? Yeah. And Vrabes goes, watch the video from fucking draft night. I'll yeah. tell you all I need to know. <laughs> and he was like, you're right. Should have fired him the day after the fucking draft. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know this was going to happen. John Robinson, though, has an incredible resume right now. Mm-hmm. Four to yeah. six years as a general manager that mm-hmm. makes playoffs. Obviously, last year, the number one seed in the AFC with the most amount of players. John Robinson's probably selling that somewhere. Uh, like, yeah. I, I think I did. 100%. He, brought in, he was part of the, the front office that brought in a lot of good players to the Patriots. I mean, so, he yeah. drafted A.J. Brown. Like, it's not like he wasn't part of that decision. It's just he traded. Okay. And, like, if you're a Titans fan, we were talking about this before the show, you're probably pretty pumped that Mike Vrabel now has more say in what they're be. doing. Titans yeah. fans at least on my timeline, so I'm pretty happy about yeah. firing, which, you know. You try to weigh A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown has the year that he has, that's going to be tough. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be uh... – Same deal when he wanted to be there. It's like it's not like he's, like, 32 and kind of, like, getting a little long in the tooth. Like, he's fucking, like, 24. Right yeah. Up. Like, Tannehill and him after the game. Quarterback and him after the game. Full on dap up. Yeah. You didn't have to do that to us is what Tannehill said. Yeah. Vrabe's talking about him. Mm-hmm. The way I think he wasn't hated in the locker room. No. Wasn't a uh, distraction nope. at all. Just wanted to get paid. Wanted to be a Titan. It really makes no sense more when you lay it out like that. Well, really does. Look at the other. <laughs> look at the it? other. It's like, what the fuck? Why are we trading this guy? And that You're was, right. He's not old. Like, he's not. No. Yeah. Like, he's so young. Yeah, I don't get it. The other receivers in that draft class. Like, Terry McLaurin plays for a franchise that is on fire. And they paid him. And then you look at Debo. Like, they... Gave their left tackle more money than anybody else. I think at that time, else. right? At that time, Christian uh, Kirk had been paid. Yes. Tyreek, Devontae Adams got paid. Uh-huh. Tyreek Hill had got paid. Uh-huh. And then the whole conversation. They were trying it, to get paid. The it, other guys. Yeah. De- Debo True. and AJ. Terry and uh, Deontay. DK. DK, yeah. Debo, and AJ. Yep. Because who was on uh, Miss Precious? That was, uh, was that AJ Brown, Brown. Brown and Debo. And Debo yeah, yeah. yeah Debo talking about, to AJ Brown. Yes. And if we go back into, I'm trying to put myself back into our conversation yes. about Miss Precious. I think we were all chatting about how what teams are going to spend money on the wide receiver and what teams are not going to spend money on the wide receiver. And there's a lot of people saying, not going to be able to win when you pay the wide receiver that amount of money. Remember, Christian Kirk fucked up the whole thing. Tyreek Hill, good luck to Miami, not going to be able to win paying that type of money to a wide receiver. Whenever um, uh, fucking. Um, 
who else got paid in that? Devontae? Uh, Devontae Adams got paid. Mm-hmm. Not going to be able to win whenever you pay a wide receiver like that. So there were some people, I think, in the media and probably behind the scenes that were turning their noses up at the Raiders, turning their nose up at the Dolphins, turning their nose up at the Jaguars for doing what they were doing, resetting the whole mm-hmm. market, acting as if it was a bad move. I think John Robinson might have been a part of that whole discussion about how this is not a good decision to pay a wide receiver whenever we've already paid yeah. a, a quarterback and a running back. And I think that was in the middle of that time. Mm-hmm. So whenever he got traded on draft night, I remember us going, oh, that's because the Titans didn't want to pay him. But at that point, we have to remember the big thought was you're either a team that's going to pay him because you have a young quarterback mm-hmm. or you're not going to be able to pay a wide receiver. Yeah. There's no in-between. And now I think we've realized, like we've said all along, the salary cap doesn't matter, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, at all. And it, it doesn't hurt to add a superstar weapon onto your team and pay said person. I think we figured that out now. And I can't remember, but didn't, I think AJ Brown said too, that like he wanted 25 and Tennessee would not go above 20. So like there was no negotiation there. It was basically like, Hey, we'll offer you 20 a year for four years or whatever it was, but we're not going any higher than that. And he was like, all right, well I want 25. So if that's not the case, get me the fuck out of here. And they drafted Burks, you know, trailing Burks to replace him. So you saw, you know, it work out for Minnesota, you know, trading away digs, draft Justin Jefferson, replace Mm -hmm. him. So maybe some, you know, thinking that'll work for them. Oh yeah. I forgot about digs too. That's a whole thing. So, but he was labeled a, yeah. Distraction yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. And and, and uh, Traylon Burks, you know, he looks good. He has looked good so far, but he's been banged up. Um, so he could potentially be great too. But when you see what A.J. Brown is doing this year, it's like. Phew. When you see what Tyreek's doing. Yeah, yeah. Devontae. Devontae. Like, because of that, that's that like market and the thought of those guys getting moved, it feels mm-hmm. like teams aren't going to do that anymore. Like they're going to do what they want or what they have to do to keep those guys. Like when you look at the free agent wide receiver market next year, it is. Yeah. Remember these young guys. Yeah. These young guys allegedly are unbelievable, right? Mm -hmm. And we have the whole theory, AJ, Mm -hmm. about how one-on-ones and seven-on-seven are content now. So guys working, it's being like promoted as opposed to like, oh, I'm going to work and it's going to be miserable. It's like, no, I'm making content out of me fucking going up on somebody. A contested catch. I'm working on contested catches five nights a week for content purposes. Like that natural work I think is going to make people better. I think it's made corners better too. Absolutely. I think there's younger corners that are better too. So Sauce. Woolen come in. They both look like all pros. You know, Stingley's been banged up, but he looks great. And then to go back to his receivers, even the rookies this year, Olave, Dotson, when he's out there, Garrett Wilson. Pickens, um, Drake, uh, Pickens obviously, Christian he got to get more involved. Drake London, whoa, whoa, Christian whoa. Watson. Like, you got a lot of guys just drafted coming in and making immediate impact. So I'm sure that was John Robinson's thinking at that point. But when you got a guy that's already proven, that's in his prime, that's not a distraction, that's a great leader. Uh, in that locker room, you know, I, I, I'm always leaning towards keeping those guys. In yeah, there. give me yeah. a game record that we know, mm-hmm. even though there's some on the way. I mean, Ohio State, this wide receiver room that you have right now, might have like five NFL yep. guys in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that, <laughs> that's fucking absurd. That, that's crazy to think about because it used to be like, is he going to work in the NFL? Is it not going to work? Now it's like, oh, these young Besson's guys. coming back. Go ahead, Marvin agent. will be back. Yeah. Marvin Harrison will be back. What about what's going on with Jackson Smith and Jigba? He's going to the league, I guess. He said he, he would not have been healthy enough to play uh, in the playoffs, so he's declared for the draft. What happened to him? What was the injury? What was it? Was it a hamstring, I believe? Mm-hmm. He tried to come back at one point and then couldn't go after that, and I don't know. Damn. Really? Hmm. What week? Yeah. One. Early. No, no way. Well, well, he he ripped, on first drive. Ripped right? it off the bone? He came back for like a few snaps against uh, was a night game. Was it Penn State? Week yeah, three. Well, 
I'm intrigued by that one. It's week three. Because he's like, what, best player on the team there. Oh, yeah. 300 plus yards in the Rose Bowl. Set the record. Yeah. Did you still take him? Top 10? You the GM? I don't know. I'm going to have to know what happened to that hamstring. You missed an entire fucking season after the first off his fucking back. All right. Yeah. What's that, pal? You know, it ain't unless it's detached from his lower back and calf, which, you know, the hamstring does connect to, unless it's some shit like that. I mean, come on, buddy. Missed the whole season. What I mean, what, what I would like to know what happened to the hamstring. Yeah. I, if I'm drafting him, what happened to the hamstring? This thing had to be the most serious hamstring injury of all time. I remember going into the season when I was uh, offered the game day opportunity, you know, and it was after the Ohio State trip, mm-hmm. but I was, like, learning about – I was pumped about mm-hmm. fucking Jackson Smith. I'm like, oh, they got a guy, they got an yeah. NFL guy there. Yeah. They got a they – a, now, granted, Marvin Harrison Jr. became a guy and – the guy wearing a watch while he's out there with Louis Vuitton yeah. Nikes doing his yeah. doing his whole thing and awesome. everything like that. But I would imagine if that guy was playing and it was it was never talked about. It was just like oh he has a hamstring. It's like are his hamstrings okay? Like what? Because hamstrings don't last four months, do they? Do hamstrings last four? I don't know. I bet. Luckily, never never popped my hammy. I don't. Honestly, that could be wrong. I hope it's a ham. I don't know if it is a hamstring. That's well, what I'm guessing. I think it is. Even if it just is, too. I mean, this is kind of par for the course in this new soft Ohio State, right? This isn't the same. <laughs> oh, that we know about. Isn't that kind of the shit. entire thing that we saw in Michigan? Holy hell! I don't know. I just hope he's okay. Long Jeez. hamstring injury going into the NFL. Hey, look. I'm I'm just talking about what I see. The team in the biggest game that they have a clock for in the weight room, they got blown out at home by that team that they count down to. Okay, so if he pulled his hamstring week one and he's not playing, then that's just what they are now. Is Ohio no long? Is everything I say about Ohio wrong? Is that no? It's not wrong. Remember, you just have to pick it up and move it to Michigan because that's what Michigan is. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. So you say, hey, JJ, what's going on with Ohio? You guys getting soft over there? Whoa! I don't know, man. They better they better show up against Georgia, and I think it'll be a different narrative. Hopefully. Sure. Oh, there you go. okay. We got a bounce back opportunity. We got a bounce. So them making it in the college football playoff, Ohio State, who I picked and I love. Okay, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, because of this guy mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The committee had to think that they laid an egg, right, against Michigan, as opposed to got exposed against Michigan. That had to be the viewing. Right. I guess. How, how do they say? I mean, they claim they say, hey, we just want the four best teams. That's what they say. So, like, what if Georgia wins by 100? Hey. Yes. What, I know, what if? Bro, what Georgia, if? Georgia is a wag. Yes, what if TCU gets beat by 60 by Michigan? <laughs> Duggan won't let that happen. He won't. I don't know about – let's just stay focused on Georgia, Ohio State, because I don't think it's Ohio State's fault. I think whoever got that four seed, yeah. whoever it got – like if I'm Tough. Ohio State, I'm happy to be in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Happy. I'm pumped to be in there. Obviously, it's mass uh, exposure in any given Saturday, right? Could mm-hmm. definitely win a game. You never know what's going to happen. But I do fear that no matter who it was in that four seed, yeah. we're about to run into a 25-year-old quarterback – who knows the offense inside and out, right. and like 20 NFL guys yep. playing football yeah. against college football athletes. Okay. I do. Great challenge. It is a great challenge. Great challenge. And it's college football. Damn right. Crazier things have happened. Yeah, but that's they what snuck in in 2014. They snuck in in 2014 and won it all. Hell yeah, it was yeah. first year of the playoff. Mm-hmm. Everyone was playing for that Zeke. team. Uh, but that's what kind of stinks, right? Because we never got what? the Bama Georgia matchup. That like, if Bama it was like, we kind of I was gonna say Georgia did beat they? the shit out of Bama. Yes. Bama they lost. They lost on 
they're both losses were on the last play of the yeah, game. Yeah, but there's like also like four games where they yeah, a they foul go yeah. like they a Ole Miss. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. They could have lost four games. Yeah. But that's every team. If we start getting into that, yeah. that's every as, team. As, Georgia almost lost to Missouri. Like, yeah. And I Kent mean, State slowed them down. Yeah, like, Kent State's head coach is now Kentucky. offense coordinator for uh, Colorado. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. mind Ohio State. Yeah. Against Georgia? I don't mind it. Me neither. They got weapons. And if they play What's loose. The line? The six line. and a half? Ten? Oh, is it only It six? opened at six and a half. It was on Sunday. Yeah, the ten was TCU and uh, Michigan. And now that's down to seven and a Wait, half, I believe. who? Who's the favorite? Okay, so Ohio State. Team that beat uh, the fuck out of your team. TCU's, TCU's plus seven and a half. Who's your team, Cotton? Michigan's seven and a half Navy. point favorite. And Georgia's <laughs> a six and a half point this okay. weekend. Yeah. Salute. Take Navy this we weekend. Say what you said again, I'm sorry. Uh, Georgia's six and a half point favorite. Michigan's seven and a half point favorite. <laughs> okay, so uh, all right, let's go. Here we go. I hope they play loose, though. I do, because when they're loose yeah. and they're balling, it is. Yeah. Figure one way or the other. Either you, you change it and, hey, here we go. We got a lot of hope. Everyone's juiced. Or, oh, no, two bad losses at the end of the year. Yeah. I look for them to show up. I think they're going to be all right. I think so, too. I think they're going to have to. Because if not, over there in Ohio, it's going to get loud, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very loud. Especially Michigan, <laughs> yeah. you know, beats the fuck out of TCU and then gives Georgia a run right. for their money. Oh, and then all the Michigan fans that know Ohio State fans are just going to. Yeah, new era. Sorry. We're the big dogs in the Big Ten. Harbaugh allegedly potentially coming yeah. back to the NFL, either to renegotiate his Michigan contract mm-hmm. or to actually go to the NFL like the Indianapolis Colts turn uh-huh. us around. He has built an NFL team up there in Michigan. Yeah. As an old-school football team, as an NFL team, he's had great success up there. He's been able to turn around. I think a lot of people thought, oh, has this guy lost his magic because of what has been going on in, at Michigan in the end of the Niner run and everything like that? He he no. still got it. The guy yeah. still understands football. I thought him and Luck were going to be a pair coming back to save the Colts. Ooh. Well, I've been wow. told by I've been told by local media that Harbaugh would be the only guy that could get maybe Luck to back uh, fall back in love with football. But I don't think that's going to no. happen after no. you read that forty five no. minute article. Right? Absolutely not. Yeah, Luck is he's done playing football. He hey, ain't, unless confusing. he's fucking tossing the pigskin with Lucy in his front yard, he ain't fucking playing football. What anymore. are you saying, AJ? What did you sneak in there? That article was was. A bit like uh, it was tough, like tough to read. I guess a lot of words in there. Oh, Seth. Did you end up reading it? Too many. Uh, I mean, I read what I could. I read yeah. chunks of it at a time, yeah. but not, was, I didn't sit there like tie and read the whole thing. It was certainly word salad, right? I think oh, for sure. Why? Who? It sounds like is everybody like is he? Does he have any resolution, or is All he right. still confused? D, but I'm gonna read this aloud. <clears throat> oh, this is the. Uh, can we put it over here? Oh, man. This is the. Um, Good writer, huh? This is the paragraph that really too good. Save that shit. For I woke up in the morning, took my morning shit, mm-hmm. saw <laughs> this article being linked with this paragraph. Oh, I thought that was in the article. My bad. Lucky. <laughs> Me too. Honestly, I really did. No, Seth Wickersham. Sham. I'm just setting the tone on why I did not read the article. My Luck bad. had started to tell himself a series of stories of being a quarterback, of being a husband and father. Of the injury cycle providing the gift of awareness of having made a decision. He told himself stories of a a former football player whose story made sense. Grieving what you know best, he says. Often until those stories made no sense. No, made sense, sorry. But none of them netted out in resolution or assurance that he hoped would erase this feeling he lived with and had no choice but to try to talk talk out. I'm done with it. It's too much. Exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) What is it saying? Bro, I have no idea. Like, I know I'm an idiot. I am. Is openly. there a conclusion? Do we have like a conclusion, no. like a two sentence conclusion of what this says? That'd be awesome. All we have tie? is tie. All we have is tie that read the whole thing. Are they, you talking about this 
specific no, the excerpt whole for the whole thing. The whole Spark notes. Yeah, he's he's happy. He has come to terms with retiring, and it, it got to the point where it was just too much, and now he is more interested in being a family man, spending time with his daughter and his wife, and he doesn't love the way, the timing of how he went out, but he is at peace with his decision, and he's good where he's at right now. Thank you, Seth, for doing the work. Thank you, Seth. And also, also saying everybody's going to read this. Let me showcase my brain. Go ahead. <laughs> I did see something that said Luck would be potentially open to coaching. Was that an article too? I don't remember. There's so much shit from this now that's whether it's like was it in the article or is it like I mean, someone else who's – 45-minute read. At Just least. play. He had a lot more a free time with his family if he played. And you yeah, an audio no version of this article. But this is the article. Yeah. Into the wild. But does it say, Ty, in the article, does it, does it give the impression that it wasn't as easy as he thought to walk away? Um, I think the biggest thing was like that the just how much he had to commit to being a quarterback and playing football was basically like tearing his he life. He ain't apart. coaching, then I'll tell you that. He, I don't think gotcha. he's coaching. Let's uh, we have a conversation. We have a guest. We have a person waiting right now mm-hmm. who could potentially earn one million dollars to his foundation. That's right. Oh yeah. All he needs is seven more picks. Okay, this NFL season. Very doable. Okay. We got playoffs involved, right. too. Exactly. Playoffs count as well, even though for the record they do not. But playoffs were involved. The NFL tried to screw this man oh, yeah. out yeah. of a pick. We said, don't worry about what the NFL or the refs say. We will count it towards our count. Right. This man has obviously been a friend of the program. He's an all-pro. He's a fucking superstar. Ladies and gentlemen, safety for the Buffalo Bills. You see him with that elbow thing on. Oh, yeah. He's oh, still yeah. flying around. Tough guy, Jordan Poyer. Yeah! yeah. What's up, What's up boys? Hey, how are you doing? How's that elbow? How's that? Do you have that big thing good, on man. all the time? I can't complain. I can't complain. I gotta wear it. I gotta wear it the rest of the year. It is what it is. I ain't worried about it. Does it good. slow you down at all? Does it slow you down? You found nah. the middle there. You did nah, great. Nah, it makes it. It makes it look kind of badass, actually. Don't you think it kind of looks badass out there with the bionic arm? Hell Sorry. yeah! Hell yeah! Hey, why did they take? How that? y'all boys doing, man? I appreciate y'all having me on. Come on, we're good. AJ, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing great. You got any metal in that thing you can use as a weapon to maybe swipe <laughs> someone's in the helmet every once in a while when you're making a tackle? I can't, I can't say that on camera, man. Smart. That smart. That's smart. Smart, yeah. smart, man. Smart. AJ trying yeah. to make Come a on, snitch AJ. on yourself, obviously. Go on, AJ. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, how are you feeling? How is life? Obviously, we had the punctured lung where we had to drive for a game all the way across the country. Now we got the elbow. We just learned today Vaughn Miller going to be out with an ACL tear. That's no fun. How are you? Obviously, that Vaughn news is big. How's the team feel about it all, Jordan? Yeah, man. Uh, first, I'm great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that Vaughn news is huge, man. It's, uh, it's tough. I was telling the media earlier, so you, I mean, you can't replace a guy like Vaughn Miller. Uh, this is a great teammate, Hall of Fame player, um, great teammate, great player, just somebody who I've learned so much of the game from. And, uh, you know, we're going to miss him. But I, I also told some of the younger guys, some of the, uh, the, the young DNs, man, it's a great opportunity for you to step up. Guys like Greg, guys like Boogie, AJ, um, got, you know, just a great opportunity for them to step up. Something that they've been doing all season long. But, you know, just more more life for them to be able to go out there and make plays. You can't replace a guy like Bob Miller, but we do got the right guys in the locker room to be able to go handle the situation. So. Awesome. Hey, we know you've, you've fought through so much, like so many physical things throughout this season, and obviously your whole career. We've seen the picture of your elbow. It looks like you have an alien growing off the back of it, whatever that is, man. It looks painful. I know you had to drive to a game. You couldn't fly with the team. Like, Has that always been your mentality? Like, you're just going to go? You're going to play and not worry about it? Because in that's our, not always the case, especially now. Isn't there a contract, too, somewhere in this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're an old school, Jordan. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm just – I love the game, man. I 
love the game. So as soon as you know, as soon as I get the okay to play, it's like why not, man? I love this game so much. I love my teammates. I love being out there between the lines, bro. I mean, it's it's no other feeling other than going out there on Sunday, Monday, whatever day of the week it is, and playing NFL football with your boys. And so. Um, you know, both of those times that I got the okay to go and play, I was all for it. Driving to Kansas City, something that I'll never forget. I'll be able to look back on and be like, yeah, I did some shit like that. That was dope. Uh, and we got the win, too, so it was cool. Um, but, you know, I just it, it, I love this game, man. I love my teammates, and, and I love playing I love playing out here in Buffalo. Yeah, they're lucky to have you out there. Big win. That ride home after a loss. Oh, Darius, your question. That'd have been tough. Uh, tough. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Jordan, I'm going to ask you a little bit about uh, the team you're facing this week. Obviously got a new quarterback, uh, Mike White, in there uh, instead of Zach Wilson uh, from back in week nine. How much different does the offense look, or is it pretty much the same with just a new uh, new general back there? No, I would say it definitely looks different. I would say the, the energy of the team is playing at a higher level. I would say that he's distributing the ball to a lot of, a lot of his playmakers, his running backs, his tight ends, his receivers. Obviously, Garrett Wilson being a, a huge threat in the pass game yep. and the way he's playing the game right now, he's playing at a high level, and I don't see why in a couple of years he's not going to be a top top receiver in the league. I mean, he's breaking tackles. He's running after catch, breaking tackles. The same same with the backs from the backfield. So Mike White, he's, he's delivering the ball and letting his playmakers make plays. And for us, you know, we're going to have to play well to win. We're going to have to tackle well. We're going to have to communicate well. Always playing at home, it's always harder to communicate because of our crowd. Yep. But, you know, we're going to have to, like I said, we're just being able to – communicate and tackle and it's a good football team coming in here so ain't no sleeping on the new york jets i promise you that hell it's yeah a good football team coming in here and you know they beat us last time so it's almost you know come on now come on now we got to play the game you know? absolutely right. can't yeah. wait good for the jets by the way that whole conversation yeah, yeah. wasn't the same about them just a few years back ty your question for jordan poyer yeah jordan pat mentioned you know the potential uh donation to your charity if you pick up these interceptions do you think there's any chance you're maybe going to press a little bit here as the season you know kind of reaches towards then and also Uh-oh. don't want you to throw anybody under the bus but are you a little pissed that zach wilson's not playing this weekend because you probably <laughs> add three four to the total pressure builds diamonds first of all i love pressure keep, keep keep giving me the pressure i don't care that's cool second of all uh like i said mike white he, he's a he's a good quarterback last year we played him I mean, he, he'd be one of the first to tell you he wish he had four of those throws back when we played him last year because we picked him off five times. So it's it's a it's a game that we're gonna. We, I mean, we're excited to play, man. I mean, I know he's he's probably got it pinned on his his calendar, ready to play us. And uh, you know, it's gonna be one of them dogfight AFCs type of. You know, I think it's gonna be wet, cold out here too. Oh, um, so tune in, tune in. It's gonna be one of those games. It's there's gonna be one of those games. There's gonna be mustard. And, oh uh, yeah. Oh, Catch up out in the parking lot. Well, There's gonna be a lot of videos coming. That's Tony Under. I don't Boom. know. I don't know. Last what are you talking about? It's Bill's Mafia. What do you mean you don't? Know? I know. Dude, I know. My brother. My brother goes to those and he says it's wild. I never. I never actually been to one. I'm gonna go when I retire. I'm gonna go when I retire. But the mu- oh, cow mustard. <laughs> I don't know. You know it's full bottles. I mean, it's yeah. it's oh, getting yeah. crazy. I mean, it is a full. It's a celebration too. It's not like you're getting punked. No, it's like no, no. you're lucky. Yeah. To get that. <laughs> Dowson, bildos and mustard. Oh, <laughs> no. catch! Hey, how many bildos this year? Oh, it's just for the Patriots. Just Patriots. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. right. Connor, your question for Jordan Porter. Yeah, speaking of the Pats, it was awesome to watch you guys beat the fuck out of that team. Not oh. really, but uh, <laughs> looking at the secondary, obviously it stinks you lost Von Miller, but how awesome is it to have Tre'Davious White back and kind of not have to worry? about one side of the field when he's on there. Yeah, man, just his presence alone, it makes everyone else on the defense feel comfortable. Um, I mean, a, a guy who's, who's been in this league a long time, played at a high level, 
And, and like you said, I mean, when he's in the game, it's almost like you can not worry about that side of the field and kind of put all your all your pressure and all your vision to this side because you know he's going to handle that. So um, it's awesome to have a guy like Tredavious back in the lineup for us. I know he's been on a pitch count the last couple of weeks, but like I said, even his presence out there, it makes the whole defense feel a lot more comfortable out there. Tone. Jordan, now that, now that Vaughn's out, um, has he passed the baton to an active player as far as the final recruitment of OBJ to the Bills? <laughs> hey, I heard that's available. Oh, yeah. I heard that's available right now. I, I, don't, I don't That's about my pay grade. Oh, okay. Hey, I, I enjoy that. Do you hear all the rumors about that type of stuff? Do you keep up with it, or are you trying to lock all that shit out? If you're here, you're here. I mean, it's trending every day on Twitter, so it's kind of hard not to really see. And, you know, you see Odell's name trending every day on Twitter. It's like, oh, where is he going today? Oh, he's going to, going to the bill. I didn't even know he was coming out here the day he came out here. So it was, uh, I mean, see what happens. See what happens. You've talked about the culture of that locker room with us before about playing cards and really – no offense to Buffalo, but where you guys are at, there's not a lot to do. And with the weather, it, it's kind of locked in. Do you have that same vibe with this team as you did last team? And how would you compare the culture and the family feel with this team as opposed to years past? Uh, I mean, it's, this culture's tight, man. We had a Christmas party the other night, ugly sweater Christmas party. There were some ugly, ugly sweaters coming in, but the whole team came, vibed out. Um, I mean, it's just, we, we, there ain't nothing, a whole lot to do out here other than hang out, okay. always playing Call of Duty with each other, all, you know, off the field, going to, Going, I mean, we're always just hanging out with each other. All of our wives are close with each other. So, um, you know, especially this time of year, it's gray out there, cloudy. You're not really outside much. By the time you leave the facility, it's still dark anyway. So, um, we're always hanging out, though. The culture's big out here. We've been building it for a long time. That's nice to hear. Go ahead, AJ. It's very nice to hear. Is Josh Stallon like, the, the toughest guy on the planet? We thought this dude, el- his elbow was going to fall off. And he goes out there and he's slinging it like nothing happened. Like he has to be in pain. Like what, what makes this guy, like this dude is special. I feel like obviously and we're seeing more and more of it every week. He's not from, he's not from this planet. I'll tell you that he's not from here. He's, he's from somewhere else. Somewhere else where they make big, gigantic quarterbacks <laughs> and just run people over and hurl them and throw the ball 90 yards down the field. I don't know. With a broken elbow. It's crazy to see some of the plays that he made. Even in the New England game last week, getting out of the tackle and flipping the ball to motor underhand or even the touchdown that he threw to Gabe kind of falling off to the side and, and throwing it behind. Like, I mean, this, I'm sitting on the sideline like, damn, I'm just glad he's on our team. You know, being having us stop a guy like that. I mean, you see, you know, Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes might not lower his shoulder against you he, or, or even hurdle you. Josh will hurdle you and lower his shoulder. And, I mean, that's just – Sometimes I'm sitting there like, Josh, slide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, ah, okay, you know, good. He, he gets up. All right, all right, all right. Good run, good run, good run. Um, but, I mean, that's him, bro. He's going to go out there and he's going to put it on the line for his teammates. And, I mean, he, he when he makes plays like that, it only brings the rest of the team along with him. It's like, oh, damn, Josh out there. He's hurling people like, let's go, D. Like, damn, he out there throwing his body on the line like, let's go. So, um, you know, it's that energy that he brings. Like I said, he's not from the planet. He's not from this planet. Hey, are you right? Uh, before we let you go, just want to ask about the holiday season. Have you watched any Christmas movies? Have you gotten into the spirit? Do you have lights up, or is it all ball at time over there? I do have lights up. My wife put lights up. I have okay. Yeah. Humans, yeah, humans. We're living like humans out here. <laughs> yes, we have two Christmas trees up. My daughter likes the Grinch-themed Christmas tree. I don't know why, but it's a whole Grinch-themed Christmas tree. That's my And we have another tree downstairs. So holiday spirits are going. They're in the flow. They're in the motion. So, uh, yeah, we're happy holidays, everybody. Grinch, best movie? Best holiday movie, Grinch? It's Jim- a top. It is a top. It is, I, it's a top. I don't 
Home Alone is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Two? Boom. Two Classic. or one? It's, they're both good. I like the first one. Okay. Two's New York. Like first first one. one, obviously, at home in Chicago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very nice house. Yeah. Oh, Gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very all these, nice. All these, all these, all these look goodies. All these look goodies. I yeah, like, it's because you're old like school, Porter. That's, That's what right. you are. Enjoy the holiday season. Football Thank matters in Buffalo. You're the best, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys take it easy. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, seven more. I'll get them. I'll get them. Look at that. Here we go. The whole fucking graphic. <laughs> All right, he's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Porter. Yeah! <laughs> Speaking of winner, we have a winner whenever we get a chance to learn from one of the best football minds in all of microphone conversation. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Everything DB with Darius Butler. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's look at my Dolphins. All right. Obviously, 49ers, they handle business. They got the dub. Uh, Tua. Tua was off. Had an off day on Sunday, in my opinion. Didn't play great. Missed some, a lot of easy throws that were out there. This point in the game, I was excited. I thought we were coming back, but this is a huge play. Uh, ran a quarters beater down here. So what's going to happen is, I believe this is Shirtfield in the slot. You're coming out empty. He's going to run, clear this linebacker, run across this field to get influence that safety. As soon as this quarterback sees this safety come down and show this crosser any love, the fastest man in the world is going to be running a deep, big post outside leverage here in quarters. You're going to see it open up. He's going to bite it. Aggressive player, great player, probably having a Pro Bowl year back here at Hufanga. But this is how you take advantage of that at the quarterback position. Obviously, you got to get that chip on Nick Bosa to slow him down. But you see it right there. That thing opened up like the Red Sea once Hufanga bit down on that crossing route. Now, the, I mean, this is, this is a great play design, obviously. And you got Hill running that post route. So this is going to be tough, very tough to stop. But um, great play design, great throw. Obviously not, you know, still let him stride, full speed. I mean, that's easy as it gets. But once, a time, once again, let me see it one more time from the Watt. Yep. As this quarter safety, especially knowing who's out there and knowing that your corner out here is outside leverage now, the coaching point here would be, Ward, squeeze this shoulder a little bit more, understand your outside leverage and know who you're playing against because he just kind of stayed running this path when Tyreek Hill goes to go across. But as this safety, we can live and line up again if they throw this crossing route. You see Warner try to flip his hip, hips late. So if, if Tua throws this crosser, you know, one of these guys will probably get him on the ground. Hey, but look at Tua. One, the ball's out before. I was like, look how early Tua throws yeah, this ball, too. As so, soon as he 25. sees – running back. As soon as he sees uh, – because this play is designed, is, it's designed to do it, exactly what it does. So as soon as he sees that, this, he knows exactly where he's going with that ball. And Tua has to throw this ball at this point because – once again, oh, throw it to the fastest man in the world. I think is, there's a chance that uh, Ufanga, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. I think there's a chance he thinks, too, is only throwing that crossing route. Is that what you're thinking, AJ, here by watching this? And he's almost got a good read on it. He's like, there's no way yeah, he's like, going over my head here. Look, he's, he's breaking on intentions. Like, look, Tua cocks the ball back to throw, and he's he's breaking, but he's going throwing it right behind the him. ball like, placement. This is a hell of a play, man. The ball placement is also going right over his head right now. So, so eyes probably yeah. lined up. Same place. Man. I mean, those corners are, I think it's a safety in a corner on the top of the screen. Like, are they not supposed to be that close? Uh, it's on the opposite side of the field. It's kind of right when he throws it. They're like five yards away from each other. Are they? No, that, so this is, uh, once again, quarter. So they got their, uh, you split the field in half. So they got their set of issues down here, and they got theirs up there. So they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Once two goes flat and he's not a vertical threat, this safety, he's going to help and undercut that one route and then the um, 
the corner just climbed. But uh, this is a tough, once again, this is a tough route. That's exactly what this route is meant to do. Influence that safety and leave that corner on the island one-on-one -on -one outside leverage with Tyreek Hill running away from it. Palomalu, same type of, hey, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, that's going to happen yeah. every yeah. once in a while. That's yeah. going to happen what's, every once in a while. What's nice is we were just able to have a nice, like, spirited, but, like, not yelling conversation about Tua. Man. As a show. That you don't was, always have to be arguing. That was and awesome. Screaming until you're blue in the face. What's your guys' Who's doing this? What are you guys talking I'm missing what? something. Usually yeah, I know. Well, what's going on? What? Oh, you don't know? I don't. I, know? I actually don't know. Is this no, a I think brush situation? We should all just give or? ourselves a bunch of flowers for uh, being able to have a, a, just a conversation <laughs> about right. Tua. Not you obviously, you know what's happening. Yes. I did once. I heard Tony said that. And then when I said, bruh, I did remind myself, oh, that's what they're talking about. All right. Let's move on. Please. Do you think, uh, Debo, any part of that? Are they giving Sherfield a little bit more respect because he had that like seventy-four yard touchdown to start the game, and they just kind of uh, maybe like sink? No, I mean, that, a little bit more? honestly, that's his response. This is his responsibility. You know how the defense is built. If he goes vertical and clears that linebacker, that nobody else. Is, you got two up. Yeah, he, that's two up. That's two up and over. So that's his route as a quarters defender. And then if you go back, how would they to the play it again, Debo? If they run that again, the exact play, how would they play it now? He would probably kind of screwed. Yeah, he'll probably just pass it off, honestly, and then the right throw would be to throw it to Sherfield, right? Yeah. So it's, this is a good play design for this coverage, and um, he's he's gonna have the tough down. Everybody has to wear the, the hat, somebody mm -hmm. in the down, and this is uh, seven. And outside leverage, I mean, with ten runaway view, with all that green grass, impossible, impossible to guard. That. You just said it's a great play design for this coverage. It seems like every week the Dolphins are on here with a great play <laughs> great design play for design. whatever yeah. coverage. Is it, is there so the, fir the first play of the game actually. It was kind of like a jet motion. Yeah. And uh, uh, from, so last week we had it happen with the Cardinals warm defense and Justin Herbert was a quarterback and he found, you know, the receiver running up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it happened the opposite this, this way. They cut loose Sherfield, who just kind of came off the line like this. He hit him and then split the safeties and went 75. So th this, you know, no, you usually see a lot of pre-snap motions and shift with the Dolphins. This is just alignment. And then an empty, uh, if you run, a, run it to the tight copy, and empty in quarters especially is always a little more conversation too. So you'll see whatever communication they're having between this defenders. So as that corner outside, in quarters it's already like a man call. You're already thinking man coverage pretty much outside leverage. And if anything takes this safety away, it's going to be a tough down. So this is a great, um, you know, 54 does a great job flipping his hips. So as he throws the 14, maybe tackles him. But this is a tough, tough play to stop. Do you think this is potentially um, Andy Reid type season where McDaniel's going to run out of plays or concepts and everybody's going to know what he's up to? Because that happened for a long time with Andy Reid. Then he got Patrick Mahomes and he had Travis Kelsey and he had Tyreek Hill and he was able to continue to draw plays and schemes for the rest of the season, wins the Super Bowl. Now there's no such thing as Andy Reid season. Andy Reid season's all season. We're happy for him that mm -hmm. that is the case. It used to be like first 11, first 12 weeks, mm -hmm. Andy Reid would fucking slice and dice you. Then it's almost he ran out of everything and everybody kind of locked him down. Everybody knew what he was going to do that has obviously completely changed yeah. with Mahomes and the Chiefs and everything like that but for a long time that was thought is that a chance here or no they're fucking uh, innovative and Mike McDaniel's a guy they're innovative and Tua you know his biggest strengths are you know being able to read coverages quick and being accurate and quick with the ball now he wasn't accurate in my opinion this week you know he made obviously some good throws this being one of them but there were a lot of throws that were open against a great defense but he just missed most of the time high for some reason but he was missing high last week especially in the first half but I think uh, I think Mike McDaniel would be fine. Hey, I'll tell you what, two is a righty too. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think about when that. Watch him throw that ball. Yeah. All right, so uh, <laughs> run this one real quick. So I want is this the? I think this is the one where he flips the back. And uh, Kevin O'Connor kind of alluded to this real quick. Uh, slowing. So when offenses do this little that one little movement, 
one, two, three guys now are doing something different post-snap, right? Right before the snap. Just that one movement. So this is kind of like what uh, Coach O'Connor was talking about, kind of slowing down good athletes. But they end up picking up this coverage, uh, picking up these routes, I believe, how they want it to. Run it back. But Jalen Hurst does a good job reading, once again, these safeties, the depth of these safeties. It looks like a, some type of quarters concept down here. And then him just saying, hey, you lock this backside corner. Because the thing about quarters, once you send any zone, really, once you send four to a side, usually there's some type of adjustment on defense. We used to say, hey, pass one back. So basically whoever comes back, whoever this backside defender is, you'll be able to pick them up. So what happens here is that backside defender just – defender is the safety. He's going to pick up this tight end going vertical, which is going to leave Devontae Smith completely isolated on the backside. Once Jalen Hurts sees these safeties, he knows this safety won't be, uh, he can't impact the route. Once he sees him come down, he knows exactly where he's going with the ball, accurate with the ball. Uh, they had a nice double team on A.J. Brown, but when you do that on swole Batman, you got skinny Batman on the other side doing his thing, and Jalen Hurts, obviously, as a you know, good, great quarterback should do, identifies, you see his eyes, Nose goes back to his one-on-one, accurate throw, boom. Damn. Tud. Not fighting fair. Yeah, so that's actually, I feel like the defense executed what they wanted to, but once again, the offensive players get paid. Oh, this is that uh, dude play. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that dude right there is going to make a play. Yeah. Have we seen enough now that we are done worrying about Jalen Hurts throwing the football? I mean, I, I'm, I'm completely fine with him throwing the football, <laughs> absolutely. Because this Titans team, you know, this is, a good, this is a good ball club. Whoever's out there, Verbal going to have him ready to go. And he had, you know, he had his way. A.J. Brown had a couple. Devontae had one. Hurt scored. Miles Sanders scored. So this offense, man, it's, it's potent. And these guys up front, man, like watching these guys on film, these dudes communicate, like pressure looks. It don't matter. They pick it all up. And then Jalen Hurts just got to find his guys who usually, if you leave any of them one-on-one, more times than not, they're going to win. And the design runs they have for Jalen, yeah, like you can kind of see Simmons just stand up and kind of just hang out with yep. Kelsey. Like because he can run like that, does that just change all the thoughts for the pass rushers that they're not just getting off the ball even when it's an empty set because he might be running? Yeah, sometimes it does. It was an actual a clip, another clip from this game where you'll see two linemen just kind of stop and almost like not spy, but in that one I think Simmons just kind of felt the double team and just felt like, hey, I'm not going to get home. So let me just, you know, you see the great ones just put their hand yeah. up and get a mm-hmm. paw on it. I feel like that's kind of what he did there. But, um, but yeah, for sure, you're How always about, thinking about that. You though. know what I appreciate? I appreciate the fact that this motion is so late. Yeah. Because everybody's figuring out what they are. I got this guy, I got mm-hmm. this guy, I got this guy. Everybody's making that decision. And then what, half a second before the ball yep. snapped? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Look at this. You got a full point, a whole new set of rules, basically, and guidelines, right, for the yep. whole defense yep. that you thought was – and then, boom, ball snapped. You're already fucked. Yeah. Because remember, uh, way back, one of those early slides that I had on every coverage, you know, the zone coverage is, hey, do I got two weak, two strong, three strong? Three, and then once you go four strong, like AJ mentioned at that time, bunches also you have to have some type of adjustment. So doing that, like you said, to your point, doing it late, that just causes that little hesitation. And once again, Titans, I feel like, still execute it well, but then it just becomes, hey, my guy's better than your guy. Well, damn. Here we go. Speaking of a guy being better than your guy, Geno Smith has been a dude this year. Uh, should be getting some MVP uh, conversations as well. He's been throwing oh, the ball just oh. as good or better than everyone else. MVP? Uh, league Jeez. right now. And these two receivers are doing Who's their thing. DK player? Metcalf, he's down here. Tyler Lockett, he's up top. We get a deep crossing route from TJ Lockett. I mean, yeah, Tyler Lockett, I'm cut, sorry. Cut, cut split, too. So, yep, cut split. So he's on the top of those numbers. 
tight end basically in the protection set, and then we got a cover three on defense. Now, uh, cover three carry, we've seen it played differently even with the Rams. You saw him do zone drops before, but this is going to be more of a carry. But once again, this number one receiver, what Tyler Lockett is going to do here, so he's going to be the down safety. He's going to run underneath the safety, which basically tells this corner, I don't have to carry this guy across the field. If he was to go over the top of this safe, this down safety, he would have to carry him. But what he does is he goes underneath this safety and then climbs and runs the crossing route. Geno Smith does great job, great movement in the pocket. So he identifies, he sees some potential pressure coming. Boom, they come. So it's end up being three under three deep. Oh, and now he oh crosses boy. and climbs. Oh, wow. And right now you only have one, two, three, four, five, six in coverage since we're sending five. So you lose that one extra underneath defender. And what you're thinking is, hey, we're sending pressure. So we're going to allocate some more resources on the pressure. But that means you lose them on the back end. So instead of having seven in coverage, which is usually four under three deep, you got three under three deep, which we've been seeing all year. And if he can manipulate this pocket, find time, give his receiver time, which he does, to get down and climb wide open. And then you got DK like clearing out almost, right? Oh, yeah. Not the, is this to DK or is he just a clear? DK out? is running this route like he's getting the ball just like he should, and this is obviously a viable option on this play as well. Open. This is third and <laughs> yeah. third oh, and seven. Boy. <laughs> yeah. that, oh, boy. So he had his option here from you know DK actually or up Tyler. top too. He was he had a up top, step and, that, too. and that's that's a, a legit a um, track star right there. Yeah. Uh, good one. So. Texas. All so, these guys are really open, honestly. Everyone's <laughs> open on this play. That's, that's what you're that's, So when you send pressure, you got to, you know, you got to give something up on the back end. So that's what oh, happens yeah. here. So, um, yeah, <laughs> these guys that's are open. wild. Gino steps in the pocket and I guess picks his poison. Tyler Lockett here, get the ball, cuts back, gets in the zone. So that's what Geno Smith has been doing all year. Did you see the play? Where, sorry, for our guy AQ, though, got to be able to have a pocket for that type mm -hmm. of play to execute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you got to build. That's why everybody's open because they're able hey, to protect you run it one time real quick from the tight copy, you'll, um, the back copy, you'll see it. So you'll see it kind of goes into a double count. They show pressure, so they show their hand, and then he, he's, Ooh. you know, boom. Running back. Yeah. Running back comes across. He does a good job. DJ Dallas. Mm -hmm. Good job, DJ. Bink. Bink. Hey, D-Butt, yep. D you know, on this blitz right here, if you run it back, I mean, who, we don't know what their rules may be, but a lot of times 54, he's got to go underneath that back so whoever's wrapping, like you have a, one inside, one over the top. I don't know if that's the rules or not. Yeah, let me see it. Like, you might need a cross move? face here on this back. Like, bam, to cross face yeah. underneath Try so he can't here. step up like that. Yeah. yeah. So then 97. Not, that's really tough to do because 54 mm -hmm. saw, like, the back did a hell of a job picking mm -hmm. up in the last minute. And he did a good job not really giving it away, too, because a lot of times backs mm -hmm. will be looking like they'll be back there and they'll kind of be, you know, scanning and be like, okay, if that mm -hmm. guy comes, that's one. but he, his eye was kind of straightforward. And he, but he knew exactly mm -hmm. where he was going in protection. So that's a great job all around, executing up front and then obviously executing on the back Look end. Look at Gino, dude. Look at fucking Gino. Gino's poise. Look where the yeah. ball is. The poise is. on yeah. Gino. It looks yeah. like a drill. It looks like, it, exactly. Steps up with the ball, like, wristband. You know, it's so calm. Touch Bing. arm. Touch Dime. Arm. Yeah. It was a good ball. So, and Gino's been doing it all year, man. Obviously, he's Hey, congrats to Gino. Way to go, Gino. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Gino. Seriously. Mountaineer. No, Hell yeah, dude. Honestly. I'd say the DK and Ramsey uh, rivalry is awesome. When DK went in motion and said, fucking come follow Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was dope. DK scored. <laughs> yeah, he scored. Yeah, he scored. He scored. Has the Rams just given up? 
Probably three, three guys are wide open. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then even like Lockett, like the just the effort to like try oh, to yeah. tackle him right there, like it's just not there. It's like ah, oh, fuck it. You know, he's at the man. ten, but he's gonna score. This has been a rough, rough year for LA, man. Rough year. Uh, obviously, you lost your quarterback. Now he's most likely out for the year. Aaron Donald's is he retiring? I hope not. I Me think too. he's got juice left in the tank. But I mean, if he does, great career. He's fought and battled through a ton. I know his wife's been through some things as well. Yeah, she's um, been So, you know, I, if he Hall retired, of Hall first, of Fame. once again, yeah. played a long, long career. So I uh, made a ton of money and won a Super Bowl, man. So definitely. What I about Aaron like, Donald? Do you think he's coming yeah. back? Ooh. Ooh. Only wanted to play eight years, retired my parents. They might, yeah, all be, they might be on Super the same Bowl. page with Sean McVay. Hey, Matt, what you doing? You coming back? All right, I'll be back. I mean, Donald, there's no way because he was going to retire last year, sent the letter and everything. You think Aaron's going out like this? No way what? What? There's no way he comes back back. is what I don't think he's going to come back. I mean, he went through the shitty years, and then they finally got good, and they won the Super Bowl. And now – Yeah, he went to two or two. I mean, there's two different ways to look at it. Yeah. Like, Aaron's not going to go out like this. Mm -hmm. Or he was like, fuck, should have retired. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's Mm -hmm. literally both answers could happen right now. But if you're a Rams fan – if you know Pat Hills. There's an opportunity. Well, yeah, he's saying he's coming back. He's not going to go yeah. out like that oh, is, what, okay. is what Diggs is saying. Um, but you might be staring. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the look Rams at the might be staring down a fucking. The light at the end of that tunnel is a long yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, man, it seems like. And if they Eagles, go, Sean's out of there. That's right. what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. So it would have to be a fool. It would be an entire mm-hmm. – Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner, will he continue? He, he only signed, I thought he only signed a two-year deal last year, so he's on the last year of his – And then one of those was like basically a void year, wasn't it? I think it was pretty much like a one-year deal. And Jalen, what's Jalen got? Probably a couple years left, but yeah, they'll probably – If they blow everything up, they're definitely going to have to trade him. I mean – Oh, no, Rams fans. Yeah. Is that happening oh, right no. now? If good they run. shut it down, you'll, you'll know pretty quickly in these next couple weeks. People start yeah. hitting the IR and, you know, you got – it's, it's tough to go out there when you got, you know, we just signed, signed Baker Mayfield. He's the future. Him off no He's the future. True. Top 20 quarterback. I, 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 Your guy. I, I, hey, I lied to you guys' faces. <laughs> no. Dead ass wrong. No. You gotta be honest. You know, as of right now, <laughs> as of right now, <laughs> you know, Baker stinks. No. He stinks. No. But you I'm know, Baker. let's hope he turns the right situation for the credibility, Darius. Yeah. Yeah. For hey, my credibility. I was, hey, I was, I was in Baker's corner. Hey, if he gets a fair chance, he yeah. play with an injury. Hey, me be too. A top twenty, but mm-hmm. ah, fuck it. So hey, I was the, in his corner as well. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Yeah. I, I was in his corner as well. Yeah. Always have been. Speaking of matchups, Jalen Ramsey. This would be his matchup. Uh, oh, that'll be fun. Next oh, week. Yeah. So that'll Locked be fun. Down. But uh, Flea Flicker here from the Gun, which is a little different, and I've seen it, mm-hmm. but I'm sure people have been running it more this year. So you got a Flea Flicker here from the Gun. Hand it off to your running back. Obviously, he steps up, throws it back. This is a shot area, okay, between the – in the alumni section, between the 40s. But what happens here, so this is a uh, – The reason like, why it's the alumni section, all the rich people are getting tickets in this area. Oh, yeah. Right okay, this, is where, yeah. this is where all the money's at. We're going to take our shots right in front of the alumni and make it look good. So this looks like coverage six, so half coverage down here, quarters coverage up here, which is the perfect coverage to have on this backside because technically – both of these DBs actually have some run responsibility. So this safety in quarters always has run responsibility. So if he sees the run game, he comes down. If this wide receiver crack blocks him, this corner is responsible to replace him in the run game. Uh, the only way they, I think this backside safety, I think it's Derwin, could see that something's up is reading this uncovered guard. And you'll see, you can watch, let the play run from here. But um, 
That's an absolute dime. Asante too. Samuel Jr. Running back from the beginning. Oh, no, pal. No, nah, that was on uh, Callahan, actually. It was on the, the slot defender. Well. But um, it was a good route, too. But pause it real quick. So I was taught, I don't know how AJ was taught, running back to the beginning before they move. If you're back here trying to get a run read, the easiest way to get a, run, a good run read is to read this uncovered guard, right? Because mm-hmm. the cover one, it can get blurry. But if this guy steps back or just goes across elephants on parade, most likely that's a pass key. If this guy climbs or punches up and actually looks like he's trying to get to the next level, that's a run key. So right now, what all these offensive linemen are doing, this looks like a pass. But this happens fast as shit. So he's stuck now. He's up. And now you got the uh, nickelback who, remember on that backside, that's half. We run it back from the wide copy real quick. So this is a great play design, great execution. He barely gets his ball off. But this is half defenders, right? So he's a, he's a flat defender. So he has run responsibility. Mm. He does not. He okay. should stay back. But he's So he comes off slow. You see how Devontae comes off slow. And he's going to put his foot in the ground and go. Say he's climbing up. He's trying to get back over here. Boom. So it's once again, just yep. nothing but green grass. So great play design, great execution. But once again, this is a shot of Are his knuckles white or his <laughs> knuckles red? <laughs> hey, Jay. That's what we're reading out here. You're reading high hat, high hat, low hat. High hat, you know it's pass. So watch the helmets. Standing up directly first. Yeah. Obviously, the toughest way to get the toughest time to get those type of reads are like RPOs when the linemen go two yards downfield, but they nobody really moves past the line of scrimmage here. But once again, this is tough. This shit happens fast, and he has a gap in the run game. But this is a great play design. Devontae Adams has been going scorched high five, high five, high five. a few weeks. Kind of a slow flea flicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's looking, mm-hmm. They look like they're moving in slow motion. They ran in New England when they would run this, and uh, sometimes, the and obviously McDaniels was there, sometimes the running back would even juke to the left side of the line and then throw it back. That's tough. Delay a little bit longer. Delay suck them up. Yeah. Suck them all up. Suck them all up. Suck them all up. <laughs> suck those DBs. All the way up. Uh-huh. All the way and, up. Uh, and linebackers, too. That's right. <laughs> a lot of sucking. All right, let's go. <laughs> Alexander, man. It's going to be a single high safety. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Single high safety look. Jair and this Alexander oh, yeah. down here at the bottom. Mm. I mean, it's going to be great. I like this play, Zeke. What's that? Z, you're gonna love this play, pal. Here you go, Z. Hey, this is this is what a twenty million dollar year corner looks right. like. That's why you pay him. Reading this, Justin Fields back foot throws this maybe a, a, a pinch Ooh. late. Ooh. That's a great, Ooh. great, great by a yes. veteran corner. And when Chuck was up here a few weeks back, I believe it was Green Bay, Tennessee Thursday night football, talked about this corner. And you run the normal route tree on him. <laughs> He's clued in. He's ready to go. You get him with double moves, with different type of routes. But you run this type of route on him, young corner quarterbacks. He's gonna get these. He's gonna get. He's gonna give some up, but he's gonna get some of these. No other plays. You know. Oh, that's weird. Oh yeah. Kevin White had a great (laughs) catch on him. Great catch. (laughs) Was it Kevin? Uh, was, uh, so what? Equinemius St. Brown. maybe the same guy. Is it because he keeps his eyes in the backfield the entire time while the double moves good? I mean, he's a veteran. He, he has great uh, movement. You can see his, his uh, so efficient in his plant drive, a pick we had weeks ago when he picked Jared Goff off, uh, knowing the route tree. And this is uh, – He's not worried about getting beat deep either, D-Bell. Like, he looks very all. confident. Like, okay, I'm cool here. I don't need, at, to, I don't at, need to bail ever. At all. So this is um, a dice route. So this is a, a basic route. So we call it a dice route because he, now he doesn't – this is almost like a five dice. So he could end up here as well. But oh, you yeah. get curl. You get curl, 
flat, flat. And that typically makes it an easy read for this quarterback. So as soon as he's running back, please, as soon as you see this curl flat, expand to the flat, that tells the quarterback I'm throwing a curl. So as soon as he goes out wide, that lets him know exactly where he's going with the ball. Same thing up here. If he expands with that flat route, he's going right to that curl. So Justin Field makes the right read here. And a lot of times you're going to see this as a bang-bang catch in the NFL, honestly. He runs this a little bit deeper, but as a veteran corner, you understand the different break areas. Okay, the first five and six yards, we're getting a short game. Then as you get downfield, okay, do they run their curls at 14, at 16, at 18? So this is film study. This is anticipation, obviously confidence. And obviously he's played a lot of downs in this league, got paid a lot of money for a reason. Uh, this is the reason uh, why. You think the uh, Packers can go on a run hey. and win out and possibly, you know, have they're a not in L- They're still um, mathematically still in, in it. In it. Uh, honestly, I do not. No. Oh, okay. So, well, so. freezing cold takes. Have at it. Hey. Baker, I, I said Baker Mayfield was top 20 quarterback. So. Got to be honest, he said. Got to tell the <laughs> truth. Got to be transparent here as a uh, pundit in the NFL Bucket. these days. Uh, next play. Harrison Smith running to the ball, ends up getting a pick. Now, this is some good and bad from this. This is a good play, though. Pause it real quick. Right here is this safety. This is a young safety. Um, Bynum ends up getting a game-winning, game-sealing interception here. But when you top this, when you stand right behind this nickelback, a veteran quarterback knows right now, high, 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 AQ Shipley knows right now, he looks right here, he knows it's a high chance that this slot defender is going to be blitzing. So, which is going to mean one-on-one with this, uh, with this safety. But it's going to be, end up being a fire zone, so you're going to have uh, this blitz coming. He's going to be here. And these, both, of these, both of these DBs, they obviously had a beat on this route concept. It's going to be double slants. They both jump this slant, these slants. He makes a play on the ball, bats it up in the air. Harrison Smith gets the pick hit, man. And I think with this interception, he became the active leader in the NFL as far as interceptions go. I mean, that's very obvious, right? I mean, that's very obvious. So, <laughs> you know, because you know, there's no other reason he would be standing right behind a nickelback. So uh, just a little tip for young DBs out there as a safety, you know, play it off a little bit. And if you're that, if you're the nickelback, you know, give something else. But you're standing right here looking in there. Run it back a little bit, please. Still made the play. And he pr- still made a play. So it's about execution. Run it back all the way a- as much as you can. So I think it was some, even some communication from 39 telling somebody, like, hey, I'm coming, baby. Where should he be? Like inside lever? Like, look, look, like- you can tell I me. Mean, me, me, me. I'm coming. Hold on. So he could be inside leverage. It's really not on him because he, he has a blitz. He got to get, get there, right? So you be there and just look at that receiver. As soon as that receiver moves, you go. But as this safety – just put a little, a little bit of sauce. Little, yeah, a little bit of sauce on it. Like, show that you're going in the middle. Just so something and not stand right behind. He's scared to death. Uh, he's not going to get to his spot. Uh, exactly. Young player in, just want to do it. And, and you know what? Don't let your disguise keep you from doing your job. He made the play. That's what matters. This was also third and two, I believe. So third and short right here. So made that play once off. again. The whole DB group was clued in on what was coming. Made the play. Run to the ball. We always talk about tips and overthrows. Yep, third and two. So, good job by that safety. But that's just a little something to put in your back pocket going forward. Mike not Mike White may not adjust to this and go somewhere else. But you know, a lot of the uh, old heads do. Harrison Smith, great disguiser, right? He's like the best in the game, AJ. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. This return's awesome. I like how he hands it off to Pat <laughs> P at the end. He gets yeah. tired of them just trying to kill the clock. It's a lot, lot of yards. Right. <laughs> take it, dude. Me, I got you. Oh. <laughs> All right, way to go. Let's go to our sideline now. There's oxygen. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> All right, next one. Yeah. Uh, they're awesome. I'm talking about. Hey, they are. They're so – like on defense, they got guys. On offense, it's You're talking sweet. about the Colts? Uh, no, the Colts are the worst year in football. I'm talking about the Vikings. Oh, yeah, the Vikings are awesome. Yeah. You're 100% right. <laughs> Watch what you say about the Colts. We're on a highlight here, I think. I don't yeah, know if this is a low This light. is oh. a good play. And this was still a good play. Wow. I say this. Dang, 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 <laughs> this might have been a two-point game. Oh, okay. Oh, so this is before the fourth quarter is what you're saying? Yes, this, this is before okay. the fourth quarter. I think this is the third. I'm not positive, but he actually gets his ball, picks it off, and it sets the offense up on, like, the plus 19-yard line. Did we score? Absolutely not. But nope. watch oh. the Gilmore, man. Still very, very highly respected in this league. I don't know if you guys saw that clip of all the young Dallas Cowboy players trying to get his jersey after the game. Uh-huh. That was but, cool. I feel yeah. really shitty for Gilly Locke right now because he's playing great ball all year, but obviously the team is not with him. But this is a great job by him. He'll come home. Single just, high coverage. Just hold on. I don't want to – we're primetime on Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, yep. and Monday Night Football yeah. again or whatever sure. yep. at this stage of the game. Mm-hmm. Fucking Stephon Gilmore signed with us because he thought we were going to be a good yeah. team. Oh, yeah. What happened? What well, let me ask happened? I just realized I didn't see – because the fourth quarter was so bad. I didn't see. Does Jeff Saturday have the boys putting the fours up going to the fourth quarter? All right. Listen. I'm not sure. It's not. Good. It's a great point. Because I saw point. TCU put the fives up going to overtime. First time I ever saw did. that, that was awesome. Ooh. So they cool. Yeah, that's so, how and they got beat. <laughs> to, to Saturday, I mean. Five is completely defeated. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, actions, what's that? To Zary's point, I mean, they came out hot, and after halftime, they came out hot. So whatever he says in that locker room, it fucking just works. wore off there. Yeah, yeah. It just wore off in the fourth quarter. Nonetheless. No. Uh, D-Bud. Oh, you mean the other guy that picked the Colts? Stump. Exactly, because he thought that they were going to be good. Yeah. I mean, we were supposed to be good this year, We were supposed to be good. That's why this guy's on the team. That's why you have primetime games late in the season and a late bye. Yeah. We thought we were going to be good. Yeah. And instead, we got Collinsworth just shitting all over the entire... Everybody thought they were good. Huh? Everyone thinks they're good in August. We know that. No. no. I'm talking actual. Yeah. Stop it. Stop what you just did right there. We got Gilly Lock on the team. Yeah, he I'm was a free. I guess we got to be more. We got to be realistic with our expectations, don't yeah. we? Well, Shaq Leonard wasn't supposed to be out the entire year, yeah. Hawk. That is true. Okay. Do you think this guy knows football? Huh? Yeah. Tell me. You think that guy knows, knows football or not? He, do- he thought yeah. the team was good. That's why he joined the team. That's well, right. picked the Panthers yeah. last year, dude. Well, that was because he had to. He, he got traded. traded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, great rep by here. Exactly. Right here Even more so. That's a yeah. good point, though. He, yeah. good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, he, you think he wanted to do that again? No. 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 Jesus. Sorry, Gilly Law. They had seven Pro Bowlers last year. Eight. Eight. Seven. Seven. Oh. Well, they gained another one with Gilmore. So eight, and they, they didn't lose any. And Ryan is broke. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah. We had ten fucking Pro Bowlers. Ten. But uh, once again, Bubba Ventrone, he was a pro bowler <laughs> once. Back to the beginning Jeff of the Saturday Saturday is 11. Bowl, yeah. So this uh, Gilmore. 15 the pro bowlers. Three by one. Strength and conditioning thing. <laughs> so Gilmore, backside three by one. Once they rotate the single high coverage, this is like football one-on-one for quarterbacks. Nine times out of ten, they're going back to that X receiver on this one-on-one matchup. Now, still a cut split. You're on a near hash. He's kind of right on the top of those numbers, well, right on the bottom of those numbers. He's going to try to get up and then run out. 
Gilmore does a great job of maintaining his outside leverage because all of Gilmore's help potentially is in here. All these bodies are in here. So he does a great job maintaining his outside leverage. And then once Dak throws this ball to a spot, he just, you know, beats this receiver basically to a spot. So patient. This is, I mean, when you watch him play football, a lot of times it looks like practice drill work. He's patient. The game is slow to him. Been playing great ball this year. Beats it to the spot. And like I said, this was at third, third and ten. And he gets this ball, returns it to – you set your team up for success right here, mm-hmm. man. But obviously we didn't get it Did done, Zeke y'all. get a flag here? I mean, what the hell is that? <laughs> a flag? Nope, no he flag. Him. On the yeah, running back? They oh. called it on Zaire Franklin. Can we keep an eye on the bench here and see if we got enough juice? Okay. Let's see. Because this, this is a close game at this point. No, you did Why not. Why is anybody have, telling me to start the end? There's no, no juice on that sideline, dude. What the fuck, bro? Not even a hint. Is this, uh, is this Carly? Oh, Carly has juice. Yeah, Carly's yeah. excited. Look at yeah. fucking Get her a Carly. fucking headset. She should be calling the plays. Oh, fuck. Can't do where Zoom did. Anyways. This guy left side, too. He's jacked up. That's the only Furthest juice. to the left. Wait, run it back real quick. I didn't clap it. That's bad. This is, hold on. This is, hold on. Bro, yeah. Shit. What are you talking about? This is a two-point game, score? you said? This was a two-point game. Oh, this was in the first half. So yeah, yeah, right here, I think it was, what, 10-7? I mean, there's... They're 14-10. They don't give a rat's ass. No I mean, the, the offense is bummed. They got to stand up and go play. What the fuck is going on in that building? 2-9 does a golf clap. <laughs> we, got, we got these guys who aren't dressed. They got their hands yeah. right. oh, that oh, yeah. Carly, Carly are saying ownership is excited. That guy starts Thank you, Carly. Here. Maybe that's what Carly's down there for. Yeah. We got, oh, uh, team morale. What was this? You know, we got two hands up down here. We got a hand up here. Is that good? Or? I mean, hey, go score. Where's Jeff Saturday? This team stinks. <laughs> Can we zoom in on Jeff? Look at what's going on, like, right here. It just, yeah. They don't give a shit. Food. They know Playing they're about to get ass. waxed. They didn't know that. They were in the game. Well, it looks like knew. Jeff Brown right there. Oh, he's he's the director clap. of player ops. This guy's fucking awesome. Just want to let you know that. That guy's he's the yeah. one who had the hands yeah. he's jacked yeah, we, up. We, we, in the Andrew Luck photo. Not, not oh, enough juice. Okay. Not enough juice. I'm with you. Especially on the road. When you're on the road, hey, it's, a, it's us against them, baby. In AJ, general, what's this all about? time. Prime time. That's a bit alarming, especially, you know, we, we know Jeff gets the boys going. You would think oh. the second he picks this off, the whole sideline erupts, don't yeah. they, normally? Yeah. I'm, just, game. I'm just, like, Carly's reaction there, you know? It's natural. It's normal. It's all about. That's like a, I don't want to say, like, when I was playing, but, like, I'm posted up right on that fucking bench right there when the defense is gone. You see that where uh, yep. two humans are? Yeah. A pick mm-hmm. happens, Vinatieri's old fucking ass. I mean, we both, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just no. Even if you're not watching, you hear it. Yeah. Like you hear the crowd mm-hmm. react to it. The home crowd, obviously, it's a, oh. oh. So you hear it, you look up, you try to see what's going on. Yeah, but you guys were on a good team. Yeah, Jeez. and Jerry World, too. I mean, that's getting played on a 200-foot screen, so you're definitely reacting. Yeah, what's going on over there? I don't like that. <laughs> they not, stink. Not good. They're cursed. Well, look Bring at Russ this. in. Yeah, Russ will get that side. That was it. That was at control. the end of the second quarter with 2.56 yeah. left on the clock. Go six and we just set our pass up to go. Oh, no. Is oh. This the next play? Oh. No, yeah, this, is not, yeah. this is actually oh. the fourth quarter, so you know what happened here. Is it was in the fourth quarter. Is Alec Pierce touchdown, right? No, it's not. We didn't yep. score in the fourth quarter. 33 nothing unanswered. Oh, yeah, at geez. Least, hey, at least we got Jelani Woods in the game. You won 33 points. Baskin-Robbins is where you want to be. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell! Yeah, 
Okay. Jeez Louise. <laughs> so we got cover three here. We're playing This safety does a good job. Donovan Wilson, uh, run it back to the beginning real quick. Does a good job with his shoulders. Showing single, uh, showing two high split safety. Makes it look like a cover two look. Showing like he's opening up. Then he comes back down. He's going to drop down and be uh, basically insert hook curl. Oh. And then him right here. So this receiver, Ashton Doolin, he's scoring this game. He uh, beat Trevon Diggs with a move early. Plus 1,400. Yeah, he does a great job here as well. Because this is the curl flat defender once again. He goes in and pivots out away from his leverage. So it's going to be a ton of space to throw this ball, to lead him, to run away. Pretty clean pocket, right? Oh, Michael Parsons yeah. here. So yeah. he throw this ball out here. This is a catch and run situation. Instead, it's behind the receiver, Deron Bland, who had two interceptions in this quarter. Rookie Bland. He does a good job making the quarterback pay for a bad ball. But Look at this his is, zip uh, on that pass. <laughs> Holy shit. Just Did he break his hand catching this? Look at this whole, this whole area. I mean, so literally, you throw this ball out here towards this shield. Uh, I mean, potentially a catch and run. Yeah, up for this oh, Alex Al so. Pierce is wide open too. But I mean, look how good that ankle tape looks. Holy shit, Matt oh, Ryan's that's... good. Did Matt, Matt Ryan stink last year too? Yeah. I don't know what picture the uh, Falcons. That? What picture I mean, the had, Falcons you know, have in the draft? Yeah, more, <laughs> more. Yeah, more interceptions and less touchdowns than uh, Big Ben. Last season. Oh! But, uh, oh! Seven was awesome. We shipped, so. we shipped Carson up out of here and felt like, you know. Yeah, and, wait, 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 wait. Oh, don't even start with Carson. Listen. I'm just saying. I'm Carson, saying Carson was the answer. The answer. Yeah. You guys but should I mean, sell the farm for Heineke. Relax. Yes. So, I'm just saying. That might be a good idea. Great job by Wilson. No pre-snap disguising. We fucking stink, bro. So bad. What is the deal? Great finish by Deron yeah. Bland. You, you can draft a quarterback with your first-round pick. Don't Cut. worry. Who cares? We don't stink that bad. Yeah, Bill Levis. We'll get a t- yeah. Oh, that's what we good. draft. Guy eats bananas with the peels on. Yeah, yeah and he mayo ma- in his coffee. Yeah, he's a fucking dog, is what you're saying. And why is Jelani Woods not on the fucking field? We got a six foot seven guy that can move. He don't. What is the problem? Yeah, ninety eight yards last week, I think too. Yeah, none yeah. on Sunday night football. Best game of yeah. his Was career. That? None on Sunday night yeah. football. He had that one catch, but there was a holding on the offensive line. Oh, and then they had that one ISO. He was on stand on the sideline. Yep, remember yeah. they yeah. had that close up of him. We had a fumble on the tight end screen too in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was Mo Alley. Yeah, so tough, tough sled for for Colts, but uh, we fucking suck. Great job, Bland. Great job, Wilson. That's it. How about the um? Hey, great work, there. Yeah, let's go. Hell but yeah, D-Bot. I don't want to get too negative because what just happened was awesome. No, get 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 as negative as uh. The, you showing that clip, I wouldn't have known that the entire sideline was just that fucking was, dead. Yeah, yeah, that was that discouraged. Was, I didn't even look at that. Was that I was open. There was inklings of it. Was it? No, there wasn't. Okay. Where? Where? Thank you, AJ, for asking a follow-up to Tone. And that was the question. second quarter, too, by the way. That's early. You know. People aren't tired. We're not out there. I mean, there was still... guys know, like, okay, yeah, we're in the, the red zone now. Let's go back to fucking Lollipop City, and, you know, hopefully we'll we'll score a touchdown. But we won't because this guy's throwing the ball eight Listen, miles We watched the team run off and run on the field while, honestly, one of the greatest air guitar Back to the Future situations was ever happening in the entire si- world. Freaking sweet. I can't believe that happens at an See, NFL but... stadium with NFL games. Um <laughs> But there is some elementary things happening at Lucas Oil Stadium. There was no dude playing air guitar. There was who? I don't. It feels <laughs> Marty like Marty McFly. We don't know who they were. They were in costume. It was somebody in costume McFly. as if they were Back to the Future. It was a full thing. It was oh, yeah. historic. I it was uh, oh, yeah. no Marvel. No, it was because no, it was, it was throwback. different than Marvel. This no. was different than Marvel. Throwback jerseys. So they had to do some throwback cool stuff. They did a light show with. The, <laughs> they, did? they did a light show with the crowd. It was awesome. Sounds amazing. Yeah, that was, that was sweet. It was interactive. What well, was going on on the field? Didn't expect it. Came out of nowhere. So surprise is <laughs> definitely a, certainly a great 
uh, part of entertainment. And those people did a great job. Oh, they were yeah. doing oh, the yeah. actual thing yeah, itself. Yeah. I, I don't, is the demo four-year-olds? Is that what? Is that four what? Four six, I think. Yeah. Is that what's going on? Yes. Four to six, you have seen a movie from 1982. Well, yes. Now it is. When your team is at this point, that's when you see like a bunch of school buses in the parking lot because they're giving away tickets to a bunch of schools to try to fill the stadium. All right, AJ, right. we get it. Nobody's yeah. celebrating picks. Okay, Matt Ryan's missing by 15 yards yeah. for interceptions. Okay, we don't have to rub it in. When you're at this point, yeah, this is the only way you fill up stadiums or yeah. whatever. The positive is... It's like, yo, I don't know if that needs to be the demo, dude. Please give us some positive, Connor, please. Thank you, Darius. Yeah, on Monday Night Football, Tom Telesco is going to have something for those boys from Indiana. I'll tell you that much. (sighs) We're back whenever we get to... At least you get to watch Herbert. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That'll be fun. Herbert will be fun. I got love football. Yeah. You'll be able to look and say, hey, that's exactly what the Colts never have, a franchise quarterback ever oh, again. Oh, come on. Right there. And I can I can almost touch him. He's right there. <laughs> I can feel the greatness coming out of him. But shit. We're going to have a franchise quarterback. What are you talking we'll about? No. Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. You don't yeah. think that True. Jim Irsay is going to have his yeah. eye on the film at the Combine, scouting himself yeah. to find the next franchise quarterback he's going to pick up in the fourth round whenever we have a pick? I have heard rumblings of a uh, Shaq Leonard for Bailey Zappi trade, if that Whoa. interests you. <laughs> what happened with Shaq, too? Did we know he was not going to play all season? That was quite a – I mean, the Colts have been – we don't have to get into just the Colts. We're more – Snake bitten. Snake bitten. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah, like snake unlucky? bit. Yeah, snake bit. Why? Yeah. Ooh. There's why. It's hmm. the Andrew Luck curse. That's what I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Might be cursed by God after what you did to Carson and Frank. <laughs> There's that as well. So the football god's an actual god. Both teaming up. We can just hope that they kind of. We can hope. We can hope that they double feed it. What about cutting Peyton? That one seems like more of a curse to me personally. I feel they put a statue up. Well, no, because you got Andrew after they got luck. Yeah, Yeah, that didn't work out. Well, no, it didn't. But this is strictly on the shoulders of well, one shoulder of bring Joey Chestnut into halftime. He was at the Cavs game last night, wasn't he? Yeah, they were doing like a pierogi Pro- eating contest, <laughs> and they said, "Oh, all of a sudden, like they started, and then the glass broke, like Stone Cold was coming, and Joey came running." Out of the That's what I'm talking about. That's How come awesome. the Colts can't do something like that? That's we got fucking sweet. Back to the Future dancing for four year olds. The Cabs got Stone Cold Steve Austin glass break. Joey Chestnut comes and dunks on all the locals while eating Polish pierogies. It was what? even bigger yep. too because he had just lost a shrimp cocktail eating no. contest. So this was a comeback win. To who? A uh, whale? Why can't we? Great question. <laughs> yeah, who do you lose? Who beat Joey? I don't Jeff? know. It was St. Elmo's, too. Wow. Oh, who no. is the. Uh, Caboli. He was in town. Might have been Mark. <laughs> Boom. That's who it was. Yeah, By the way, song? there are. Check his pockets. Caboli might have created an invention for yeah. somebody else. There's now cargo shorts that you can cook uh, hot pockets in your, in your cargo pocket. Yep. And if you do That's recall cool. from training camp, we delivered a sandwich to Caboli mm-hmm. from Rudy's because he said, Rudy's, I ain't ever. So we delivered him a Rudy's sub. He didn't have time to eat it because he was so focused on work. He put that sub in his cargo short pocket. Uh, and then 10 hours later, he woke up when he was laying down yep. and said, oh, there's a sandwich in here. Mm-hmm. And he ate it. Nice little snack. So in doing so, somebody saw that story and said, great idea. Put a hot pocket cooker in the cargo short pocket. Thank you to the internet. Thank you to the innovative people out yeah. there. Thank you, smart people. Thank you, Hot also, congrats to Cargo Shorts. Definitely making a comeback. Yeah, for sure. I'm getting a pair. Can't wear that on a plane. No, no. This no, never no. would have happened if Steelers weren't giving Gaboli a run around. Exactly. <laughs> True. That's right. So we should be thanking the Steelers, you're saying? I think so. Yeah, and the linebackers coach. Funny how it all comes back to that for you, Tone. Colts fucking suck, bro. What? It's all right, dude. So the Packers. 
Yeah, I mean, plenty of season left. Really, there all- isn't. There still, isn't enough. Still a, still a stink right now, too. So. There isn't enough. You, the, the thing Steelers is, are hot right shut now. Shut up, Steve. But. Well, yeah, they're not making playoffs or anything like that. But the future is fucking bright as shit. Realistically, <laughs> every team, but like five I've teams. Steelers suck. fan to talk about the future. Well, no, because we've never had teams. to. See? Okay, that's how you know you should. But you situations are situational. Future? Okay. Welcome, welcome, Tom. Um, I do have breaking news. Oh no. shit. Dwayne Johnson has reported that. He wanted to confirm with the financiers uh, before he shared this excellent Black Adam news. His film will profit between 52 to 72 million dollars. Is that good? Fat? Hell yeah! At almost 400 million worldwide, we are building our new franchise step by step. Parenthesis: First Captain America did 370 million. Fucking Captain for the DC future. Things are looking good for The Rock. Everybody that doubted fucking take a hike. Dewey Johnson, box office king. Scroll back up. Scroll back up. Bigger than Captain America. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bow to your future president. Thank you, Dwayne. Something to think about also is, uh, you know, movie tickets today cost about 15 bucks. Movie tickets when Captain America, you know, first came out were probably about seven. So there is a little bit of, uh, you know, disparity here on the era and age. Don't bring that type of logic into this conversation, please. We're just talking box office. I love Dewey. You said he was teetering (laughs) yesterday. You literally said this. I love Dewey. You can't uh-huh. be taking a fucking victory lap for making 52 million bucks on this fucking movie, pal. Okay, you spent it's a lot of money. Before. No, it's a lot not. of money. That's 15 IG posts. I would love to see what his projections were for this. this he was expected to make billions upon billions. $52 million. Uh, fucking Secret Life of Pets did two times that. Yeah. Well, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And bingo. Who else is in that, Ty? It's good. Kevin Hart, the guy, the guy everyone says The Rock needs. Just real quick, Ooh, though. No one said that. $52 million profit? Oh, yeah. Capital Projected. letters? Yeah. Fact? Projected. Could be more. What if this thing gets hot in some time in some country in the next week or two? Good. This thing could make another $100 sure. million dollars out of nowhere. Yeah. Boom. Sure. How might you get, doing? Might sure. get picked wait till, up till, in Ukraine, and they might you know, rally behind this movie, but I don't see that happening. No, wait till bad. the COVID lockdowns in China stop, well, and Jow yeah. starts fucking promoting this in China. <laughs> is he in it? That's a good point. John Cena is not in Black Adam. No, but they're friends. Captain America is, though. Anybody ever want to talk about? No, Superman. Superman. Superman makes an appearance. And uh, oh, actually, yeah. Peacemaker could possibly be in one of these movies because they're the same universe. Oh. And that's going to be in the next one that they're building step by step. step. Congrats, Dwayne. We knew it. Love you, DJ. Where'd you go, Dewey. Good. Why did Dwayne feel like he needed to do that, though? Because everyone's saying this movie sucked. It's losing a bunch of money. Obviously. Well, Ty actually yesterday said, and I doubt that Dwayne Johnson gets updates from this particular program, (laughs) but Ty yesterday (laughs) said, uh, teetering on uh, B-Lister at this point. That's what Ty said about fucking Dwayne Johnson. said a lot of people are saying that. I didn't specifically Sorry, say it you myself. Reported. You exactly. reported that it was being Exactly. Reported. And I believe whoever sent in that screenshot that was followed by another one from several outlets so that was, no, no, no. This movie lost money. What? Okay, Dewey can say what he wants. He can check his financiers before, you know. It. We got it, Dewey. Okay? Hey, sometimes this you just movie, gotta take an L. Sometimes you just gotta take an L. This movie made millions. millions. And millions do that fifty times. Okay, that's how much money. Mm-hmm. Congrats on the first first uh, installment. Inst- yeah, Congrats, Dwayne. First one. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, they're projected to you know, make fifty-two to seventy-two million because they're doing what the Colts do, and Dewey's probably buying up 
eight to ten theaters in every state and just sending kids there. Sending them in buses. Hey, oh, we need good. to get you some holiday season. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. But are you making fifty-two million profit if it's coming out of your own pocket? That's well, something. The movie or him doesn't matter. That's movie right. will make fifty-two. True. True. Happy for you. Hey, congrats, Rock. Keep doing it. Sounds like a lot of hate though from over there. No, no, no. I need to see this movie. Sorry, I'm a Marvel guy. Love Dewey. Sue me. Anyone seen it in there? Hell yeah. Kidding me? I. Uh, yeah, Pat watched the first t- 15 minutes, said it fucking sucked. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> seven or eight. Whoa, maybe maybe seven minutes, I thought. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah, basically. Well, I do that with every movie. So. Not everyone. Oh, wait, what movie's coming out next week? Dad? Avatar, three hours and 45 minutes. I'm locked in. Boom. I cannot <laughs> wait. Right there with you. And didn't we see a... You uh, will be. Damn right. Yeah, didn't yeah, we see we, a tweet last night? Regarding that film? Oh, yeah. said it's the best movie ever created. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. Who said that? Jimmy Cameron did it again. A human named David Elrich. David, uh... David Elric. David Elrich. Uh, he oh, said, uh... David Elric. really fake. Uh, David Elrich said, Avatar, the way of water, LOL. Imagine being dumb enough to bet against Jimmy Cameron. Oh. Or teen alien... Sigourney Weaver or Giant Whales subtitled in Papyrus. Light years better than the first and easily one of the best theatrical experiences in ages. Mm. Streaming found dead in a ditch. Go to a movie theater and watch Jim Cameron's brand new Avatar. Yeah. Boom! That's Whale. not what the movie looks like, right? Yeah, That's the video uh, game? No, this yeah, is I the uh, 3D renderings and keep in mind, I had to look this up, Papyrus is what the whales will be speaking in subtitles. Is the font? Didn't Sigourney die? They were cool. He's jo- talking about the movie yeah. Alien with mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, but she was. Are they li- are they little avatars? Like that one holding the snake looks tiny. Yeah, yeah that, I don't it, know what this photo is from. That's like, a baby. This uh, is not a Jim Cameron no, photo. No, 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 no. This is not from. This is not Foxy or Met deciding yeah. to put this photo yeah. as the thing. Do not let this photo judge the words from you mean David. The Cisco Weaver of our office of Foxy and Met. Yeah. Well. David Ehrlich was trying to take Siskel out Cisco Niebert. Cisco Niebert. And that is the child is uh, Jake Sully and his wife's uh, offspring. Oh, whoa, whoa. In the trailer, I believe a lot of people have broken down. There's a scene with both of them in water, of course, and she is pregnant. Oh, water birth. Water birth, yes. Natural. Very progressive. And uh, can pick up from that. And the, old school. The, time, yeah. the whales can talk to each other. We didn't have that in Avatar 1, tell you that much. I listen. This movie's going to make $6 billion. Took 20 years? Took 25 years to get them to talk to each yeah. other? And 17 what? submarines. Excuse me. They've been figuring it out in the water. Am, I am pro-Avatar. I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater, but I'm going to watch it. Dude. So, this is a documentary of the planet of Pandora. Yes. Mm-hmm. Epic proportions. So, so it's taken 20 years. It's like, yeah, no shit. Sorry. It's making a documentary, dude. What do you want? You want them just to create action? No. A lot of things have had to happen over 20 right. years. We get to see it all in three hours and 45 minutes. We're lucky to do it. That's right. Goddamn right. We'll watch it next week. We'll certainly give our take on it. We won't be as smart or sophisticated as David Ehrlich was. No. Uh, we are much more smart and sophisticated on football today because everything DB. Right. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, D-Bud. Yeah. Big, big, big shout out to uh, Jordan Poyer for stopping mm-hmm. by in the middle of the day. Woo. Kevin O'Connell for right. stopping by today, coach of the Vikings. Jet Passing stopped by today. Big oh, thing. Yeah. Kellen Acosta stopped Hell by today. Yeah. Of course. AJ Hawk stopped by today. today. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. We're oh, doing it. Yeah. Woo. This is a program. Yeah. Oh, damn right. There's only one way to end this thing. In there, AJ. 
Has to be a giveaway. D-Butt's making Ooh. five putts. Ooh. Oh, okay. okay. On, I don't think you'll have to make five, though. No, no. All Darius will have to do is just go two of five Here we go. on the putting green. And if he does that, 15 people oh, yeah. will win $500. How do you be one of those 15 people, Pat? Great question you just mm-hmm. asked yourself. All you got to do is retweet this video. Mm-hmm. In a reply to this video or in a quote tweet of this tweet, go ahead and say something nice to somebody because it's the holiday season. We need more nice things said. Mm-hmm. And put your cash tag in there from Cash App so we can pay you efficiently. 15 people could win $500 if Darius Butler on, goes D-Butt. two of five right I'm here. Watching. He is picking to go straight down the line. He has missed this putt numerous times in the past. <laughs> AQ1 cross court. Man, oh, I tried to tell him. Good aggressive good stroke. Yeah. I like that. Good nice aggressive. Great pace. I like Jared. that a lot. Great I like Jared. that a lot. Way to go there, D-Butt. Got to go 50% going forward. Mm. I tried uh, to tell you. Think about, think about changing. You should go cross. Cross court. Cross. No, 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 no. no, no. Move the ball to where your heel is. There we go. And go towards the nearer stage, stage near one. There it is. R1 up there. Try to hit it over that hole into the next one. No, I don't think you should do that. Fun. Be sweet. Dude, perfect. Bang. Money. Oh. <clears throat> Got to go two, two here to end this you one up. This, uh, Give him a pitching wedge. I do not know if <laughs> Darius knows that there is a touch factor today. I like that. <laughs> Going right for it. Darius Butler. Bang. One of. Let's go. Let's go. Good boy, D-Butt. D-Butt said I only need two balls. This is in. What are we talking about? This goes in. 15 people win $500. What Darius Barrett. Great outfit today. Boom, boom. Oh! oh! Sorry, guys. Gust of wind in here. Shit. Do you want to shoot or you're done with it? Fuck today. Oh, he's taking a super wow. cool flannel. Oh, he doesn't super have a six cool. pack anymore. Super Holy cool. shit. Yeah, he only has a four pack. This guy was scared <laughs> yeah. to eat French oh. toast today. All right, Fatty, let's go. All right, Fat So. Hey, hey, Shoot the ball, Uh Darius. Uh, did a little dieting today for the first time all year. Mm-hmm. I think he's worried about the body. Hey, you look good. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, you're Stop yo, being so nice critical Navy of yourself. Seal skillet. Uh-huh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All you got to do is make one. Shout out Sal, pal. Thank you. Shout out Sal, pal. Hell yeah. Sal, pal, Antonio host the NFL matchups with Darius Butler, who if he makes one of these shots, 10 people will win $500 who retweet this video in a reply or in a quote tweet, say something nice to somebody and put their cash tag in the same message so we can pay you efficiently on Cash App. Darius has not touched a basketball yet today. Nope. This will be his first shot. This thing goes in. 10 winners of $500. Let's see it, D-Bud. Oh, that's it. Oh, oh looks so good. Yeah, still got more opportunity. You look perfect. You're right watch. on it. That one felt better than the putts. There it is. Oh. Watch on the shooting couple, hand. A couple foosballs yeah, there. A couple foosballs. How do we feel about the net over there? You throw a ball well? You want to go over the hoop? You want to go over the... Yeah, we don't... Oh, that net. Oh, Sheesh. We won't need the projection. Right. Hey, we got... Hey, ho, 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 hey. ho. Don't just give up here. Yeah, calm don't, down. Don't just say fuck it and throw these balls. You still got an opportunity. Yeah, let's go deep. You still got How a many great... people? Ten people. $500. $5,000 leaving the company in this holiday season to go to ten people. Less. Bang. Oh. Oh. Hey, don't give it up. Put it in. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Oh. Oh. What's what's the tip? That one's going to be tough, but this one goes in with a good 20. You want to get it calibrated, Ty. Calibrate it. Calibrating. Hey, listen. Let's put it. What? It's no chance. D-Butt. No, D-Butt. We need you. Hold on. I would have thought that Russ would have made the worst. 
Debo, step up in the Actually, pocket a little bit for me, please. Now look at see you. There you yep, go. there you go. Where are you going to? Gino. You going straight ahead? The net? Sure. Which one do you want to hit? Any of them? break the projector. Well, well it's either the backboard or the projector. We don't need the projector till 2024. There we go. Six. Uh, six. Shit. This shit's... It's 2022. Remember, you can't got it. You got to throw that some bitch hard. Yeah, yeah you just got to look and throw. Oh, 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 that felt good. That was really good. good. Why'd you change the calibration? That felt good. That was the best anyone's ever thrown that football. Damn, that felt good. Man, I guess we Thank should. you, Russ. Hey, thank you, Russ. Thank you, D-Bus. D-Bus will be back tomorrow. We'll get a chance to do some giveaways then. Yes, sir. Can't thank you all enough for fucking joining us this afternoon. You're the best people on earth. Four hours, seven minutes of talking. Can't thank you enough for being a part of this whole ride. AJ, great work today, honestly. Baby, have you talked to Aaron? Did you have you figured out an excuse on why he didn't tell us that there was no Aaron Rodgers Tuesday yesterday yet? Uh, no, I know he is. He's on a trip. I do not know where he is. Though. Oh, okay. ayahuasca, ayahuasca. What type of trip? Is he tripping balls? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh. I don't think he's in Green Bay. Is all I'm saying. All right, Ooh. all right. Okay, well, we'll see you all tomorrow. Goodbye. Say something nice to somebody, will you? Cheers. <laughs>